You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Notice how we've been doing this podcast for almost a year. You still reading? You still gotta read the intro? You I wanna make sure it's right every time. <laughs> you have it memorized by now? I mean, I do, but it's a habit. Don't, don't peel back the curtain for the audience. Anyway, this is Michael. <laughs> And once again, guys, we are Blur Vision here to tell you about all things in geek of the week. But, unfortunately... No Jamie this week. Yeah. But we do have another person with J in their name. We have our uh, iTunes review raffle winner, Joe the Stampede here. Hey, say hey, Joe. What's up, everybody? What's up? <laughs> wow. It's a stampede music. No. Why? See, when I think Joe the Stampede, I, I instantly think of Vash the Stampede. From That's where it's from. I don't know That's what that is, though. Yeah. That's where it's from. See? Yeah, I don't know what that is, though, so... Non-anime motherfucker. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, back to what I said. <laughs> no. You're so old. So that, that is your age right there. That is showing your age. You. <laughs> See, what, what do you got against age, man? Noir, noir, noir bear, leave a review, because <laughs> here Jordan goes again. <laughs> Be the ageist. Now, nah, I knew my man Joe was an anime fan, though, just from his Opie shirt. I mean... Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. I'm also wearing the uh, plus ultra hat. Oh, ah, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't me either. It's become our motto for the podcast: plus yep. ultra. <laughs> but yeah, guys, we've got a full week this week. We have the CW shows, all the second episodes of this season. They have all dropped. So we're we'll be talking about Flash, Black Lightning, Arrow, and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. We've also yep. got some uh, some trailer news. I think we're going to talk about in the uh, news of the week, Michael. Already. Oh my god! I, every Pacific Rim trailer makes me like feel like a kid again. <laughs> like it's I love fu- it. It's funny they haven't changed because they know what works. I'm like, because usually trailers change the music with each subsequent trailer. That could be they, a theme song. <laughs> they kept that one. That could be in the movie. I will it, literally drop and then start applauding if that happens in the movie. It better happen. I'm just. It's it's got to be there. If they don't have it there, I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's in the soundtrack. That's the only song I want. Yeah, same. But it's a remix. Like that's, yeah, that's what I was saying. Because it's not just the Tupac song that you can get. It's they, they remixed it. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to talk about some anime this week, even though Jamie's not here. You know, we've got another anime fan. So we're going to talk about some more Dragon Ball Super. Super. Yeah. And it's, it's actually funny. He said. <laughs> 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 you know, Joe says, yeah. It's funny. He's an anime fan, but. uh. Feels- you, Feels the same way about us. Yeah, you haven't been watching uh, Keeping Up With Super, have you, Joe? I haven't. So I watched the last two episodes in preparation for this podcast. I, I-, I feel a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that is a rousing endorsement for Super if I've ever yep. heard one. 
I concur with that. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna finish off with news of the week as per usual. But first, let's get into some iTunes reviews. Uh, let's start with. Oh, remember uh, our good friend Rebel underscore Avenger two one nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. See, you bought it upon yourself. You did that. <laughs> I don't even know what the review is, but I can already tell. I'm like, uh oh, what did Jordan do? Joe, Joe you've you been listening, right? So you, you've heard about our our ongoing adventures with uh, Rebel Avenger, right? This, yeah. This is the yeah. guy that's talked about how our, we had that offensive uh, Puerto Rican accent the other the other episode about the bright review. Which mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot to mention. I'm like, you're half Puerto Rican, so so you got a car. You got a, <laughs> you got an excuse. <laughs> True. Play that, even mentioned play it. that trap card. Play that trap card. <laughs> <laughs> you fell right into my trap card. Exodia. Uh, well, Rebel uh, gave a review. It's still a four star review. Remember before I said that he did re-review it for four stars, but he didn't change the text. He changed the text. So Rebel says this time around, great podcast is the subject. Uh, re-edit. After listening to what you guys said again, I did completely misunderstand what you guys were saying originally. But for clarification, those gangbangers were Mexican gangbangers, not Puerto Rican. So they were more or less depicted correctly. Wait, what? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, this is the best series. This is like the best sequel to the like <laughs> the first review ever. <laughs> And he, wait, it's a little bit more. And Rebel ends up in saying, but anyway, just so you guys know, I don't hate you or the podcast. So I want to say first, thank you, Rebel, for not hating us or the podcast. Thank you for saying it's a great podcast. But what, what, that last yeah, line what there, me- bro. I, they're Mexican, so they're, that's, that's good. That's right. <laughs> you know, say, Were you not? Look at Joe's face. <laughs> <laughs> All we are saying is give peace a chance. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that wasn't the best thing to say coming off of saying that someone else was saying something kind of messed up <laughs> I don't know <laughs> just leave, I'm gonna just leave it alone uh, I think Joe took the word right in my mouth I don't <laughs> it's like the most Scooby Doo <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone <laughs> I think that actually just clarifies that we're gonna build a wall Remember that? Remember that you people line in the last review? Uh huh. It started to make more sense. <laughs> but thank you, Rebel. We're not making fun of you, bro. It's just that's logic's funny. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Our next review comes from our good buddy, aka the Spider Man. Uh. It says thank you. It's a five star review. Hey everyone, great podcast as always. Love the long episodes and the Michael Jordan dynamic. But we need Jamie back. You but you got Joe. Back. You got Joe. So <laughs> we got yeah. We got we got another J. <laughs> um, goes on to say started and finished Devilman Crybaby. I kind of liked it, sorta, kinda. <laughs> that's that's a good reaction to it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Lol. Also started watching One Punch Man, and I totally love it. I agree on most of what you guys have been saying about this season of The Flash. Loved the first few episodes, but it was all downhill from there. Yeah, man. I have to agree with uh, AKA over here. AKA Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're on the same boat, Joe? Yeah. I, well, once we get into it, I'll talk more about it. Okay. Sounds good. And he goes on to say, love the first few episodes. Blah, 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 blah. Special thanks to Jordan for looking through his hundreds of DMs for me. Yeah, I ended up talking yeah, to him. Hundreds, hundreds of DMs. Yeah, my humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hundreds of DMs. 
It's not bragging if it's true. It's like I'm not bragging about it. No, you are. <laughs> I got I got hundreds of DMs. I, I didn't even see your message. <laughs> see how you do me? That's fucked all up. You all, you, all you could have said was I didn't see it. But you gotta say oh, hundreds and thousands of DMs. Well, I gotta make sure people know why it's hard no, for me to no, see no, messages. No, sometimes. no, okay, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. I'm a dick. Whatever. Uh, you responding at all made my day. See, he liked it, so whatever. No, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, review question of the week. How's your guys' week been? Aw. Uh, That's nice. I got pulled over this week, so I'm not doing that well. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now with Joe, so it's all good. What about you guys? I didn't do shit. I slept the whole week. <laughs> he woke up just for the podcast. Yeah, I just, well, I just woke up for the podcast. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, man. Uh, it, it's been good. I can't really complain too much. All right. See? He's the balance. Although I did get Monster Hunter World. And Dragon Ball Z Fighter. I haven't played Dragon Ball Z yet for PlayStation 4, but Monster Hunter World so far is pretty decent. Yeah, all right, it's cool. I, I want to pick up DBZ because I love Super so much, so I can't wait to play all my favorite Super characters in it. Stop! No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next review comes from Steve Rogers 54. So, Captain America. Yeah, Captain America himself. It's a five star review. Uh, subject is great podcast. Uh, Steve says the podcast is amazing and please continue to talk about and review comics. Okay. Uh, I oh, mean, speaking of which, Doomsday Clock, Doomsday came, Clock out. came out. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read it yet. I haven't though. read it yet. Okay, so next week we'll talk about that. Uh, and I think it's some, this some DC metal that we can talk about too. Some more Dark Knights metal. Do you read any uh, DC comics show? I have to go. So, yeah, I, I read, uh, I, I've been reading metal. Actually, that was the last thing I read maybe like a couple weeks ago. I actually read a whole bunch of it all together. Yeah. Not a good way to spend a Sunday. Like, it, it's great. Don't get me wrong. The the story is great. I'm enjoying what they're doing with the characters. But I got so depressed. I'm about to say, like, yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it was just like, if we're going to do it, we're going to save the day. Wait, nope, that's not working. Okay, how about this? Nope, wait, that's not working. <laughs> Batman, oh, no, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> We're just all going to be here. It's okay. <laughs> Try not to cry. Cry. <laughs> this podcast is going to be five hours. <laughs> we we got the anime section now that's become a permanent stay. Now if we want us to review comics. We're, then we got rapid fire reviews. <laughs> we're going to have like uh, music album reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody going to say, can you guys review music? <laughs> all right, moving on. Next More shows review. are coming out. Yeah, word. Uh, ne- well, I guess Agents of Shield will get there eventually, right? And Cloak and Dagger eventually. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I'm not worried about Cloak and Dagger. Okay, I'm, I'm with Joe. I, I mean, you, you, it might good. It might be good. Yeah, it might be. I mean, you said Runaways gave you hope. It did. It did. I wasn't expecting much from Runaways, and now I loved it. So same thing could be for Black uh, Cloak and Dagger. Can't put it past Marvel. Movie, all right, movies, movie reviews. You <laughs> convinced Joe. He's like, all right, maybe. <laughs> My next review comes from Me Immaculate. It's a five star review. Me Immaculate says, the blacker Charles Gunn. Ah, yes, Michael. I see you are coming. I see you are coming around to referencing Angel Moore. Yep. Pandering bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be your favorite now. I think, the, I think you're the one that said that. Yeah, he is. I would, you would be my favorite, but you don't reference Angel. And I'm, That's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> I get one fan. You're like, no, I'm back. I'm going to take it from you. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, just had to let you guys know. Just like Cordelia took Angel's soul. There we go. Angel oh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. 
<laughs> season four. <laughs> you want to give me like a reference to? Uh, just to let you guys know, the last two episodes got me through a total of 11 hours on a road trip. So he was wow. locked in a car with me and you, Michael, for 11 hours. That's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully there was no car accidents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, now I may have to check out Devilman Crybaby. Hope you get well, Jamie. Can you guys review the current Dark Knight Metal and the I Kill Giants trailer? Peace. I don't know what the I Kill Giants trailer is. What is that? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Have you seen that, Joe? No, I have no. I mean, no it sounds idea. epic. I Kill Giants. So Is it like an Attack on Titan spinoff or I don't know? No, that's like the American adaptation of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Just I Kill Giants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's just dark metal too, so I guess now we have some next week. Dark metal and uh, it's depressing. Uh, it's good, but it's depressing. <laughs> That's why it's good. <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> um, let's see. Our last review comes from Misfit Chism. Chism, C H I S M. Chism. Um, it's a five star review, and the subject is perfect vision. Great podcast, great content, and amazing host. Oh, thank you. <laughs> From animated comics to movie news, the group covers it all, and they do it with great energy. As an avid podcast listener, this is this one is easily one of my favorites to help me get through a workday with its lengthy but entertaining runtime. Yay. Uh, I also had a recommendation for you all. Okay, I'm all yours. Uh, with the spring anime lineup bringing back all of our faves, My Hero, Attack on Titan, etc., I feel like some really good shows are being missed in the current winter lineup. Those being the Junji Ito Collection Horror, the Darling in Franks, Franks, F-R-N-X-X, Mecca. Jordan, you should like this being a fan of Ava and Gurren You sold me because Gurren is my favorite anime of all time. I'm like, where's ja- Jamie? You're probably like, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, just, this is like, like, these are all Jamie yeah, things. To be I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Uh, have you heard of these, uh, Joe? The so, Junji Ito collection? Junji Ito is like horror anime. Um, he wrote like a whole bunch of like horror manga. Um, I haven't watched any because, you know, shout out to Jamie. I do miss you, Jamie. Wish you were here. Um, we all miss Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm a little baby. Hashtag free I- Jamie. I get scared <laughs> easy. So <laughs> I don't do too much horror stuff. I have a friend at work who's been watching the Junji Ito. Um, She's not impressed so far about the anime, although she's like when she's in the horror, she's like deep in the horror. So is Junji Ito that guy that did like the dur 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 manga and stuff? I don't know. I know he did the the spirals one. Uzumaki. Oh yeah, same guy, same guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That dude. Okay. His, those those doujins or or manga are fucking scary as hell. Yeah, you're looking at me like, like I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking about? And what about the, um, Darling and Frank? The other one, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't heard anything about that. So that's a new one for me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna check that one out just because he he says like Gurnlog, and so I'm down. Uh, Misfit finishes off by saying both of these are only like three to four episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, so they could, they should be easy to catch up on if wanted. Sorry for being long-winded, but love the show and keep up with the great work. Not long-winded at all, man. That was great. Not thanks. long at all. Not long enough. Yeah, longer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Misfit, and thanks to everybody who left the review. Um, I mean, yeah, even the new people, because like Steve Rogers, I think he's new, a new reviewer. Yeah, a couple of these are new. Yeah, um, get that man a shield. Yeah, 
we're getting we're getting well, we're we're pushing 160. So once we get 200 reviews, guys, we're gonna have another uh, giveaway raffle like we're having like we have for Joe right here. Yep. Even though Joe, you didn't yeah. really win. Joe didn't really win. No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give it up to uh, to real Stanley or wannabe Stanley. Yeah. Um, you know, I you should have been here. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. And then I know I wasn't one of your chosen ones. Uh, <laughs> chosen ones? I, I was a little hurt by that, but I, I hope I'm doing you proud. So. It's not me, man. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's, the, the, it's luck. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, when you when you told me, like, hey, man, you still want to do it, like, that morning, I was like, yeah, sure, I want to do it. And, and at home, I was like, why'd you say yes? Why'd you say yes? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> You're going to be on the podcast. Don't do that. Don't destroy the thing you love. <laughs> Yeah, luckily you have to have a battle royale with uh, Xander and Anakin, Jacob Gatsby. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I was watching my back the whole time. So, <laughs> stand down, Joe. Stand down. I mean, they might sneak up on you while you're on it and take <laughs> take your spot. Some unfriended shit right now. Yeah. Skype. <laughs> Look out, it's Anakin behind you. <laughs> this podcast has been interrupted by. <laughs> All right, Joe. Before we get into our topics of the week, let's let's have the audience learn a little bit about you, since you're the uh, the winner of this raffle. Uh, like, so yeah, give us uh, a little bit about you, what you're into. Uh, you know, we we talk about CW and anime every week. So, like, if you if you like those sections, if you agree with our opinions, it's all the good stuff. So, I mean, pretty much. Tell people how much you agree with me. No, not that. <laughs> hey, I do agree with. I mean, I like everybody on here. I have things that I agree. You know. With Michael, Ages of Shield, this season's really good. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> I agree with Jordan that, you know, Gravity Falls is one of my all-time favorite shows. All, one of my all-time favorite cartoons. I literally give it that. Like, <laughs> that has me in the feels. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I love the CW stuff. I watched Arrow from the beginning. And st- I stuck with it through season three and season four. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, so you went through like the depression of Arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where I was just like, "This is good. This is good. Wait, what's going on? No, no, no. still good. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're reaching." So, you know, <laughs> season five was great. Um, was a great comeback for it. And this new season, I'm liking the new season. I'm not liking some of the dynamic with uh with Team B. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. I think some people got some sticks up their butt. They need to, <laughs> they need to chill. But you know, we'll you know get into that when we talk about the new episode. Um, but I've always been into like comics and and anime and stuff like that. So and just started cosplaying like a couple years ago. I'm not like oh nice. Not doing anything like super major. Like my main thing is Luke Cage. Like the the especially the Netflix show. Was like huge for me and the whole idea and concept. I got to talk to the uh, writer of the comic book, um, David Walker. Oh, nice! At New York Comic Con uh, last year, and like we talked about what the character meant to him and stuff, and it was it was great. I like the fact that Luke Cage is a dependable guy. You know, he cares about his friends, he cares about his family, and he wants to protect the people that mean something to him. And that's like the main reason I like cosplaying as him the most. So nice, man. So are you feeling uh, Black Lightning this season so far? Black Lightning happy from the get go. Ah, my just, man. 
when 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 he got stopped by that cop in the beginning of the first episode <laughs> and and he was just holding back. I was like, nope, don't hold back. Give it to him. Give it to him. He <laughs> called he called on this. Thunder and lightning are right there. Give it to him. Oh, that part yeah. was biblical. <laughs> It's funny, we, we, we know we're all blurs. We were when, sharing. When Thunder uh, and Lightning was watching. It's this moment when Thunder and Lightning watching, Black Lightning was reborn. Poetry. Like Fucking yeah. poetry. But we're, you know we're all blurs because we're all, before the podcast, we were sharing uh, arrest stories of our own. Yeah. So <laughs> people were like, oh, that scene was cheesy, but it's like, no, no that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and for black people, it was kind of like, justice. <laughs> yep. It was like cathartic. Yep. It was so good. But how long, how long have you been listening for the podcast, Joe? So I started listening um, for a few months. I'm trying to think. It was back last year, maybe October. So, so I think the first one I listened to um, was like right around, uh, right after like San Diego Comic Con, where you talk about some of the news stories from there. Okay. So I, you know, I've been I've been following the Instagram for a while. I was I finally decided to check out the podcast. Um, and like I said in that review, uh, I heard you guys talking about BVS <laughs> and how it was trash. And I was like, yes, yes, I agree. I it found Kendrick's so trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just you talked about that. And then I think that was the first time you talked about My Hero Academia. Mm. And I was just like, yes, like someone else who understands, who gets it. And how All Might's a better then, Superman than Superman. <laughs> Yes, All Might is All Might is Superman and Captain America thrown into just one person. All Might can make you a better person, whether or not you have superpowers. Just watching him and understanding who he is 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 all mm. you need. Like Start that religion. Let's have that. Let's have the religion of all might. <laughs> I'm down for that, actually. <laughs> religion of all might. It's funny bringing up BVS. <laughs> you know, you realize that Justice League BVSed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you bring it back. I mean, it had a lot to live up to, and it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. I did not see Justice League. You ever see Justice League? You see Justice League? No, I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll see it. Okay, maybe not this week. I'll see it the next week. Maybe not this week. I'll see it the next week. <laughs> and Joe well, is the mis- reason why <laughs> Justice League is doing worse than Doctor Strange. <laughs> or why Wait, Ju- Joe, have you Jumanji seen- made more than Justice League. <laughs> that too. Joe, have you seen Jumanji? Not yet, but I actually have you, want have to you see s- that now. I've have you seen Doctor Strange? Reviews. Have you seen so- Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange, yeah. Saw Doctor Strange. Go. <laughs> there, I, there you go. I went and saw um, Thor Ragnarok, like, the very first, that Thursday night before, you know, the official Friday opening or whatever. So, I was there for that. I brought, like, I brought my two oldest kids, you know, dragged them along. I'm like, we going. It's opening night to a Marvel movie. We going. That, that's what's oh, going to okay. happen. So, I didn't know you were a father. So, so Black Lightning, I was sure you can relate to that on, like, just a father level, too. Especially because yeah, I I so I I got a lot. I got four, but um, my oldest two girls, you know, they're they're teenagers, not quite as old as you know as Black Lightning's daughters. Well, the one the one is like eighteen or a little bit older um, for Black Lightning, but um, yeah, as soon as I saw that, especially my God, when she when the one goes to the club 
<laughs> and he and he's at home like, where is she? Where is she at? And he picks up the the low jack on the phone. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go get her. She should not be over there. You know exactly where she is. Go get her out of there. Uh, some superhero parenting. Uh, all right. I thought I thought he went easy on the doorman when he was like, "I try to do this last." So I'm like, "No, your your daughter's in there. You got it on your phone. You know where she is. Don't talk to him. Break that door down. Put him through the door." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so but one of the uh, let's just CW. Like, let's just jump into our topics of the week. All right, mm-hmm. let's start off with uh, some Supergirl, Fort Roz. There is something in you that sees what you're doing is wrong. That sees the pain you're causing and regrets it. You don't have to be my enemy. justice in the world, so do I, but we're not going to find it by attacking each other. That's where you're wrong. Supergirl, all new episode Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW. So how you, how you, how you, liking, how you liking this season of Supergirl so far? I mean, I really like, aside from like the first two episodes of this season, I really like this season of Supergirl. Yeah. Way better than The Flash. I mean, this episode is basically the girl side squad. Like it was a ragtime te- team yeah, of female did, superheroes, and they did it better than the Flash. <laughs> they did it better than the Flash. They kind of did better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, that's, just that's saying. Not hard, so. No, it's not. Suicide Squad was trash. But I mean, I I really enjoyed this episode. the The premise of this episode was basically that um, Fort Ross has information on Rain, so Supergirl and crew have to go there and get it. But the the twist is that because it's now hovering around or orbiting a blue sun. That not only is that environment toxic to men, but it also robs Supergirl for powers. So she's Which a, part of me, I didn't like that. Is that that's never been a thing? No, in the comics, a blue sun increases a Kryptonian's powers. Why not, didn't they just make it a red sun? That's what I was saying. They should have just made it a red sun because a blue, like specific to specific. Because I even looked, I was like, "Am I wrong?" I was like, "No, a blue sun does not get rid of a Kryptonian's powers." So I looked it up. I was like, "Yeah, I'm right. She should she should have she should be more powerful in front of a blue sun." Cause you think of a blue like like blue it's like, yeah like well, no like blue fire like blue fire is hotter than oh I see like uh, Cora like blue fire is hotter than a yellow like our yellow sun yeah so so it puts out more energy so she should be more powerful from blue sun not depowered yeah so she should have just made it a red sun I guess they added that just to be like that's so now that explains so now why it's two, poisonous to so me so now there's two suns that can get rid of Kara's powers a red sun and a blue sun like, but the blue stupid. sun is also poisonous to men. I guess that's why, but like, they should make a different color because the blue sun actually is something in the comics. I do, I do get that complaint. I also was kind of confused. I'm like, is that what the blue sun does? Yeah, I was Whatever, like, I that's it. stupid. Yeah, it was just, it was really just an excuse to have an all female superhero team in the Suicide Squad style. People she couldn't trust. So she ends up recruiting um, Livewire and Psy, who was the villain earlier in this season with the psychic powers. Which part of me was like, <laughs> even though I enjoyed this episode, I was still watching it. I was like. Why couldn't you get Miss Martian? She's a psychic, and she has super strength and all, and, and shape shifting and everything. Like she's busy with Mars Wars. No, she has a whole bunch of she has a whole bunch of Martians that she she can step away for a second. I'm like, you got a psychic that's that's more powerful than Jean. At least in I don't know if it's in the comics, but in Young Justice, she's a more powerful telepath than Jean is. Yeah. So I'm like, just have just have uh, 
What's her name? Magan. Just where, where's Magan? Just, nope. Just Psy, Livewire, and the I forgot what's the girl's name. The uh, Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes. Girl? I don't know her name. Mono's wife. Yeah. Whatever. Just just for maximum awkwardness, the whole group goes out and goes to this Fort Ross place. They keep doing the Martians dirty. Black Martians can't get no love on Supergirl. <laughs> it's better than Kid Flash. <laughs> anyway. But ultimately, Rain confronts her on Fort Roz, and they have um, a a really cool battle. But we'll, we'll get into the details when we give our individual rating. For those that don't know the racism in Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. And we'll just go around, give our individual ratings, a little synopsis of how we felt about the episode, and we'll break into spoilers as per usual. Uh, let's start with you, Michael. How did you feel about this episode? Uh, like I was just saying, like I really enjoyed this episode. But, uh, I thought it was cool that they had the throwbacks to all the, pre- like, the previous female villains that, that they had. They didn't just have them in the episode previously, and then they're just done with them. They brought them back. So yeah, I'm I didn't like, think Silo had ever seen again. Yeah, me, me either. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" Oh, right, psychic chick. Right, got you. So, I mean, I, I always like when shows do that. They have callbacks to previous stuff, so you know, like things that they did previously wasn't just a throwaway. Same. So, like when Buffy, you would do it all the time. Like they would have callbacks or lines that they said in previous seasons. I hate you, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed this episode, but like, like I said, I was kind of disappointed that they hadn't, didn't have. It was a perfect time to have Magan come back, especially since they threw in this little plot device of oh, got to be all women, can't be. But then also, I was kind of like, uh, Jean is a shapeshifter. He could turn it. Can he turn it? Can he turn it to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> but he's base male. I don't know. Uh, what does that mean? At his core, he's male. Shapeshifters can change on a microscopic level. Shut so, up. <laughs> Shut up. They keep doing the marshes dirty. I, I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, overall, I, I like this episode. So uh, I would give it a more than passable. Okay. I'm actually, I'll just jump right in next, and I'm going to agree with you and also give it a more than passable. Solid. Um, it did a lot of things that I enjoyed, specifically the banter between characters that Previously, I felt like we're weak individually, like Psy and Livewire, but together, and like having them, their personalities bounce off each other, Psy being the very, like, I talk like this and proper, like a true villain, and Livewire being like the scrappy, like kind of like Harley Quinn personality. So I like that, that dynamic. And I like that the, the point of the episode was just once again reinforce Supergirl's heart. And she, like, even by bringing these two villains, Psy being, even Marsh Manhunter is like, I get you're going to bring Livewire because she at least showed you at one point that she has some kind of like tendency to be good. But Psy is like a straight up villain and she's like stronger than you even when you have your powers on a bad day. You know what I'm saying? She can look at you and like mess up your Send whole you life. Send you a fart cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Send you into the, um, the sunken place, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but despite that, you know, Supergirl, and they make it a point to address it in this episode that like, she thinks she can bring Rain around, just like she brought around Livewire, just like she can have faith in someone like Psy, and even possibly bring her around. There's even a hint of that in this episode. So I like that that overall theme of the episode. And then like even the B-plot I liked, with Alex and um, her uh, Rain's, Rain's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Even that ended up... I, I first thought that was going to be cheesy, because it has a lot to do with Alex and uh, Maggie. 
and just and really is Alex sulking over Maggie again. I'm like, you're sulking to a little kid? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> like, he, she doesn't know. You're an adult. Like, why are you sulking about your love life to a kid? <laughs> but, she asked. Yeah. But they end up do bringing it around. And even that ends up being kind of like a little heartwarming and funny moment. So I like this episode all around. And they did some things in this episode. And I think it's a theme in every CW show this week, except for Flash, where they do something that was not only surprising, but it shows that these shows can still have stakes. Um, Flash did not do that. Uh, and that's why I'm not liking Flash as much this season. <laughs> but we'll talk about Flash when we get there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it more than passable solid. What about you, Joe? Uh, actually, I'm behind on Supergirl, so I have not seen the episode. Um, oh, that's why he's so quiet. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, so, I, uh, I, it took me, it took me a while to watch the season finale from last year. So <sighs> it, Fell back so you're, you're way everything. far behind. So you haven't even started this season yet. No, because I was like, I don't know if I want to start it. I don't know if um, everything else started coming. I was like, uh, you know, I'll get to it. It just keeps Dude. getting pushed behind. With oh, yeah, stuff. this season is all I, I want. Like I said, the first two episodes of this season, two or three, like all that sulking that she does in the beginning I about mon mm-hmm. and stuff two, like yeah, that. Two. So... All of, yeah, so it's two, I think three. So. yeah. So either two or three episodes, like those first three episodes or two episodes, they're trash, they're boring. It's the same like typical like, oh, we're doing this shit again. Like the season's not gonna be good. But then after it gets past that, the season just does a one eighty. You're just like, whoa. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with Michael, and especially I understand your 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 unwillingness to watch season three after season two's finale and season two in general. Season two fucking sucked. I, it made me hate the fact that I recommended the show in season one. That's how much I didn't like season two. So it's a vast improvement. I I just wasn't a I wasn't a fan of Monel, and then to have her like Same. shining over. Yeah, Mon-El I think most of us weren't a fan just, of Monel. Yeah. I think that's why they broke them up because I don't think a lot of people like the like Monel. But speaking of Monel, at least them together because he's yeah. still on the show, so they probably like the character, just not him with Kara. Well, here's the fucked up part. And this is one of the reasons I like, I like this episode. The little bit that we do see of Monel, and especially when his con- he has a conversation with Carr by the end of the, the episode. End, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just say spoilers now for everybody that hasn't seen the episode. I'm going to drop a spoiler bumper here. But I think, are they actually together in real life, Carr? They're together him? in real life, yeah. Okay. I didn't see that as much in the second season, but now they have better chemistry now than they did in the last season. They were trying to make them, force them to be a couple. Do you, do you have that vibe? Yeah. Because the conversation that's what that he I'm has with like, her, I'm like, yo, I like you together now more than I did last season. What the hell is this? But not together. You mean to? I mean, uh, as in the in, ter- com- in terms just, of like just their, in terms of their interaction, the not dynamic, yeah, a relationship, yeah. No, I think it works better this way. So if that was like the ultimate direction his character was supposed to take, I kind of like you I now because so. he works better as a bittersweet. Yeah, ex-lover. I don't think so. I think they probably reacted because I, I don't think a lot of people liked Monel. In terms of him being with Kara. Same. So I think that's why they broke them up. Okay. But now he, he's actually, he works better as an ex-boyfriend who Kara, it's not that she pines over him, but now she's got like this bittersweet, like, you know, she's just, just. No, she's still in love with him. You could tell. Yeah, but she also, it's not like she's, tr- she's actively. Well, no, she's not actively trying to get, no, she's not. Yes. She's Supergirl. She can't do that. She's relinquished herself to just the, the matter of fact that he's moved on and he, she's let it go. So I, I like that bittersweet dynamic so much more than I liked them just being forced together as a couple. So like it's 
It's doing a thing where yeah, it was very. It was definitely forced. I, exactly. I felt the same way about Monel and Cara that I felt about that forced ass kiss between Steve and Sharon Carter in Civil War. Or Finn and Rose in Last Jedi. Yeah, Finn and Rose. Same thing. Like, I hate. I'm like, why are you forcing these romances? Especially when you have romances that work, like Finn and Poe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Joe, I do this every fucking time. <laughs> give me Finn and Poe, give me Monel and Win. That works. What? How about, how about Win? What? Wait, 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 wait. Yes, Monel and Win have awesome chemistry. Like, what about Win and Brainiac? Because that actually was no. a, a dynamic going on in this episode no. where Brainiac constantly shuts down Win, who was the smart person on the team. But we get Brainiac on the team. You know, it's hard to look well, like a smart person not, next to him. It's not in terms of romance. Like, no, Win and Monel. <laughs> Brainiac could be like the annoying cousin. You bluest. Annoying That's brother. That's all. You just don't like it because he's got a, he got a, his uh, his hairline so pushed back. <laughs> he's not hot. That's he all. has a Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about Brainiac uh, Five, or they they call him Brainy now, right? Brainy. Yeah. Uh, I I like him a lot. Every time he's on screen, I am captivated by his performance. Mm-hmm. He is he is the quirky intellectual Felicity type. I think the show needs more so than Win. Wynn always felt generic to me. Brainiac feels like he has actual personality and like charisma just by himself. Well, Wynn is Wynn is is Cisco Light. Like everyone knew that. Exactly. But Brainiac, can, Brainiac what? feels like a new character. It seems fresh. like with all these CW shows, though, they have they have a like a Felicity type a character because she came first. Yeah. So they have a Fel- like uh, with 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 the Flash is Cisco. Oh, they have a template for yeah, sure. Yeah, with Supergirl is Win, and now with Black Lightning, it's uh, what's his what's his name? I can't think of the his white name. dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't his know name. his name. I call him uh, Whistler. He reminds me of what's his face from Blade. <laughs> but yeah, you know I can't name, think Joe? of his name either. But yeah, the um, but I mean that's how, that's kind of that was his function in the comics too. Like this, you know, that even though it fits the CW storyline, that kind of is more in the comics than you know there wasn't a Felicity in Arrow. Yeah. Well, he's, well, there was a Felicity in Arrow, but she was a completely different character than what she is on the show versus the comics. Yeah, she tested well, so he's made her bigger than she was. But yeah. Um, but back to Supergirl, I also want to just touch upon the fact that there were consequences, and like I mentioned before, Flash does not have those anymore. And that's why the season's suffering. It's become a fucking comedy. Uh-huh. Like strip. All CW shows to me are like Saturday morning cartoons, but the Flash has become the most cartooniest cartoon. At least the other shows have like some some like uh, whereas form of consequence. Arrow, Supergirl, and uh, even Black Lightning—they're like the X Men animated series, Spider Man animated series, the good the good Saturday morning cartoons. Whereas the Flash is now like Super fucking Friends. Super Friends, <laughs> <laughs> basically. But uh, it's because Livewire spoilers got killed. Mm-hmm. Like I did not expect that, and it was interesting because I. They te- like, they make it seem like she's gonna come around and be like a good guy, and I'm like, wow, they're gonna turn Livewire into a hero? No. At the end of the day, she ends up sacrificing herself to save Supergirl from Rain, and Rain kills her. And like, what a powerful message! Like, because Supergirl had that faith in her, and she ended up rewarding her faith by saving her in the end. Like, that was powerful to me. Yes. I <laughs> part of me when it happened though, I kind of feel like. I was like, I should have seen this coming. I should have seen this coming. Oh, uh, Mr. Prediction Head. Because <laughs> they, usually, they usually do this to like the moment somebody flips or they have a change of heart or something like that, they get killed. And I'm like, because they do it all the time in like movies or TV shows. So I'm like, yeah. 
I should have seen this coming, and I, but I didn't. I thought she was going to come around as like part of the team. Yeah, even by the end when like they they cut away from her dying, and they show like like the team later, like after the mission's over. And I was like, I was waiting for that like, oh, live wires in a coma. Like, no, she did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I was like, shit, man. Okay, all right. Kudos, Supergirl, because it made it feel like there was some some stakes. Um, Although I kind of feel like they still have a way to. I mean, she could probably come back. She's like living electricity. Yeah, I could see that being. But that's what they do. They always leave that opening there. Just like, you know, we don't have Merlin on on Arrow right now. He sacrificed himself for Thea, but you didn't see, you don't see any body. You don't see any body. body. Come on back. (laughs) Exactly. Especially, especially the moment where she like actually died and you saw like the electricity coming out of her butt. Like I thought she was going to do like Yoda where she faded away (laughs) into the ether. Live wire the Jedi. Yeah, so I was like, so oh, okay, so she's not really dead. She's gonna come back once she heals and recharge. But they, she didn't, she didn't like fully fade away. So that's what kind of makes me. I'm like, eh, maybe she, there's a chance that she might come back, or she might actually be dead. Dead. Yeah, I mean, I even like the little in terms of action. I liked some of the action beats of the episode, like when um, Rain actually like fought Live Wire for a little bit. You know, I know you, it's to you. It's just standing there and shooting beams. <laughs> But, you know, exactly like, what that was. It, it really was, but it still, it still looked cool. But I mean, at least with the live wire rain fight, I can forgive that more so because live wire can't stand toe to toe with rain in terms of a physical combat. So yeah. I get her only wanting to shoot her electricity powers and yeah. not wanting to get close to her because she can't because mm. she's not she's not physically on par. Which in terms of just like physicality, she's just a normal girl. Yeah. It's just the electricity that gives her her power. So, of course, she wouldn't want to fight toe-to-toe with Carl. Yeah, one swipe with the heat vision, she was dead. So, nah. <laughs> she got got. But um, in terms of the... Although, I will say the thing that kind of made me uh, a little disappointed with this episode is they, they hinted at something. And maybe it'll come back in future episodes. But, like, the moment where uh, the psychic chick... Psy. Yeah, it's okay. I was gonna say that's not right, but yeah. So, Sai, it's she, really basic. <laughs> she lost. She lost control of her powers and hit uh, the oh, uh, Mono's wife. wife with a beam. Yeah. But then it never brought it back because it, it was like, did you do it on purpose or did you lose control of your powers? Either way, you're dangerous. So they put her back in the. I think the, it was that she lost control because she got hit in the head. Like she got hit in the head with a pipe. So, yeah, like, but they kind of never. It's just that one moment. Yeah, but, it was. It was to make because the whole time you're sitting there going like, I was waiting for Sai to betray them. So like I was sitting there going like, nah man, she lying. Don't trust her. But the the twist well, was because she ends up being the one like that the saves them. I feel like the fact that it was just the one mo- the one time it happened, where it's like I feel like there should have been a whole moment where it's like she's completely lost her power, lost control of her powers or something. And I don't know. I just wanted more from that. I just wanted more from that. I don't know. I think it did a good I- job of just putting in that little kernel of suspicion because that's what it did for me. It made me like go like, I don't think you can trust. It. I was already saying I couldn't trust her from the door. When she did that, I'm like, nah, I think she's up to something. I thought like maybe she was trying to control um, Mono's wife's mind, something like that, to make her do something later on, like, like inception her, to make her do something later on to free her. But no. So it was, it was literally just a device to make the audience think that Sai was going to betray them, but she didn't. So once again, it reinforced that Supergirl's faith, it, it, it's rewarded. And there is some merit to her wanting to convert Rain. It's not stupid and baseless like this generic hero like, no, there's good in anyone and everyone. At least she, they're showing that 
despite all odds, her having faith in these people, that there, there is a chance for redemption. And when Sai and Rain inevitably fight at the end, when Sai saves them, um, I was surprised that they even had the moment where Rain's mind control over, what's her name, Elena? What's, what's her real name? I don't even know. Whatever the, the mom's name actually is, not Rain. But she has a moment where the Rain mind control breaks, and she looks at Supergirl like, Supergirl? What's happening? She, yeah, she flies away. And that's another thing I didn't think they were going to do in this episode. They've, in any, and usually in these types of shows, so like they're basically Flash, establishing it's some multiple personalities, more or less. Yeah, but we, we, we thought that already. Yeah. But in another show, they tease that out for an entire season or so. In this show, at least, or at least season, I mean, at least they're doing a thing where they're right away. She's already telling Alex, she already knows something is wrong because she's putting it together like, I'm losing time. I told you to watch my kid cousin go off and do some, um, some work thing, some work vacation or some work job I had to go to, but I didn't do it. Rather than keep it to herself and let that be the very slow burn reveal, like, I'm surprised that she's already making it known. Yeah, yeah. already telling Alex. Yeah, and that's realistic. And I'm like, bravo to the show for not getting bogged down in that typical, like, oh, we're not going to, she's not going to tell anybody until, like, the last couple episodes. You know, I, I feel like it's going to be revealed that she's reigned much earlier on than I would have suspected. I hope so. I hope so, too. They're going that direction, so I'm like, and, and then. Because it wouldn't make any sense. If if they don't reveal it to like the the season finale, especially when she's already telling Alex, like I don't know what's going, like I'm losing time. Like and Alex is smart, exactly. Eventually, yeah. she'd be able to put it together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it wouldn't make sense if they if, if they revealed us coming to the yeah. season finale. <laughs> I wonder uh, why yeah, you're losing she's time. She's losing time. <laughs> oh yeah, she's not ranged. Maybe we should just like you think the next step would be we're gonna watch you. You know what I mean? That, that should be the next logical step. So I'm hoping to go that way. Um. But mentioning Alex, I, I do want to talk about real quick the, the B plot. Um, she did mention to, which was dumb, <laughs> the, the kid she's babysitting. Oh, yeah, Maggie texted me, and I'm just sitting here going, wow, I can't believe my relationship's actually over. Well, no, because she saw the text. She was like, you have a text on your phone. She said, who is it from? She said, Maggie? Yeah, I get why. And so she saw, the little girl saw the but reaction. But a grown woman like, telling a little kid all her relationships. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> But she, I mean, she asked. <laughs> yeah, well, but it, it did end up being something funny. Where, and I mean, sometimes, sometimes kids are smarter than you think. And she's, and it's not like she's a, it's not like she's a child. She's like a teenager. Yeah. But ultimately, I, I liked it though because like they, they are establishing. I, I like, the, I like the kid. So I do feel more for Rain now because they've made it a point to characterize, like to, to give some character development to the little girl. So now, like, she's basically on Alex. And you don't fuck with Aunt Alex because Aunt Alex is an FBI agent and she will go to your bully's house and fuck with <laughs> and them. Fuck, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> See all this praising of Supergirl, Joe? You yeah. go and watch it. See, you guys have been talking about it. You got me interested in it. And I was just like, uh, I need to get on this. There's no way I can watch it in time for this. But yeah, I think I'm going to go home and definitely get on that right away. Don't watch The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Why you are watching The Flash. Why couldn't you have told me that before? <laughs> I mean, we were saying it this whole season. <laughs> I'm but glad people were finally started coming around, too, because I've seen a lot of hardcore Flash fans saying they love the season more than three still, and I'm just like, how? No. How, Sway? No. <laughs> yeah, like, real world of Flash. <laughs> I love Eunice, but damn, son. This season sucks. Uh, but before we get out of Supergirl, I do want to just mention that... Um, pestilence and famine. Or no, pestilence and purity. Pest- yeah. I'm hoping 
it's revealed that the uh, black woman has the powers of Kryptonian too. I'm hoping she's purity in that pestilence. No, she's gonna be pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> but it's at first I thought it was gonna be both of them because they mentioned you know there's two more. I'm hoping it is both of them. It's weird if they would introduce them together and not have it both be them. It might just be her. Yes, if it's just her, or whatever. But it just seems odd to introduce them both. But I, um, there is a level of mystery to that. Like, but at the where same they time, come I was from. like, part of me, I thought that ending was a little too cheesy. I was like, oh, how fucking convenient! Now all of a sudden that they reveal that it's the second, that is two more other people. This girl happens to be hit by a car, and that's how she reveals her powers. But the way she got hit by a car, though. And then I was like, and then I was like, there's nobody in the car. Yeah, so, that's a good point. It was the boy in the car. Yeah, there's nobody. I was like, there's nobody in the car. Because so it's PG-13. Yeah, I'm like, so who was driving? Like, but the, was that done on purpose? I don't know how they filmed that, though. It was like, ooh. It was, yeah, it was brutal. It, was it brutal. looked like she got crushed. I was like, ooh, how did they film that? Yeah, like her body should have been. Like, like butter. <laughs> like peanut butter. So, I mean, yeah, the filming of it was nice. But just thinking about it, I was like, oh, it's so fucking, it's so convenient. Yeah. Now, I, I all of a sudden, you. that she's ready to be revealed. You want to talk about convenience? She gets hit by a car. <laughs> how, how about we talk about, what the fuck is the hologram that Rain uses? That hologram isn't a hologram. It's not like it's a pre-recorded, like, like message. That hologram knows events. It can track people. It gives her new information all the time. Like, in Krypton, when you die, do you ever really have to die? Because yeah. it's like uh, it's like a Man of Steel rules with Jor-El. It's like, are you really dead if your AI is basically you alive? I mean, they <laughs> implant their brain waves into the into the internet. I don't know. That shit is ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're saying, and by like 2050, we're going to be able to do that in real life, like scan our brains and have it put into an AI version of ourselves. Yo, what's some Black Mirror shit? That's weird. Would you do it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing that too much. <laughs> Just like I've like, seen Black Mirror too many times. I was going to say, but then you're, you're putting into questions like, well, you'll be able to get, will you be able to get hacked? And then also brings in the questions of what's the soul? Because if it's your brain patterns and it's you, is it really you? Yeah. If it's on the internet, if there's no body. Yeah. Like, what is the soul? Oh, these Black Mirror questions. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, one more thing though for more than the Flash because I just want to reinforce this about all the CW shows this, this this week. I just found it surprising that this theme held true for everything but the Flash. I'm really digging Rain as a villain because now she's not just characterized as someone who's more powerful than Supergirl. She's not just a physical threat, but I also like the fact that I do have an emotional attachment to her now, and it's becoming stronger every time they develop her more in each episode they, they feature her in. So, so this episode. I like that there's this mystery still to how even her powers work. Like, she's near that blue sun, didn't lose her powers. And Supergirl even questioned it. And then she drops a line, a badass line, where she's like, oh, what'd she say? Oh, I wrote it down. It was like, um, my powers aren't tied to something as trivial as a sun. I'm like, how do your powers work, bitch? Which Tell makes, me. Which <laughs> makes me go to what I said last week. Like, I feel like she's she was born on Krypton. Like, she's Kryptonian, but she's not Kryptonian in the sense that she was born. I feel like she was made in a lab or something. Maybe. Maybe. But there's still mystery to it. That's why I'm, I'm digging it. It's like her powers don't work quite like Supergirl, so it's still like, what is that reveal going to be to tell us why? Um, and it's important that you have the villain in your series be compelling. Because otherwise, you're sitting there, you're spinning your wheels in the whole season. Like the Flash. <laughs> so let's move on to the Flash this week. Titled... 
The Elongated Man Rises. I used to be somebody who saved lives. Now I'm just Barry Allen, inmate number 3562. Hello again, Central City. These people need our help. I'm not fearless like you are. Having the ability to help someone that's a greater life. Let's rise up. Rise above that fear. I like how everybody sighs. Since you love this episode so much, Jordan, you should go first. Okay, yeah, I'll drop some my opinion about the Flash this week first. Love this episode so much. So this episode, as the title suggests, the elongated man, elongated man rises. It's a Dibney focus episode. The Dick rises. Dick rises. That's pretty accurate. Um, it's not only is it a parody of the Dark Knight Rises because. Come on, the name for it. It's Batman, basically. Um, it's trash, man. <laughs> it's about a hero protecting a city against. Who's not the, Kid Flash. Who's not Kid Flash, the most important part. <laughs> uh, against the threat of the trickster and his weird Oedipus complex with his mother, the prank. And do you realize that the, the, the prank is actually a cameo from the 90s show, right? Oh, she is? Yeah, she was. She, it's literally. Uh, they in the episode they do flip through some of the old screenshots from the show. She was um like the Harley Quinn to Mark Hamill's Joker. Okay, I don't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of a cool melding of the two different shows, and I like it on that level. Um, but like I just said, I don't like the fact that he has a really fucking weird. Relationship It'd be nice to see Mark Hamill come back though. He's probably too busy. He's probably doing Last Jedi or something. Maybe that's why he couldn't be on this one. Um, and yeah, I would like to see him come back because I think that kid. Does a really hammy Joker impression, like really hammy. He does. Like if you're gonna have a hammy, he's trying to be like Mark. He's trying to. I get it, but if you're gonna do it, just give me Mark Hamill. I was hoping that Mark Hamill was gonna be the trickster of the show, not that kid. Because even the last time the trickster showed up, it was Mark Hamill, not him. Mm -hmm. So I guess you're making this. Like so, if if Mark Hamill could have came back, would you want him to come back for Ralph Dibney? Like I think we got. The it would that we okay. need it for the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he true. He says, stay on your level, Dibney. Yeah. <laughs> stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> okay, I agree with you, but at least if it was Mark Hamill, I might have enjoyed the villain more. Because like I said, like at least if it was Mark Hamill paired with Prank, every time they were together, especially when she said she was off her meds, it was creepy. I got some weird, like she was, she was too, I know she was doing Harley Quinn, I get that's where her shtick is, but with her son, it comes off like flirty and weird and awkward. But that's just me. Is that is that did I get that vibe? Is anyone else getting that vibe too? Or I didn't really get that. Yeah, like, I didn't really get that. It's weird, it, man. So she was like, she was all mom. Like we don't need him. Like it could just be us. I took care of you. I raised you. Like you know, my my dad wasn't really around as much. So I get that. She's just like, why are you worried about your dad? Like, I raised you. It was me. I was yeah. the one. And I took the fact that she was like, the, the line with, uh, she's off her meds. She was like, okay, this is what you want to do. This is the life you want to live. Obviously, the only way I'm going to go along with that is if I join I'm in. Crazy. I'm not going to be able to do this unless I get off my meds. So I was just like, that's her. Like, you know what? I support you. I support you enough that I'm going to go in this with you and yeah what you just described is when i liked it but once 
the line, I'm off my meds dropped. Every time she's on screen with him after that, I just her mannerisms, her closeness to him, their, her squeals, oh, let's do it together, son. <laughs> because I've, maybe it's because I'm mentally conditioned to pair that kind of, those characteristics with a Joker type to be Harley Quinn and Joker, not Harley Quinn and Joker's mom. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> or, or Joker, Joker's mom. You know what I mean? So I, that, to me, it's like a flirtatious dynamic, not a mother-son dynamic. Again, just me. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I got some weird vibes. Well, no. They, I was saying, you're, they you're the weird the one. <laughs> in there. They dropped the Oedipus line, and I was, all of a sudden, when I heard that, I was like, wait. They do drop that line. Have I forgot about that. Complex? Like, when did that happen? So I feel like somewhere in the writing, they were leaning towards that, I guess, or at least someone was, but uh, I don't know. Okay, so I'm not 100% crazy. They even wrote that in the writing. I forgot they actually mentioned that, but you're right. Um, but beyond that, the focus of the episode being on Dibney, being on his adventures and his, his, yeah, Michael's rolling his eyes, <laughs> his, uh, his, his development into the hero, elongated man in Central City. I get that that has to happen. No, but it, it doesn't. Just, but. No, it doesn't. The fact there's a whole episode dedicated to it. And the fact that we've gotten to the point now in the wow, show. he's never got an episode dedicated. He doesn't even. He, he doesn't. But he hasn't. He didn't even get mentioned in this episode. He doesn't get mentioned anymore. And it's not like they wrote him out. No. They, he, the, he hasn't been written out yet. No. They just, they just fail to even talk about him anymore. So I just, I just feel like every time there's an episode like this. And especially when. It's like so they much, for, they've forgotten he even exists. Even at just the where's Wally, like there's none of that. None of it. And 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 when you have like like plot points like this, you how dare you tell me that you don't have enough money and that's the reason why you can't have two speeches in the show at the same time. Yep. Barry barely Barry barely did anything in prison. He had a, he had a couple of cool moments with superpowers in prison this episode, but he didn't have to. If you're gonna focus on another hero, this would have been the perfect episode to develop your your secondary. Flash character, but they just—they at this point they just written them off in their minds. Even if I was gonna say, even if you're still gonna go the route of having Wally go to Legends of Tomorrow, this would like doing stuff, doing stuff like this to prop him up to feel like he can go out on his own would have been great. Would be the perfect vehicle, the f- best send off ever. Yes, but yet it's more important that we develop Dibney more, and I'm like, it disappoints me because I know. He's supposed to be a regular now from now on. Mm-hmm. And part of me kind of feels like yeah. I almost kind of feel like doesn't his shouldn't his effect cost more than a speed mm. than the speed effect? Because it's more CGI than just add like lightning. Yeah, in certain times, yeah, it should. Like when he makes himself a slingshot by then and stuff like that, it should cost more. But I mean, I don't, we don't know. We're not looking at the budget, so we don't know. But I would wager it does. But that, that's always been a bullshit excuse anyway. But it's just the fact that the show has no stakes anymore. And in this episode, there was not even the presence of the main villain of the season, The Thinker. And I think of all the shows, he's the villain that needs to show me the most that he's a threat. And yet, he's not even mentioned in this episode. So it just feels like we're just, I don't know, it feels like filler. It just feels like, I don't know, it, it feels like filler. There are some great character moments between um, Barry and Iris this episode. I, I did like the he fulfilled his promise about um, touching her. But that sounds so dirty. But <laughs> <laughs> I did like that little moment where he faces his hand through and you know they hold hands. That was nice. But there's just there's not 
enough. I thought I was going to do that in the beginning when she first mentioned. Exactly. No, they had, they had set it up. Right there. I I you know you it. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> we had to, you had to wait till the camera wasn't facing them and shit, but I don't know. They just, I don't know. They're just not doing enough right now to make The Flash a compelling week-to-week watch. Which part of me is like, I mean, if you really wanted to, like you're faster than time and you just established in the last episode that you can bring somebody in with you. If you wanted to, you could pretty much stop time, bring Iris with you, and you can y'all can have a quick a quickie session real quick. That's a very good point. <laughs> yep. And, and it guess what? I was like, stop time. <laughs> it, it won't be quick to everybody else because Iris is in stopping. T- Iris is there with you, yeah. but to us, it'd be like, damn, you nutted quick as hell. Wow. <laughs> And Longy man even mentioned that. He was like, you could get, like, one second to us is like a million years to you. You could get out of here, save the day, and get back without any problems. Uh, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Way to point out plot holes, didn't he? <laughs> but uh, I, I give this a low well, he's been doing that. He's known that a couple times, like when he mentioned, like, where Barry was like, why didn't you go? Or when he mentioned uh, to Barry, why didn't you go after the villain? He's like, because I wanted to make sure yeah. the guy was safe. He's like, you're the Flash. You could take the villain and make sure the guy is safe. So it's like, clearly the writers know because they wrote it. Maybe he's improving that. <laughs> Maybe it's all him just improv. But even still, <laughs> even if it's improv, they still kept it in the show. So clearly they're aware of it. So. Nope. It's easier just to have the plot holes and the convenient explanations of wh- as to why. But whatever. I mean, I give this a low pass. I didn't hate the episode, but I also didn't love it. And the characters are being underutilized for the sake of characters that I don't think should be at the forefront of the show in the first place. Characters like Killer Frost and Vibe should not be taking a back seat to Longgate Man and Iris. No. They just shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my ranking. What about you? Uh, Joe, you want to go next? Uh, so I'll, I'll give it the same. I'll give it a low passable. Um... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the absolute worst episode, but I this didn't make make me like Dipney anymore. And and to the point of where you were talking about uh, Cisco and and Killer Frost, like, did anyone else think it was weird that when Killer Frost was was trying to uh, to freeze the dude to cool him down, that he shot a bolt at her for someone who's supposed to be like out of control, like. He threw his arms at her. He was aiming at her. That wasn't like, oh, I'm losing control and I'm shooting stuff everywhere. It didn't get shot everywhere. That got shot at her. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, that's like a Dick Cheney thing. Like, oh, no, it just happened to be the place where I was, a- you know, I was shooting. You know, I was <laughs> like, no, son, you hit her. You, <laughs> you were aiming at people. You were not going all just like, I have no control of this. For someone who was like, you know, help me and everything, like you fought back. Yeah. So it it, I mean, I they're they're doing Dibney. We can't do anything about them doing Dibney. But look, the best part of the episode. I don't know if you want to say this is a spoiler or not. The best part of the episode was Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Showed oh, big up. sir. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, it's Goldberg. Uh. <laughs> Oh man, my dad knew Goldberg. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was just like, all right, and th- you know, and then of course, you know, Barry goes and and you know he's protecting Barry or whatever, and he go and then Barry, you know, gets you know pays him back and everything. It's like, all right, Barry made Barry made friends with Goldberg. That was like the good part of the show. Like, 
<laughs> like, Goldberg better be back. Like, I'm just saying. Seems like a weird thing just to mention it once. Yeah. Especially since Barry's in prison. He's still in prison, so. Yeah. As long as he's in prison, I guess yeah. he'll be careful. There's no excuse. There's no reason for Goldberg not to come back. Yeah. Okay. All right, Michael. How'd you feel about this episode? Mm. <laughs> if a sigh could speak a thousand words. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I'll just say my rating right off the bat. I give this episode a poor vision. Ooh, you went for a poor. Yeah. Okay, all right, explain. Like, yeah, there are some things in this episode I like, like seeing Goldberg and stuff like that. But overall, like. The direction. I don't know where this show is going. Like, and just like what you said, and this is why I give it a poor vision. Why is Dibley being propped up to be the leader of Team Flash? Yeah, Iris is technically still the leader. She's the one doling out orders and stuff like that. But Dibney, it seems like, oh, without Dibney, without the elongated man, we can't take out any criminals or, you know, we need him to be the leader now. Yeah, now I got, that, I got now, the smaller now Barry is gone. Like the bombing in the beginning. I get for small missions like that. But when a supervillain shows up, why wasn't Vibe and Killer Frost the first ones on the scene? But even the sm- even with that, it's like Killer Frost and, and, and Cisco could do that. Yeah, but they said they wanted to train him. So I was like, okay. Train him on just like what... Uh, Being invincible. <laughs> you what, can't train invincibility, but yeah. <laughs> but not even just that, but like train him on smaller stuff. Like you got a bomb that could p- potentially take out the city. That's not something you train. Yeah. You're not training on something that catastrophic because <laughs> God forbid it goes wrong. Yeah. Like a mugging or something like that, like like like, like they did earlier, but that went wrong because then the guy ended up getting shot. Yeah. And Barry had to <laughs> rush him to the hospital. So it's like you, you could train people on stuff like that, but like a bomb, like Cisco could have taken care of take care of that. Yeah. Just like he sent the uh radiation man to Earth fifty three or whatever the fuck that shit was, because mm-hmm. it was a dead earth. Yeah. Like he could have sent the bomb to a, another dead earth. So it's like or Killer Frost could have froze the bomb. Like there's no reason There's a lot of plot holes, man. There's yeah. even a point where he, Vibe saves Longgate Man, but then leaves Trickster. It's like just vibe him. Like, you you have the strongest power, Cisco. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no reason that they're propping him up to be the leader of, of Team Flash as opposed to, like, be the sidekick. Like, if anything, they should, Cisco should be the one that was, that needs to rise up in this episode. Like, yeah. if you're going to take Wally... Well, gonna, it should if, be Wally, but yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was gonna say if you're gonna, that's what I was just about to say. If you're going to take Wally out, it should be Cisco. Yeah. That, that he had the conversation with in the prison. Like, because Cisco is the one that's the most reluctant hero. True. Like, I don't want. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. So he should be having this conversation with Cisco, not fucking Ralph Dibney. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of shit. And then the whole thing with like the lack of Wally, not even mentioning him, the fact that Joe just met this kid two years ago, you found out you had a son, and now he's just completely ignoring <laughs> even Iris. Like, was he even at the wet? Like he was at the wedding for like two seconds, and then they told him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> leave this crossover kid flash but please no he had more of a a part in the last crossover than he had in this recent one and um the invasion one invasion yeah Yeah. Yeah. at least he had a he saved the day for a second in that one and this one he he what stopped some bullets yeah stopped some bullets and then left and then got shot too even he didn't he didn't end on a cool moment he got hit right after that with that little perm flare flare i hate (laughs) hate his hair so much Uh, straight beautiful hair yeah, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, poor vision. Damn. Hey, I mean, I'm not mad at you. I, I get, I get where you're coming from, especially if you're if it's just based on like the direction of the show, because there's it, not even really anything to, to cling to other than the comedy. I mean, it's a fun. Flash is 
now this season always a fun watch because at least there's funny parts. I even like some of the uh, the yeah, comedy. Like I, said, not, I, I didn't hate the episode straight up. I mean, there was some some moments I liked, like the Iris and Barry moment, mm-hmm. or seeing you know the, his interaction with Goldberg, or like Joe and Barry interacting in the prison. But overall, it was just like, what is this episode? But I mean, it's, it, even the humor is like cartoony because like I wrote some of the lines down that the um, the bomber was saying. It's a elongated man, or, or he was making demands. Stretchy man, stretchy man. No, he's like, uh, I want a Prius and a low carb salad. I'm counting calories. <laughs> remember that shit? Yeah, I, remember I was that. like, what? <laughs> it's just I don't know, like that that level of cartoon tone is just it's it makes it corny, cheesy, campy. I don't know what the right word is. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above, and it's like say what you will about like. Savitar in season three, and like, but like, I remember people complaining that it took too long to reveal who Savitar was. I disagree. I think for what that reveal ended up being, which was a future line, future timeline, Barry. I think saving that reveal to the end of the season was a smart move because it left a lot. The impact at the end was stronger for it, but at least leading up to that ending, there was still so much mystery surrounding Savitar and so much like intrigue just and that itself garnered interest although I still will say with regard to Savitar we still don't know why he did what he did in the beginning like changing all of the people from Flashpoint and giving them powers in this reality no but that's the thing I don't understand understand what that was about I will bet you money or even Julian I will bet you money he had that other personality like what was that about the Prometheus yeah not Prometheus. Not Prometheus. Uh, uh, Dr. Alchemy. Yeah. What was that about? Because he was serving for uh, Savitar. Because so like, Savitar did it in the original timeline, so he did it in that timeline too. I don't know, man. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even like that, that never got explained to me. And I will bet you money that at the end of this season, when we look back, we'll be wondering so many things as to why the, the thinker did this and that. I'm telling you, half of shit he's done in the first season, like the first half of the season, because it be makes like, me kind of wish. moot. As it makes you. me kind of wish Wally got his powers the same way Barry did. Yeah. As opposed to like the flashpoint thing. Yeah. But you know, the writers don't give a fuck about Wally, so <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I just want to say the CW writers do not care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's I want to talk about from this episode? Uh, I, it's fucked up. I, I like the arc that Dibney was on in that he only was being a superhero because he, he felt invincible. But then, I don't like it because I feel like that 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 exact arc could have been given to someone else, just modified a little bit since his thing is invincibility. But even like Kid Flash becoming cocky because he thinks he's like fast enough to stop anybody. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is ultimately what Dibney was running from was a squirt gun, and it's like ain't nobody around that could take out a guy with a squirt gun. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> a cop. It was more the acid. It's still a squirt gun. Like, at a distance, a, a squirt gun does not have a distance of a gun. You know what I mean? Or even Vibes powers. Or even Killer Frost powers. And for them to be so useless at the end, I was just like, so they go in to stop the trickster, but they immediately get their powers taken away and immediately become, like, victims? They become a damsel in distress? They're downgrading them to prop up Dibney. Poor vision. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, right. yeah, that's why I agree. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> More, not, not even just that. Like, Harrison could have... How are you going to tell me that Harrison had to do whatever stuff to neutralize the acid? Like, like couldn't he have just, like, sh- removed part of the thing? 
like part of that tube thing, so the acid wasn't coming down like through the tube. It would have ate through like the building, but at least it would have had to go through the building and bought time for like for like Dibney to get everyone out of the chair, and then everyone would have been fine. Why didn't Dibney just grab them and push them away from? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was nothing stopping him. I'm like, yeah, they were just sitting in chairs. Yeah, he pushed down Prank, so there was nothing stopping him. I'm like. Just grab them. Well, wait, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself. <laughs> I'm like, Not what? even just that. Like, that was just their way of showing he's cuffs? grown as a character. Yeah. What'd you say, Joe? Sorry. Is it, how did they get those cuffs? The the police department metahuman cuffs. Like, all of a sudden, they're just like, ha, 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 we got cuffs now. That's a damn good question, actually. Cuffs plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn good question. <laughs> I mean, plot not, power. I don't think you see like the cops running around with those cops like all the time. Like that's expensive. They ain't got the money for that many pairs to just be like everyone to have like a pair. Well, so. right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're, last- not, you're not supposed to think. This, you're not supposed to think this much. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking too much, Joe. Uh, but the last thing I wanted to talk you're about. You're black. You're not supposed to have a brain. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Uh, the, well, the, the dude who the thinker took over obviously doesn't anymore. Brothers in not, the second place. So. <laughs> facts, yeah. facts. But before we get out of it, I just want to talk about um, the girl at the end of the episode. The possibly Barry Allen's daughter, possibly Don Allen from the future. Or Nora. Yeah, or Nora. Do you, do you, what do you feel? Do you think she's like actually Barry's daughter in some form? Daughter or granddaughter? Oh, because she's that Depending part of on future. how far. Because I, I don't know, especially because she was writing like hieroglyphic language. So I'm like, if, if she's writing that type of language, she's got to be further in the future than what's well, the same thing Barry was writing, and the same thing that's on the thinker's well, face, yeah. and the same thing that's um, where else was it? Was that it? That's why I'm like, face? it might be, her, it might be granddaughter. Maybe granddaughter. I'm just saying, if if she becomes impulse, and we get another female speedster, and we don't have Wally or Jesse Quick or Jay Garrick, I'm gonna be like, come on, man. <laughs> Because what what else was it? Um, did you see the leaks? Um, episode sixteen. You're talking about Iris and Iris in a speedster suit. Yeah, because I think uh they said I think what I saw for the spoiler for that is uh somehow Barry and her sw- they, she gets Barry's power. Oh my God! It's even worse. They bring from different Earth. That's what, that's what I read. Like somehow something happens and she end up she ends up getting Barry's. I don't know if this is true. That's just the rumor that I read. But like something happens and she ends up getting Barry's power. They're taking this We Are the Flash shit way too far. I'm all for female empowerment, but it's like you're you're cheapening I don't know, you're 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 diminishing Iris's character as an individual for the sake of making her more prominent on the show. And I don't think well, it's, it's not gonna be I doubt it's gonna be permanent. I don't I know it's not gonna be I know it's not gonna be permanent, but even the fact of you know it's gonna be a whole episode. Yeah, it's just a, it's gonna be a whole episode, but I think it's gotta like kind of tea because I think they did it with uh uh, I don't know in the comic or uh, it's happening in the comics. Well, like Superman, like Lois gets Superman's powers for no, like even a day Iris, or something like that. Even Iris has gotten speedster powers in the comics, that, and that's fine. I know that's actual, actually comic accurate, but not in a season where we're pushing back, pushing back all these important legacy characters and characters pre-established on the show just for the sake of I don't know what making Iris into like Bella from Twilight, where she's like. Like the or no, she's Felicity. They they're making her the Felicity of season four of the Flash. Why? Because it's season four of the it's season four. <laughs> <laughs> that season four curse. Yeah, the season four curse. Oh my god! All right, you you want to talk about Black Lightning next, or since we were talking about Felicity, you want to jump in the arrow? Trash. 
Not Arrow. <laughs> Talking about the Flash. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's jump into uh, Arrow next, then, to my Felicity. This episode's title, We Fall. The city is under attack. We have no idea where Caden James is going to attack next. Cars, cranes, even elevators are killing people all over town. These are innocent people. This is for you. So that you'll suffer. Uh, I actually like this episode's title because it's a, like a continuation of the title right. last week. Um, yeah, so the last week's episode was Divided, and this episode is We Fall. Uh, and I, I'm actually feeling this episode. Not quite as much. I'm feeling it more than last week's episode for sure. But and but it's still holding this episode back and the, the season as it is as it is right now is the fact that they still have a team B arrow doing stupid ass team B especially, arrow yeah, shit. Especially after they teamed up this season and they they, they prove that they, they work to, they work good as a team. They work better as a team. Yeah, then everybody uh, Oliver was like skipping to the end. Sorry, spoiler already, but this made me mad. And Oliver was like, "Good job, team." And then, uh, what was it, uh, Mister Terrific? Yeah, I think he said something like, "Don't get it twisted. We're still separate." It's like, why though? It like doesn't make sense. You guys have the same goals. You petty it's, bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't. It makes no sense, especially considering the only reason you guys are really separate is because Wild Dog. Wild Dog is the one that fucked up. So like, you're following behind this fuck up, basically. Yeah, over trust yeah. issues. It's like, are you serious? But he's the one, like, he really, he did break the trust. So what's the, why? What is the point? Yeah. I'm just saying no one can talk about trust issues. If you're, yeah, if especially when Mr. Terrific good. pretty much did the same shit. <laughs> yeah. In this episode. Like, Diggles had to deal with the most trust issues out of anybody in this whole show. As many times as him and Oliver have been back and forth about trust and stuff, and then they're whining about, Oh, I don't feel like I can trust you guys anymore. Like you weren't there when Diggle, when uh, Oliver was part of the, the uh, League of Assassins. What are you complaining about? Like we thought that dude was gonna kill us. Why are you complaining? <laughs> you wasn't with us when we were shooting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah. So this episode, Kane James uses his power over the internet that he's acquired over the course of the season to finally start fucking with the entire city. And this is once again where I say every show has established their villain in some way better than The Flash mm-hmm. because a side character, a black guy, I, I, I forgot his name, but the... Talking about the cop? Yeah, the cop. Frank, Frank, I don't know. It's Frank something. I think it's Frank. Whatever his name is. He, he's been a character that's been established in the show prior to this episode. He gets killed off in the very beginning in just one of the, the random attacks King James is doing across the city where elevators are just dropping out. Um, like automated cars are driving themselves. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like mass mayhem with the internet as the vehicle for destruction, which is like fucking cool because it's been teased since um last season. They t- they basically took uh Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> with, the, with, with the, the zombie cars, with the zombie cars. <laughs> <laughs> just a low budget version of that because they could they can't afford that on a CW budget. <laughs> yeah. But this episode did a good job of, I think, establishing Caden James and his motives for why he hates um, Oliver Queen and Team Arrow. And then also a consequence is brought back because now Felicity feels responsible because she's the one that allowed Caden James to get the uh, access to the technology to be able to control the entire internet. Mm-hmm. Zach DeMundo. So once again, uh, consequences, you know, a thing Flash doesn't have anymore. Like the other shows are actually 
using that as the driving force for the drama. And surprise, surprise, it's effective. The fuck? Because <laughs> of course it is. Well, not even that. Like, actually showing somebody, the villain outthinking Team Flash. Like, and not just, just telling them. You, know, t- you mean Team Arrow. You mean Team Arrow. Yeah, you know, mean Team Arrow. Yeah, exactly. actually doing something. Yes. And they even, they even talk about that, how he's like every like one step ahead. And it, I, I like the fact that at one point in the episode, it's not really spoilers, but just um, uh, uh, Kane James extorts Oliver for money. And there's this whole thing where he's like, this city will not be taken for ransom. We do not negotiate with terrorists. And then he, we, as soon as he gives that speech, Kane James is like, so, so predictable. predictable. I knew he was going to do exactly, like, he played right into my hands. And it's like a thing where they don't have to constantly say, Keaton James is there so was a smart. 12, there was a 12% chance that you might have actually listened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's doing, we can see his logic and how he's pressuring Oliver to do the things he wants him to do. Like, it's fucking smart. Without saying it's he fucking He even said, like, it's, so, it's almost boring. Yeah. That he's so predictable. He's a much better thinker than the thinker. Uh-huh. I feel like we're going to say that the entire season, but it's true. <laughs> Um, so I just, a, he's gonna do something to this. Ah, you bitch! You, we thought you were perfect. <laughs> so some of the things in this episode I liked. I just I'll go first. Um, I liked William, uh, and his, his continuing relationship with Oliver. He, I was like, he he grew up real song. quick. I was like, his voice has gotten deeper. Yo, he's like a teenager now. Yeah, I was like, his voice <laughs> gotten deeper just in this one season. I'm like, how long did they take the film this season? I'm like, was he, he like 12 he in the last season? <laughs> well, not even just the last season, but the beginning of the season, his voice was um, a lot higher than it was in this episode. Yeah. So I'm like, well, damn, how much time passed? <laughs> <laughs> now he's become new, like little baby arrow. They even gave him a little baby arrow theme. Did you, did you notice that? No, I didn't notice. Okay, well, toward the end of the episode where he gets caught in, like, the explosions that Caden James is, like, you know, doing all over town. He's caught in a tunnel. Like, he, like, he, instantly, like, everybody do it. It was like, oh. Yeah, he became little like, Oliver. I'm like, like okay. But when he's telling the kids that, and, like, he's, like, you know, like, getting them all out, there's a little dun 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 I'm like, okay, little baby Oliver. Even though, baby me, even though watching this episode, of course, because my mind goes, is, I was like, why couldn't he be a little black boy? <laughs> Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Con- no, because Connor Hawk, Oliver's actual son, is biracial. Yeah, that's true. You mean in the yeah. comics? Yeah, in the comics. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Damn. Like, it could have been a black. <laughs> well, to be fair, Connor Hawk in the CW universe is all black. It's- oh, yeah. Well, no, no, we still well, have. Right? Cause- no, because Diggle's, yeah, it's but Dig- what is Diggle's what- son. But what is uh, Diggle's wife? She's. I think she's white. Okay, so he's yeah. still half. So there you go. The the uh, yeah, chick from Ar- yeah, the August. Now he's like gone. Yeah, but I was gonna say, but you, you don't see him. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you, man, how weird would it be if Oliver Queen and CW had a black side? <laughs> why would it be weird? <laughs> you see, Joe laughing. <laughs> I like. Why would it be if if, if his wife, just, if, if, just, the, if the girl he had, if the girl he hooked up with was was a black woman? Just he, visual. I don't know. Like Obama, don't, Obama's half white, and he look. He doesn't oh, look. Wait. He's not light skinned or anything like that. There's a case to be made for like that'd be a very that'd be something very progressive. But at the but same that, time, just I'm just thinking about before, huh? that that cop from season one. That he was talking to or whatever. Wasn't she black or like mixed? I don't remember. What cop? I don't know what cop he's talking about. In in season one, it was around. So Helena was the one. He was dating this cop that he used to like party with and stuff like that. She She was part of the task force that was supposed to be hunting him when he was supposed to be the hood. And the whole oh, man, reason I she, remember she wasn't the yeah, love interest I, yeah, anymore I was, was because 
um, the Huntress like shot her. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I only vaguely remember season one. Damn, I feel bad <laughs> as a fan. <laughs> but yeah, for this episode of um, Arrow, so I like the William parts. I liked. Um, that's really it. I guess I like, <laughs> I like William. I like Kane James. Uh, what I didn't like was the Team B shenanigans. So I, I'd give this like a like a high passable. Um, better than last week's, but like it's definitely taking a dip for me just because of the force. And that's really what it is. It's it's because of the force drama between Team, team A and Team B. B Arrow. Like and that's very CW shit. Like the illogical drama. That yeah, because it doesn't make sense at all, and it makes them look weaker as characters, especially like for Curtis. Like Curtis. Like, they're writing Curtis to be, like, a follower. Oh, I just want to be with the cool kids. I think they're cool. Because mm. it doesn't make sense for him to even go with Team B. Like, no. if anything, he should be on Oliver's side. He should be. Especially considering, like, he technically did the same thing in this episode. With, like, oh, you kept this from us? He's like, I wanted to get all the information first. And then I can't. That's pretty much what Oliver did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like. No, you betray our trust. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. But yeah, yeah high pass. So what do you think, man? Yeah, I give it a high passable. I mean, I like the moments between Felicity and William. Yes. Adoptive mom in training, or stepmom in training. I like that she even mentioned that. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so it, just make, it makes sense why she would still be awkward. Like, she's getting used to this too. Or even in the beginning where uh, he, had the, he had the math homework problem. He, he, Oliver thought he wanted to come to him for help. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, it's for Felicity. Yeah. And he started mentioning the high equation math problems and Felicity looked like, it's perfect. <laughs> he's like, I know about coral. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. Yes. Yeah, uh, is it me or is is, is Stephen Amell putting on a little bit of weight? Because he looked a little bigger in the face, a little puffy, right? Yeah, he looked he looked a little puffy in the face. I don't know. Maybe he's putting on that dad weight. <laughs> he's got dad bod happening. So I, I didn't notice that, but I like the haircut. Yeah. I was like, hey, sexy haircut, <laughs> short little crew cut thingy. Like uh so yeah, I like I like I like the moments with uh with, with uh. Like that, I mentioned Felicity and William. I like the William taking on a little Robin Robin role once the, once the mm-hmm. explosion happened. The moment with um when he was in the beginning with with Oliver and the little toy arrows that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was like these things. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> or like he purposely didn't hit the. Uh, you think it was like, on purpose? I think he let. I think he let him win. I think it was just like he's not used to the toy. So he he legit looked like that's piece of shit. <laughs> no, 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 I think he, I think he, he let him win. win. I mean, what was it when they went over to not Russia? Him and Diggle went over to that uh, one country or whatever. And uh, no, 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 no. Um, they went to go get Thea, and they had to fight that uh that the, one uh dude. Um, that was like a rogue agent of uh Argus, and like. He was grabbing like what was it like just stuff out of the hotel room to use as like a bow and arrow. Like you can't mean to tell me that he can shoot that perfectly, but this kid saw it. He was <laughs> he was messing with. Like yeah, he, he was just like yeah, oh yeah, I'm not you know I'm not the green arrow anymore. I've taken too much time. Like I yeah, that's fair. That's I mean, it could say, be because he let him one because especially he's also, he, he said guys. that line. Well, yeah. no, he said that line like you must be out of practice since you haven't been the green arrow for so long. He's like yeah, it must be. Even though yeah. he's been lying, he's been the green arrow, so mm-hmm. I think he let him win. That's a good point. Uh so I mean I like those moments. I I like I like seeing uh Oliver and, and his son together. Yes, it makes it an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Just like when uh Buffy introduced Dawn. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you got the kid aspect. That is also one of the few examples I can think of where you introduce a younger 
kid characters I liked. Dawn and Angel. I mean, Dawn and... Uh, uh, yeah, but like you said, I don't like the whole Forrest plot with the team beat. Like, it's so stupid. And it's not even necessary. They could have just done all the things they did this episode, but together. And not even have the, the stupid Team B drama. And then Team B itself had drama within itself. So I was like, what? Yeah, with the whole uh, uh, vigilante. Yeah, vigilante. Which part of me is like, I don't know how I feel about that plot. Like, he's not really a villain. He might be actually on their team. Is he going to change his name? Or he might actually. Part of me is like. Triple agent? Yeah, I was going to say, part of me thinks he might still be on Caden James' side. Same. But he's trying to trick, trick, uh, what's her face? Because if he's not, they should rename him anti-hero, not vigilante. Because <laughs> there was even that moment before where it was like, they even showed it on the preview. He's like, I can handle her. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe. I don't fully trust it either. Yeah, I don't fully trust it. So, I give, yeah, I give this episode a high passable. All right, cool. What you, Joe? Definitely a high passable. Um, so I'm agreeing with you guys on all the points. My issue is, once again, with the whole Team B thing. Um, I don't like it. Like I said, <laughs> Diggle, if anyone, Diggle's been the one who's had to deal with more, more lying and manipulation and stuff than anybody else in the entire, like, entirety of Team Arrow. So, like, I mean, and it's not even the first time that Team B's been lied to. Like, you know how Oliver is. You should know by now. It's not like the worst thing. And, you know, a tactical advantage. How can. I feel like everyone's forgotten about Evelyn and how that came out oh. of nowhere that she could be trusting. Like, of course he's paranoid. Why should he just feel like he could trust you when all of you guys trusted Evelyn before? And then. <laughs> that's a damn good you know, point. Yeah, that's a very good point. I forgot about yeah, Evelyn. I forgot about <laughs> Evelyn. <laughs> No, I, I'm still hot at Evelyn. I'm still mad. Just every time I think about it, I'm just like, I wanted to see her die on that island. I wanted <laughs> to see her burn yeah. on that island for what she did. You lying no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I forgot all about her. Same. And yeah, yeah more reasons I, why. I guess I'm, the writers must have forgot about her too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't trust Vigilante. I, I feel like it, it's... Especially if you have Caden James, I've, we're playing a chess game, and I feel like Vigilante is one of those pieces you throw out there and just like, ah, look, you can we can snatch this from Caden James, you know, and then this will give us advantage. And then, you know, he gave them good intel for this to gain trust. Yeah. And eventually the intel is going to turn the other way. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to, to trust them anymore. So, um... It seems like a Kane James thing to do, too. To be like, oh, you thought that he was on your side, but I really only put him in play exactly. so I could use it later to turn against you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the way he, the way Kane James went to, to Vigilante is just like, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if I can trust you and everything. I feel like Caden was like, all right, you say you're on my side. I'm going to need you to do this. This is what you're going to do. I need you to prove to me that you're loyal. This is the plan we're going to run with. And you, you know, you better go along with it. Like I would like, I would like to see, like I would like to see. I want this to be vigilante trying to set them up, just so even if they're still gonna do the whole tension between him and Dinah, like still having feelings. I want him to be setting them up, but not want to go along with it. Like I feel like Caden James has something on vigilante to be making him go along with this. 
and I want okay. there to be that there. So if you are going to redeem him, redeem him with something much stronger than what they're doing now. Okay, let me ask, let me ask you: Do you do you want him to be redeemed? Do you like boyfriend vigilante? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't. I don't love him, but he's a character, so let's just do the most we can with him. Okay. So, like, I I feel like they don't. If they redeem him, I don't want to see him like join any team or be running around. Like, if you're going to use him, yeah, go ahead and redeem him and just have him get like taken out. Like, not even like the last episode taking out saving the team, but maybe he's like, I have to warn them about blah blah blah, and then see him get like sliced or something. Okay. Like as he's going to go, so, like so pull like a live wire, more or less. <laughs> yeah, do like what they did with live wire. Oh, yeah, you didn't exactly. see, you didn't see Supergirl. Never mind, <laughs> no, <laughs> I forgot <yeah>. about that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, but, uh, yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm on the same page with that. Yeah, and I also wanted I, the, the other the one issue, other issue I have is that I want like what's going on with the case. Like, we haven't talked about the case for a couple episodes. That case is still ongoing. Oh, yeah, so that is true. So where is that going to go? He's been running around as Green Arrow with, like, no issues. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they should be like, I want her to come back and just like, yeah, you had someone else going in, but you're back in the suit, aren't you? And then her just, like, throw down, like, a picture. Just like, yeah. bam. Like, clearly he was black before. Now he's white again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clearly, it's you, bro. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, nah, it ain't me. <laughs> yeah, but it, so I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still way better than the Flash, and I, I, I think it's still a good season. There's consequences and everything. I just don't want them to let up with anything. Like you, they're going pretty strong with everything. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, they need to get rid of that crappy Team B B plot. I think it'll like, be quick. Yeah. Because yeah. the season was going strong before that. And I think that's like really shot it in the ankle. So I hope they don't draw that out more. Um, Stupid. So I, wa- oh, I, wa- I want to see Sarah come back, though. Even for like two or three episodes. Mm. Yeah, I would too. Do, like, you, do even, you really like, think that that was. Do you still whole, think that was a reference redemp- to Sarah? Like, let's say the whole redemption of uh, Black Siren. Like, even if she helps with that. Okay. Like, I would like to see, because I feel like Sarah was a huge part of the show. And, like, even just seeing them a little bit on, uh, the, having them interact for that little bit on, uh, the, the crossover. Yeah. I was like, I, I miss this. Because yeah. I'm, because really, ultimately, I'm sick of Dinah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm over her character. Even though she had a cool moment this episode when she stops that train with her canary cry. Even though I still kind of, I thought that was kind of stupid, too. <laughs> I mean, physically, I'm like, how does that work? Yeah, I was like, how does is that work? Is the guy in the front dead? Like, you know what I mean? The guy that's driving it? <laughs> yeah, because if you're putting oh, yeah, that much force. He should have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, your throat don't hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't that, that would have been so much cooler if, like, she couldn't speak after that because, like, she was completely horrible. You know, the same way that Supergirl uses that, uses the... the Eye beam? Yeah, exactly. Laser and vision. then, you know, she, her powers are gone, like... Dinah should have been like passing out, not really able to like talk and everything. Yeah, I thought after it happened, I thought she was gonna like when they stared at like when they zoomed in. I thought she was gonna like, oh, good job. And she's like, yeah, and then she faints or something like that. No. That yeah. was so much force. But it was like, nope, I'm good. Uh, no, Black Canary is strong as hell. Even though if you flip her once, you get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. I was so mad at that. I was like, 
That's it. One flip. Like, Although she's not really Black Canary. <laughs> just come on. What would you call her then? I mean, they, she, remember she said she's. I, I, I'm not worthy enough to take this mantle. She's not officially Black Canary. No, she's not officially Black Canary because she said. Because remember, he offered it to her. I want you to be the new Black Canary. She said, "I'm. I'm not ready for that to take that name, even though she's doing this. She's performing the same function." I thought she. I thought she took it by the. I don't know. Wow. I didn't like that they did name drop the Outsiders though. That was cute. Yeah. Uh, Mister Terrific's like, we maybe should call ourselves the Outsiders. It's like, no. Say <laughs> that's for Black Lightning. <laughs> 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 He's like now. Yeah, nope. That's for Black Lightning. <laughs> you're not not worthy. Yeah, you're not at not, all. Not this petty not ass even team. Close. <laughs> not today, Satan. Yeah, not not today, Satan. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Is there anything else I want to talk about? An arrow. This trash ass team. Da, 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 da. I mean, it actually, was okay as per usual. With arrow, nothing right home about. Oh, oh. Last thing I want to talk about with Arrow before I move on. I did like, and I also dislike it. It's it's weird. I have weird feelings about this. But the fact that Diggle mentioned, and he was like, oh, nothing, it's stupid. Felicity's like, what? What is it? He was like, I thought when my hand was better, I'd come back in the green suit. Yeah. yeah like, okay. he wants to be Arrow. And I'm like, and Felicity's like, I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm like, don't say that. And then by the end of the season, like, Oliver's like, nope, don't worry. I can still be Green <laughs> Arrow. Like, I want him to actually do it. I want them to commit to it and him actually be the one to don the, the hood by the end of the season then. Because, like, why mention it then? It's not going to happen. Maybe not the end. Uh, you think it's not going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to say it's not going to happen because then what's Ol- it's Oliver's show at the end of the day. That's some mm. take backs. He's bullshit. And it, it's funny because, like, Oliver was like, don't worry, bro. I got yes, you a brand yes. new suit. He was like, well, he no, was not like, even that. But no, going, <laughs> but going back, because Oliver was like, soon as you, this is temperate. Like, I'll come back for now. But then as soon as you're healed up, you you get the mantle back. Yeah. And now it's like he's healed. He's good. Maybe it's because he's like, well, we need to make sure because we don't know how you know how good this technology or whatever is. They make it seem like it's made him better, stronger, faster. You saw how fast he was hitting that that test dummy thing oh, they yeah. used. That was yeah. some dope shit. I'm like, like damn, he got like Queen hands, like some Bruce Wayne hands right there. I, I was so I don't know. I was watching because, go, it with yeah, my cause... girlfriend, and I literally told her, I was like, I need an implant. I need the implant. Right <laughs> <laughs> It'll only cost you like $2 million. <laughs> Man, because going back to what Joe said, they they have kind of seemed to have forgotten the whole FBI plot. Yeah. A little bit. And it's like, but yeah, now that, now that Diggle's better, he's like, there's no reason for Oliver to. Well, actually, well, I guess now, because now Oliver was like, well, the team is fractured. So yeah, there's their reasons. Cause, yeah, because if, it, if it's just Diggle, it'd just be Diggle by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- let Oliver be fucking. Uh, Call let, Roy. Let, let Oliver be Spartan. Okay. <laughs> Call Roy. <laughs> yeah, or that. Have him be Spartan. Switch it. Like what? I want. You know the thing with the full mask. Wanna, Oliver's like, nah. I, if I'm gonna, if I'm coming back, I'm gonna be Arrow. <laughs> so uh, I'm throwing this down. If if I can borrow Mister Prediction Head for a second. Oh. If I can borrow your powers, if you can lend me your strength, Ooh. like Goku. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about this and I was like. Because they still have that Black Lives Matter episode supposed to be coming out. Oh, this that's season. right. Yeah. I'm just like, oh God, they're going to let him be, he's going to be Green Arrow again for like that episode only. <laughs> oh, like, I feel no. like, that, like that might be what happens. You're just like, they need oh. this for whatever reason. I guess it's some gang or God knows whatever it is with the cops. And then just like, we need to show them that blah, blah, blah. Let's have Arrow be, I mean, have Diggle be Green Arrow. And I'm like, 
don't don't Actually, do that. But I feel like that. I think that's a damn good prediction. Yeah, that's a good prediction. <laughs> you might got that, bro. <laughs> damn. I'm like, uh, and now I'm thinking about it. Why is there a Black Lives Matter episodes of Arrow and not on Black Lightning? Like, I mean, I guess every episode of Black Lightning is Black Matter. I'm like, that's every episode. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, but speaking of Black Lightning, let's move on. Let's talk about this episode of Black Lightning. Uh, this episode's title is Lawanda. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Lawanda. Rises. No, not Lawanda Rises. <laughs> I know. Lawanda Book of Hope. Two men responsible for kidnapping my girls are still out there somewhere. Come on, y'all, it's time to rise up. We had a deal. Your, your daughter's been running their mouths to the police. It is time that people know Black Lightning is back. So get back in the suit and let's take these guys down. You know how this ends, right? Black Lightning, my man. Lawanda rises. <laughs> no, not Lawanda rises. <laughs> and. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw out my 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 rating right off the bat. Like not even gonna talk about the episode yet. I'm just gonna say right off the bat, perfect vision. And I'm happy to say that because at the end of the last episode, I did mention several times I felt like after the pilot, the show was too black. I did not Jordan, say that. Jordan, did you hear, did you listen to uh, uh, Black Lightning? Yes, I did. Was Jordan was like, like, "It's too black for me." When did I say the words? <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's too black. It's too, it's too like, black for kinda, me. They kind of lean on the activist thing a little bit too much. I'm, I'm like, uncomfortable with the blackness. Let him go. Let my man do what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> he could do all that. That wasn't my issue. It was just that one line: "Get your black ass on the ground." That's it. I didn't say it was too black. Don't you put that out there, Mike? <laughs> but tell me, tell me that scene was not. Well, I was yeah, I was I mean, at like, the whole scene. The whole because I already knew the racist, so in my mind I'm like, fuck him up, black lightning. Fuck him up. And when he's he hits the whole cow cover the lightning and then he walks past the explosion like a badass exactly. with that damn that theme song playing. That shit was fucking fire. Because I, I was saying, because I didn't even think, because I went back and listened to the listened to the podcast, and that I was like, and because I, I also rewatched that first episode, and I'm like, why didn't I say this on the podcast? Because I'm like, it actually makes sense. Because you wouldn't have had that moment where he blew up the cop car had the cop not said that, not push him over the edge. Yeah, because yeah. it goes back to how the scene opened where he got stopped by the cop, and even the cop, he, he, not just the fact that he got stopped by the cop, but he said this has been the third time this month that this has happened to me. Yeah, but you can have the same exact scene, same exact, even the line, but just, look, he even said, get your ass on the ground. No, it, it wouldn't, the same it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't it have had the same effect. effect. No, no, no. Look, I'm not going to say that it pushed it over, but for me in the moment, it because I was also in the mindset of like, all right, this is the black show, and we, we're going to hammer home these black like civil rights like issues. So for me, it pushed it slightly into the 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 the, the area of, Okay, I can see complaints now about why is the SJ yeah, but who cares? SJ fuck those, show. fuck those people, people in those complaints. No matter, no yeah. matter what. I like, me personally though. For me personally, I yeah. saw through right to the agenda and not the. It took me out of the the moment of the story and put me into what the the activism like the the, the what the message of the activism is. And I, and I get it, and it's necessary, and we need it. But at the same time, it did take me out a little bit. Were you, were but you it does not say, mean you, that I'm no, saying it's exactly too black. What, what are you going to say? What are you going to say, Joe? What are you going to so, say? So, if, so, 
Well, first I was like, so? Like, I mean, it, 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 I felt it fit. I felt it was powerful. If you, if you pay attention, especially to, to the first episode, in the beginning, he's holding back. Like, this is a, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah. nine years that he's been not using his powers, he's been holding back. And if you, the more you look, I, I, you know, when we see the next episode, I hope it still goes. But if you really watch him, he walks with this whole thing just like, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying not to go off mm-hmm. with anyone. But it's, y'all keep pushing that line. Every time I try to do the right thing, y'all keep pulling it out of me. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the whole thing where he's trying to give the benefit of the doubt. He's always trying to just like hold back, like, let me calm down. I don't have to do this. And it's just the fact that how much more can you take? Like, yeah. I feel like that's part of the theme of him coming back. Like, he's held back well, what's the, and held What's the back. line? What's his line in this episode? You sent me a gif of it where it's uh, patience. What was the line? Um, don't try my patience for weakness, boy, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking about, uh, like, just in general, this, this whole episode, though, I thought it was powerful that we've moved from, like, the the – cop angle that was pretty prevalent in the first episode now we move to um gang violence and the relationship with the 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 100 gang and the, and the town itself yeah, yeah the community and i think that's that is powerful in itself and i'm, I'm glad they didn't harp what just happened <laughs> what <laughs> you through your phone I don't know. <laughs> nothing oh uh, something unrelated uh, yes yeah, unrelated to the podcast uh, um but you but gonna be late <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an inside joke for me, and Michael. <laughs> um, but I'm glad they didn't they didn't double down and, and just really drill into like you know the you could you could you could really easily make it just about racist cops. I'm glad they they shift focus of the show to other important issues too. But it's and, never been just the just the cops. Like they they it, I mean the the song so. I, I want to throw it out there. I don't know who did. The, I can't remember the guy who did the song, but you can get the song on Spotify. The theme, I, yeah, the theme. I, yeah, I'm throwing it on my oh, uh, my workout list. This is for the hood. Black Lightning's back. Yeah, yeah. I'll drop it here. Um, here we come, just in perfect timing. To help the needy and got the blind. Last night I saw a superhero. He was black. He said, "This is for the street." Black Lightning's back. But like even in the song, like he talks about, it's not just the it's not just the cops, or I can't remember if he says it's not just the gangs, it's the cops too. But it's not that he's just like it's all about taking down racist cops. Like the gang is a huge problem. Like the, God, the, it's never been an issue of just like just the racist cops. Like yeah, there are racist cops out there, but it's there's people in the community causing problems too he's not just he's not just looking out for for like just like people who are being targeted by the cops or whatever and stuff like that he's he's trying to make the entire community a better place yes exactly they're calling him like when it happens in the episode with like everything that's going on like it's a wake-up call i feel like he already knows it but it's thrown it out there that he can't ignore the stuff that's going on in the community or it can't he can't make just the school like a safe zone by yes. making the deal that oh if I make this deal at least I can protect the students and I've done my part I'm out like yeah. he can't do that anymore I, I love you mentioned that I love that line to his ex-wife about how 
and he, he rocked this line in the last episode too about him saving more lives as a principal than he ever does Black Lightning. But mm-hmm. in this episode, he has a realization that that was all a lie. He told himself to make it himself able to put away the 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 the, the tights basically and exactly. give up life of being give a superhero. Give up his super suit. Yeah, where's my super where's suit? Where's my super suit? <laughs> But there's such a powerful scene where he's like, no, I've been living this lie. I've been doing it for really, love. And he was doing it because of her. Yeah, for love. Mm-hmm. And, even and, his, and she, she kind of thinks of it. Cause she, as an addiction. She, yeah, because she said, because she dropped Madness. Find out she's a neuroscientist. You know what's funny or though? Or neurosurgeon. No, is it neuroscientist or neurosurgeon? Which I guess. Neurosurgeon. Which I thought was a cheesy line, but the fact that they, they have great chemistry. So when she drops that line, basically being exposition for, oh, she's a surgeon, and she made a joke about it, like, oh, I'm not good matters of the... But that was a great line, though. It was corny as fuck line that was exposition, but the fact that they laughed about it afterwards, I was like, that's real. That's that's a... She made a corny-ass joke. Yeah, it was corny, but it was was loud, but I liked it. It was sweet. No, I loved it, too. I I was like, oh, it's corny. No, it's sweet. (laughs) Because, I mean, if it goes throwback to Anissa and her girlfriend in the bed together... She made a corny ass joke too. She was like, she said something, and the girlfriend was like, "That is so corny." Oh yeah, I forgot what she said though. I forgot what she said. But I did like that they jumped right into her being a lesbian. But they, that, did, they, I, I will admit though, I was like, because I was like that scene with them, and I was like, it's kind of graphic for CW. You thought it was graphic for CW? Like I thought you, it was surprising. Like usually, they, like usually when like they show couples in bed and stuff together, like yeah. they're they're not fully clothed, but like they, she, she, you could tell that they didn't have their bras on. Yeah. So it's like they, I was like, it's kind of for CW, where pretty much they only had their panties on. Yeah. And they showed that they only had their panties on. <laughs> I was like, for CW, it's kind of. Gra- I was like, it's kind of graphic for CW. All right, let's look at our ratings because like you're talking about it being graphic. I think this show has a tone and a grit. That the other CW shows don't have. I'm not Absolutely. just talking, right? It's not even just cinematography, but it's it's the it's, it's the music. It's how they use music to go with scenes. Even this episode blew my mind and gave me chills from the last time on Black Lightning segment. Before they get into the usual like last time on Black Lightning, like they have like a little recap of the first episode with like some music underneath it. I was getting chills watching that. I'm like, yo, and it's just from the direction and the tone and style of the show. It's got some, it's got some, it's got some color. It's got some spice. It's got some, some flavor in this show. Color. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the writers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Salim McKill and Mara something, Mara something. Mara kill. It definitely feels like the more mature superhero show among all of these other ones. It feels like, and I'm glad that it's a, a middle-aged black man as of right now being the main protagonist and it, it feels that way it feels like a heavier show a more mature show than the others not just from the like the, the issues they tackle but just from how conversations are handled and just from um the environment and world they live in it feels more real more raw um uh, but like i said I, I give it a perfect vision um action was on point uh i like the fact that the in this episode, Lala, which first of all, Celine, that, yeah, Salima kill and Mara Braca kill. Okay, so husband and wife team. Okay, maybe that's why the chemistry between um, Jefferson and his ex-wife is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, just talking about them real quick, I just want to mention that I love their relationship because it's not that thing. Because you know, in all these CW shows, there's a romance. I think it's such an interesting and fresh angle that the romance that is being built in this season at, at so far feels like 
it's more of a rekindling of romance between yeah it's not it's not like oh the girl oh i I saved the girl now she we have to fall in love like a mary jane and spider-man or uh the flash and iris or you know they've already had a romance they they've been married before they were they had kids they have kids together yeah so it's yeah it's like it's like a it's like an interesting reversal. You're going back to relationship even, like, instead of toward one. But it's like that is a refreshing take on this dynamic. And I really like it. So technically, yeah, because they're not – even though they're building back to it, but they've, they're building back to something that was already built. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do all the, the plot of oh, will she or won't she mm-hmm. in terms of like – But there is still will she or won't she yeah, because but now it's, but, it's like, but it's different in, in the sense that we already know that she already has love for him. Yes. And she kind of – the only reason she left was because of the Black Lightning thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's you can even you can even see in these first two episodes that she actually was starting to warm up to the idea of being with him again. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, as the show's progressing, you know there are reasons for him to become Black Lightning again as well. So you can see that struggle there. It's it's really doing the the Spider Man Mary Jane dynamic in terms of like you know I can't be with you if I have my powers. If I have my powers, I can't be with you kind of thing. But better to, as of right now to me. And I think a lot of that has its um, credit to the, the actress. And him, because their their chemistry together is on point. Yeah. Um, but I was I was mentioning before the the antagonists. Once again, the show did a much better job of establishing both of its antagonists. This episode, Lala. First of all, his name. Why would you choose your gangster name to be Lala over Latavius? When you're Latavius, really Latavius. Yeah, Latavius <laughs> sounds more badass. It sounds so badass. Like no, call me Lala. Yeah, like, Lala is like what? sure. Sure about that? <laughs> Why? Like Fuji. Names and stuff. So I, I, I mean, I, I would rather be called uh, Latavius as well. But you know, there's always the one god that's got this name, and I don't know. Maybe it's a thing like it's this, it's, it seems like a stupid name, but you also know not to mess with him. So yeah. how else can you be? A badass than being just like, yeah, I have this real stupid name. You ain't gonna say nothing about it though. <laughs> uh, say something, I dare you. <laughs> or I'll shoot you like he did. He shot his creeper ass cousin from last episode. Oh my episode. god! Yeah, yeah. I, I was no, just like, wait a minute. They, they're, they're he had like, no remorse okay. either. He just, it's not like he he didn't hesitate. He just did it. Nah, no, he didn't fucking shit up, bro. He did. But Lala. In any other show, I feel like would have been a throwaway one-off villain. And he was. He was a one-off villain for this episode. But the fact that they kind of established him in the last episode and established him as an ex-student of Black Lightning's and having that be a catalyst for why Black Lightning feels like not only are my some of my students are dying um, without me being Black Lightning, other students are turning to crime without me being Black Lightning. And Lala is an embodiment of that. Like mm-hmm. it, it, just, it all goes back to that single point of the impetus for Black Lightning's return. Because he had that thing, he had that speech to his wife in, uh, towards the middle of the episode where he was like, I had this dream. Like, once they leave me in school, their lives will be better. Yeah. And it's like, that's turning out not to be the case. Mm-hmm. Like, and I Lala thought- and Lawanda being the two examples of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. That, that was a cool, like, um, parallel between them. And Lawanda, spoilers now, Lawanda ends up being really Black Lightning's Uncle Ben in a way. She, yeah. Like, her death yeah. is the catalyst for him to return. I'm just... If- that whole scene, like when you realize what's going on, you like, like that that showcase. If that's not the best showcase of like a mother's love yeah. and like just complete bravery, because like she knew what was gonna go down, 
She like, said, I'm sorry, Mr. Jeff or Mr. Pierce or whatever, before she went out there. Oh, yeah. But I mean, just, the, you know, you, you're just thinking like, oh, she's going to go over there and, you know, she's going to get hurt or kidnapped or what. And then you realize like she places that her phone to record. And I'm just like, oh, she's going to just get recording of blah, blah, blah. And then she goes out with the camera. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing? You're going to get. Oh. Yup. I did not expect that. Yeah, at I wasn't all. expecting that either. And that's what that's the thing that I said. But I was gonna say, uh, that's that's the thing that I was gonna I was gonna say, like where I said that this show is a lot gra- more graphic and darker than the other CW shows. Like the fact, like because they didn't turn away, like move the camera or anything like that. Like you saw him shoot into her in several times mm-hmm. in the chest and with the blood spatter and all that other stuff. So it's like. Yeah, I was like, this show's kind of, and it's not, it's not that I have a problem with it. Like, I love stuff like that. I was just like, yo, this show's kind of graphic. Like, these, these shows have stakes, unlike The Flash. <laughs> well, if, if you go back to the first episode when he's, when they're having the big fight over at the uh, motel, like, when he grabs that dude to use him as a shield, like, I feel like if you've been watching Arrow, the shots would have went in, but it would have just been like, just, just the bullet holes. Like, nah, those bullet holes were red. Like, yeah. You just like for a guy who's supposed to be a superhero, you just like no, he went in. Like this wasn't just this wasn't just you know like oh I'm punching the guy and just knocking him out. Like he grabbed that dude and used him as a shield and didn't care. It's like yeah, I ain't worried about it. That's not the point of why I'm here. And it feels like everything. If I can go back, I know you talked about it last week. My man, uh, the the crime boss Tobias, Tobias shot Wills? a dude with a harpoon gun. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, like that's hard as I don't know what, like that's, <laughs> that, that, that was like, um, oh God, why which, can't I think of his name from Luke Cage? That was Cottonmouth Cot- right there. Like, yeah. Which I found there, out, like, that's the thing, in. like that's his weapon in the comics, like so, oh, Harpoon? that's a thing oh, for it? him in okay. the comics. Because oh. at first, I was like, that's, I was like, that's. Granted, I thought that was a badass one, but I'm like a fucking hard put. That's random as hell. His name's Whale, yeah, bro. Well, yeah, in the comics, like he's an actual whale. What? Yeah. Tobias Whale, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Too literal. <laughs> but I mean, like, like the villains are actually villainous. Like, they don't, they're not playing. It's not some cheesy, like, you know, granted, I, you know, I like Reverse Flash. This is how, whatever, this is how he looks. Reverse Flash oh damn! He playing looks like fatter Kingpin. Yeah, he looks like fat Kingpin. Um, Tobias, Tobias, Lala's not playing any games with anyone. Tobias definitely isn't playing games with anybody. Like you do. Talk what about that ending doing, though, or I'm gonna come and mess you up. You're gonna have to answer to me if something goes wrong. I kind of uh, wonder what his end goal is though. Who Tobias? Yeah, I don't know, it's pretty early in the season to think about that. Nah. Just be a criminal, crime boss, getting all the crime together. But, but that ending, though, when you find out that Tobias has basically the entire, like, or a yes. portion of the police officers in his pocket, mm-hmm. and he waltzes through prison and strangles Lala with one hand until he dies. <laughs> First of all, uh, so I know we were talking about the whole black thing, but if that isn't the most powerful thing you can see, a black man walking into a police department, like, I ain't worried about none of y'all. I own this. This is my house. Word. And just walk into there and just like, how scared would you be if you see him just walking up to you? You in jail, like, at least I'm in jail. He can't get me here. And <laughs> nope. see, like, oh, oh, no. That's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He strangled yeah. the fuck out of Hilala. One-handed. So is he super strong, too, in the comics? 
Uh, let me look that up real quick. It, that seemed like some super strength level. Shit. I would assume so based on how he looks. But let me look like up. with one arm, you pick a dude up by like a grown man and strangle him to death. That's that's pretty super strong, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I mean, mean like, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling. Like, how are you feeling about Tobias Will so far this season? Because I'm feeling. You, you mentioned the Cottonmouth. He does. He is very reminiscent of Cottonmouth right now, where he's like mm-hmm. a villain. No, uh, he's a crime boss. It, no. it just says he uh, advanced hand to hand combat. Uh, okay, so maybe not. So but he's he's, like, he's he's like kingpin. Yeah, but so. he's he's a villain that's like a crime boss, but at the same time he's got like he's soft spoken with the deep and sultry voice, and he's got like his own his own philosophy as to why mm-hmm. he's like the way he is. I like the line this episode where the where somebody was like, "Damn, Tobias, I guess you hate black people, huh?" He's like, "Nah, I hate Negroes." Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which goes back to that Chris Rock like, skit. Yeah. I love black people, but I hate niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Like, facts. like he went into that and I'm just like I'm just like okay like he's got that whole I hate I hate going back to Cottonmouth because I don't want to make it seem like he's like completely unoriginal but it's that whole thing uh, where he's just it's like a fair comparison. he's just like nah nah I he wants it's his crime organization he knows how he wants to run it he's not a stupid man he's a smart man he's an intelligent man he knows how things need to be done and the last thing he's going to stand for is anyone messing it up. And what is what? he just wants, if his, his, the people that work for him are representing him. So if they look bad, they make him look bad. Yeah. But it's kind of funny when he has this mentality. He's like, oh, I don't hate black people. I just hate Negroes. But yet he's fulfilling the Negro stereotype of the guy that's the criminal yeah. doing all this bad shit and murdering and all true, kind of stuff. True. <laughs> No one said villains aren't hypocrites, okay? <laughs> um, what's the one I mentioned? Oh, but Lawanda dying, it did make that final beatdown of La La when, when Black Lightning goes into the, the building. Mm-hmm. So cathartic when he whoops ass up those yeah, stairs. He fucked him up. But I love the fact that the whole community got Black Lightning's back so hard. It's like, yo, what up, bro? Yeah. Where La La? Can he take you up the elevator? Yeah, he's like, nah. He's like, I got nah, this. I got it. <laughs> I need, some, I need some exercise. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love that. Like, nah, it bro. It was the best. It was the best. But it also parallels to the fact that how the community feels about Jefferson Pierce. Because, uh, Black Jesus. Lo- yeah, LaWanda basically, she was like, you could do, we looked at you, we thought you could do anything. Like, you could do whatever you want in this town. We look at you and consider you Black Jesus. Even the fact that, like, he had a, a deal with the gangs. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Where uh, it was supposed to be a sanctuary, like that was supposed to be off limits. Yeah, going back to Angel, kind of like how Caritas, the 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 uh the club oh. where people sang, that was like the supposed to be sanctuary, like the no violence here. Mm. But like, I the, wonder like, if people actually know that he made that deal. Like, if the community really knows that he made. I that don't think deal. the community knows, but the gangs know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they might have a suspicion. Yeah, but I would like to see, like, that could be interesting, like, oh, wait a minute, you gave, yeah, you're protecting the kids and stuff in school, but you gave, you did, you got that at the sacrifice of this and that in the community. Like, I wonder if that's going to have any repercussions later on. My thing is, how did they not put it together? Oh, he's Black Jesus. Oh, he looks just like Black Lightning. <laughs> he looked scared when she was, when she told him that, like, like she was like, wait, did you figure that out? And yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, I thought she was gonna okay. say everybody knows you're Black Lightning. Come on, dog. Yeah, because even um the dude man, the uh the cop at the, his friend when he sees him at the good to see you again, detective. Yeah, it's been the, a while. The cop was looking at him like, 
I still Jefferson? don't know if he knows or not. Like I like I'm fifty fifty. I don't think so. It's the way he looked at him, Mike. But I mean, if this of course this is a superhero show, I mean you got Supergirl with no mask and they still can't figure out his Kara, exactly. which is like how or Superman, same thing. So they kind of teased the explanation when his daughter was explaining it to uh, the guy, the boyfriend, when they were sitting on the roof, mm. he was like, you met Black Lightning. Like, how was that? And she was like, I tried to look at his face, but I could, like it hurt my eyes. Like, mm. his face looked bright. So back to our last episode talk. Now it's confirmed, though. Yeah, so, they, yeah, don't they, know, don't, they don't know. They don't know that he's like, yeah. so I thought I was right. I, he, it's not a thing where they knew that he was Black Lightning. So I guess that's the explanation of why they don't know who it is, because they can't, for whatever reason, they can't look directly into his face. Because it's a halo or whatever. <laughs> He's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of uh, the daughters, I oh, what were you gonna say? I said he's got those uh, shiny teeth like uh, Chip Skylark. Yeah, <laughs> my shiny teeth and me shiny teeth, shiny teeth. <laughs> I don't. I, that reference went over my head. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Fairly loud parents? No. No. Okay. <laughs> we're the man children, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but speaking of the daughters, I just want to make note that I do like them a lot more in this episode than I did in the first episode. Remember the tropiness? That's starting to go away and we're starting to now dive a little bit more into their characters. Um, I did like that daughter and rightfully so, she she turned to drugs and drinking because she was had so much anxiety over like basically almost getting like a, a drive-by by that little kid who's like Lala sends it to the guards and like seeks out like a shoebox or something mm-hmm. and shoots her oh, with um, a I was scared gun. of that for a second. I, was just I thought it was like, real. actually going to pull a piece? <laughs> That's some, that's some hardcore <laughs> shit. Little kid pull out a gun at you like, I'm yeah. like, damn, Black Lightning, you went there. <laughs> um, and then the fact that they, they went into the older daughter, Nissa, is her name? An- an- well, they call her Nissa, but uh, Anissa. 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 Um, her relationship with her girlfriend. And I like the fact that she's not in a, like, they didn't go the route of her being in a closet. Like, they know. Yeah, they just didn't talk about last episode. Well, yeah, because they, they mentioned, because uh, they were like, where are the kids, where are the girls? And uh, the wife was like, uh, she's upstairs on the roof with her boyfriend, and this is with her girlfriend, whatever her name is. I can't pronounce her name. And then they made fun of the, her name. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of this episode, we do get uh, another tease of Mrs. Super Strength in the Pharmacy. Although I will say, like, that moment, like, with her and the girlfriend, I was like, of, of course, you already know, if you follow the news and stuff like that, that relationship's not going to last, because they already- I didn't know that. I Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's new for me, too. I that's why I said, if you follow the news, you know that relationship. Well, we're not the news guys. Well, I am. That's what I'm telling you. That relationship is not going to last because uh, they already cast, and she's going to be introduced in the show, uh, the, the actress that's going to play Grace Troy, who's her girlfriend in the comics. Oh, okay. So the fact I that, mean, this seems like it's on the rocks already, that relationship. Yeah, plus, you know, uh, the girlfriend kind of mentioned, like, we've been dating for a year. You still haven't met my parents yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want more commitment from you. And, like, you don't want to seem to commit to me. Mm-hmm. And she kind of made I'm all these. I'm real busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I, I got I to protest to leave. <laughs> so you, you can tell that's going to be an issue. Oh, even, like, when she finally, when, like, she came clean, it was like, like, I've been having this, like, I've been having anxiety. Like, I literally broke the sink. And then she was like, well, my mom's a therapist. It's like, wait, that's your answer? Yeah, I broke a sink. Yeah, I broke about the that? sink. <laughs> I broke the sink. Oh, you need therapy. No, how? <laughs> it's like, what? How does that work? Uh, but uh, did you like her, the second piece of her powers at the end where she takes that, that, that mugger? Fuck. I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, talk about white flight. Because <laughs> <laughs> she threw his ass. Or, 
I liked it. And I like her, yeah, her little too. look at the end where she was yeah, like, she smiled. Huh. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I don't, I don't need these, uh, this aspirin anymore. I'm good. That's yeah, all I I'm a, <laughs> Turns out I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, you guys didn't give your ratings though. Are you with me, Perfect Vision? Perfect Vision. Perfect Vision. Damn, singing Perfect Vision. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't me singing. I was coming to coming to America. But yeah, I, I hope I'm hoping the season stays that sh- this strong because so far I'm I'm liking it more than all the other shows. Obviously, just oh, from our ratings alone, you can tell that. Yeah. Easily. And I think easily. the 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 thing that would make this season because I don't know how it's going to go next season, but probably, but. I think the thing that also makes this season stronger is the fact that there are less episodes, so they have to get to they have to get to the point. Oh, that's right. How many episodes? It's is only going to be thirteen, so oh. there's no you don't have to worry about filler. It's like Netflix. Yeah, kind of like Netflix. I'm feeling that. So really, all the shows should be that long. There's a lot of filler in all of the CW shows. So yeah, yeah. so come next season, there might be episodes. We're just like, yeah, this episode was a filler episode because it's going to be 22 mm-hmm. as opposed to them being 13. So they have to get to the point. I, well, it's fucking doing right by us so far. Um, all right, so anything else you want to say about Black Lightning before we move on? Uh, so I guess so. We're talking about how you know we're happy with the show. The only thing I'm worried about is there's going to be the obvious confrontation with Tobias. Yeah. What happens after that? Like, if Tobias gets defeated and either either he's done or he's you know defeated for now and then comes back later, like. The only thing I'm worried about is second season villain. Well, they already yeah. well they already established that. Unlike with like the Flash or like Arrow, it's not like he's the first or he's the only person. They already established there are other metahumans and other vigilantes and stuff in this world. Mm. Oh yeah, a lot of people are speculating that, and I kind of I'm like that would make sense that this show takes place on Supergirl's Earth. Oh, Ooh, okay. I like the show a lot more now. <laughs> so, I mean, if you have that, there they could that has that opens the world for a whole lot of different villains and possibilities that they can go. Yeah. If that's yeah. the case. I don't know about in terms of villains, but even just in terms of the world they've established, the fact that he has two daughters that are gonna eventually become superheroes, that there's there's still a lot of room for growth for the show. Because you like think about like National City, you could say is like California or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like this show takes place on the East Coast. Yeah. So it would make more. So if that's the case, it would make way more sense for them not to interact that often if they're mm-hmm. on like opposite coasts. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Yeah. National City. Yo. Uh, National City is like so spick and span, like so clean compared to. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was like, the town? It's like Central uh, City it starts, to it starts Star with City. An F. Like Star City, you end up and you're like, oh, uh, we don't, we don't want to be here. How how far is it to Central City? Let, let's get over there. Where yeah. you know. They got the town, the, it's, around, it starts with an F, have, like, but I don't know the name of it. The whole city. All right. I, I know the show was filmed in Atlanta, but I don't know. Oh, Freeland. Freeland. That's the name of the city. The city's called Freeland? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let's move on. Let's get into our anime with Mikey and Jordy and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be so pissed when she gets back. She's going to be like, you fucked it all up. <laughs> But yeah, this week's episode, Dragon Ball Super episode 125, Topo, God of Destruction.
this episode. What? You're still upset? You're not you're not feeling Topo no. going full it was Hulk Hogan? So stupid! <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh my god, look at Joe. <laughs> He's holding his head like, oh lord. So fucking stupid. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> Gonna take you down to Pain Town. I'm a god of destruction now. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. his power level is similar to a god. Isn't Vegeta and Goku's g- Power level similar to a god now too. Yeah, They're Super Saiyan God. No, it's God Key. It's the Hakai, the Hakai energy. Yeah, but what was the whole the whole point of Beerus wanting Goku to go Super Saiyan God is so he can match him. It's exactly. Stupid. But the energy is not the same. The, the the purple Hakai energy is what the the God destruction uses Fuck to destroy this episode. things. It was stupid. <laughs> no, it makes sense. <laughs> no, it was stupid. All right, let's, let's get into it. I'm, I'm gonna start with you, Joe. How, tell us oh, how you God. felt about this episode of Dragon Ball Super because I, you're not you're not a super fan. You haven't been keeping up with Super, but you have been listening to our episodes when we review it. Did you, let me ask you first though: Did you like Dragon Ball Z? Yes, yeah, I'm oh, a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, uh, hold on, let's, let's pause real quick. Wait, Jay, real quick, Jamie's calling. Jamie's <laughs> actually calling me right let's now. Actually, let's actually keep this on the podcast. <laughs> she knows that we're talking about. Yeah, super. she knows we're recording. Hello? Hey, Jamie. Yeah, hey, Jamie. You just called in time for the anime section. Uh, let me put it on speaker. Hey, Jamie, you're on speakerphone. We are literally, <laughs> we just talked about, we're talking about Dragon Ball Super right now in the anime section. Ew. <laughs> yes, yes. Ew. No. Go on to this better, okay? So, because they didn't do my man right, we're keep, I hate that show. We're keeping your anime section alive with Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> <laughs> He said, no. Let that thing die. Let them die. You're not here to stop us, Jamie. Let it die. You're not even a real mom. No, but am I wrong? No. Well, we have Joe in the podcast right now. He's he's actually agreeing with you that no, Super is just a no in general. So, yeah. Thank you. See, I'm the smart one here. <laughs> All right, Jamie, we're going to get back to it, but uh, we miss you. And it's just so funny that you literally called during. <laughs> yes, as soon as we started the anime section, Jay, she was like, My spider senses, my anime senses are tingling. I really was, too. <laughs> he was. You, he was <laughs> defending it. <laughs> All right. Well, short. Are we recording right now? Yeah, you're on speaker right now. Okay, well, then let me say something for our listeners. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Jamie. Things are very hectic for me at work. And also, I was really sick, as some of you know. But um, hopefully I'll be back soon. I don't know when. I can't promise anything. But I miss you guys. I don't miss the host, but I miss you Wow! Wow! <laughs> How I dare you? you not them. I love you guys. I sent you a text saying I miss you. <laughs> oh, why do I miss you? I don't know if I missed Jordan. Oh, wow. Threw me under the bus. Okay, well, oh, I gotta go because I'm at work. Bye. Bye, Jamie. Miss you. Bye, Bye. Jamie. Miss you too. Bye. <laughs> we got a special guest star. <laughs> Her senses were taking no, Dragon. You- I'm at work, but somebody's defending Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> Straight up fee five four fum. Someone's talking about shit. <laughs> Damn, Jamie. Okay. All right, Joe. So so talk to us about how you feel about Super. 
I don't know if I need to now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so I've been listening to you guys talk about it. There's like the FedEx guy that comes to my job. He's been trying to talk to me about it, and like I literally every time he goes into, it, I'm like, no, just I'm not. I'm not interested. Um, first of all, not about this episode, but the episode beforehand. Yeah, Gohan took one for the team, but like not watching the show, I didn't know what the stakes were. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, Gohan sacrificed himself for everybody. Like that's so great. And then I watch it. And Gohan goes and sits in the bleachers, and I'm just like, "That's it, <laughs> like that, that's yeah. what I was. Oh God, so I guess I'm out. Like, it's can, not can, until the whole the whole team loses when the universe gets deleted or whatever erased. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if like someone can throw an energy bond and someone you know someone from the Z Fighters catches it. Does that mean that Gohan can come back in now and <laughs> like, <laughs> dodgeball? <laughs> no. <laughs> Once you're out, you're out. Oh my just, god! Yeah, just, you can't interfere once you're out. Yeah. And I'm, so, and then the Topo guy. Just so I see him, and his whole thing is like justice and everything. I'm like, okay, I get what this guy's about. And then he gets pissed off and stuff. So he's like, well, I'm justice done with means justice. nothing. I'm just gonna wreck everything now. Like, what was that? Oh, he's a. He's a god of destruction. He's he was a candidate for god of destruction. So random, so fucking random. Uh, they've talked about it before. No, okay, it's they, stupid. They've teased it. <laughs> when? When? Uh, way back when I think Tobo was first introduced. They were like, he's so powerful. He was a candidate for god of destruction. I don't remember that. But he didn't want to be it. I don't remember that. Even though um, Jiren was the strongest in the universe. But Jiren didn't want to be a god of destruction. But that's, even, that's even stupid. So is he now stronger than Jiren? Like, I'm so confused. He's strong enough to make Jiren notice, but not not stronger than Jiren, probably. So then what the fuck does that even mean? If you're a god of destruction, but then Jiren is... He, <laughs> well, Jiren's stronger than the god of... The other guy, the, the clown guy. That's stupid. Well, like, are, are they... Is he, in tra- is he in training to take over? Or is this the guy, like, the god of destruction wants to take a vacation? And he's like, hey, I need someone to come <laughs> fill in. Can you take over for like a couple thousand years? And Yeah, they're not really clear on how like, the is he of- Is he stronger than Beerus now? Because remember, uh, Frieza was like, I've taken God of Destruction energy. And I was from Beerus. Yeah. yeah. Shranked it. So it's like, wait, that but- wasn't Beerus. That was the, the, the rat guy, wasn't oh, it? Oh, wait. Was who, that from Beerus? Who, who? It was the rat guy that sent it because he was going to assassinate Goku and Frieza. The rat guy? The rat, the rat guy. The little yellow one. He already got erased. Oh. I'm a little rat god of destruction guy. He's like, yeah, I talk like this because I'm a rat. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. It was was him. He's not a poor. He's not. There's so many many gods and stuff running around now. It's just, it. And yet they're so weak. Like, what does God (laughs) even mean? Like, the God pad can't follow fucking faster than light speed. Like, yeah. I'm over it. I'll get you a new God pad with, like, better specs. Like, so what is this like Apple and you just like oh yeah Here, here's the here's the thing you know Godpad oh, X came out with a new one guess you got to upgrade now to this just like <laughs> just they, like they make it so they can just give you a new one like someone's making money off those God pads so this whole God thing is like out of out of control those gods just popping up out of like nowhere <laughs> Bomba's a god and we don't even know about it <laughs> <laughs> so so what would you rate this episode. Uh, I guess 
Low passable. Maybe low passable. passable. Like, I put it on. It's it's nothing I haven't seen before. It's nothing that blew my mind. It could have been... It could have been... After watching Dragon Ball Z for forever and stuff like that, it's, it's like, okay, I get the tropes. These guys are fighting over here. Oh, this guy's moving this strong. Oh, you know... The, the most, uh, like you've been you've been saying the past couple episodes, like there's been strategy and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, there's been a little bit of strategy in there, like Gohan using his brain and everything. You mm. know, I like that, you know, Android 17 had like a game plan, which was smart. Like, for once, people were actually not just like, I'm going to beat you by just being the strongest and beating the crap out of you. It's like, nah, I got some kind of game plan I can I can work with, but... Uh, it's just like <laughs> nothing changed in my life from watching that episode. If I hadn't watched the episode and just life changing moment, you guys review it, it would have been the same. Just I love the the look on Dragon Ball Z fans' faces <laughs> when they watch Super, and it's like they're not fans of Super. I get, you just see the pain and anguish of like I gave my childhood to this show, and this is what's become of it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> It was. I was enjoying it more when I think I stopped watching when they were getting training from Weiss and they were like cleaning up and all that stuff. Like oh. I was enjoying it more than than. This. than yeah, this. I think I think yeah. me too. You know what it is? It's because now, at least at the end of this tournament, ever since Kefla, especially power scaling is out the window. Because here's power my scaling's issue. been out the window though. But even more so, why is seventeen keeping up with Topo in his god form? Or not even keeping up, but being able to at least not die instantly. Like, how strong the fuck is Super is Android Seventeen at this point? It is, and they keep talking about unlimited energy, but it's like, but are you stronger than Golden Frieza? I'm not. Sh- I don't understand. He got like, one of those God Pad upgrades. He's, yeah, he's God. <laughs> he's God Team. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he's he's seven God Team. That was my biggest issue with this episode because like. Yeah, Topo goes like Hulkamania and <laughs> transforms into God of Destruction. So he's all yeah, buff and yeah. muscular. Hulkamania, brother! <laughs> but then he fighting, he's fighting 17. 17's getting pushed back. Frieza shows up just to talk shit and instantly gets bitch smacked. I'm like, how strong is Topo or how strong is 17? I don't understand these levels anymore. <laughs> I don't either. Like it's stu- it's stupid. Like I keep saying, well, I'm gonna shoot you in the back. It, like Topo is getting pushed back by 17. All of a sudden, he decides I just I don't give a fuck anymore. So now I'm gonna go hard. Like you could have went harder the whole time. Why were you getting pushed back by 17? There wasn't even really a reason. He was like, justice means nothing now. But yeah. is, is that just because Frieza double teamed him? You realize the whole point of this tournament is for people to double team people, right? Exactly. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a battle royale. It's a battle royale. So I'm like, that that broke your faith in justice? Like, I don't understand. Like, none of this makes sense. Like, this whole, oh, I'm going to hold back. But it's like, you're fighting for your universe. It's not just like a fight, a regular fight. Yeah. Like, you're fighting to save not just you, not just your planet, your whole fucking universe. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I don't that's, understand that's this. Yeah, I don't understand this whole, I, he has, I have access to this power this whole time, but I wasn't going to use it. Because Topo could have almost lost. Yeah. At one point. But now all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, I almost lost. Now it's time to be serious. It's, it's like, like, why power up though? Because you were fighting Vegeta with that power up. You're fighting Goku without that power up. But 17 and Frieza pushes you over the fucking edge. I'm like, 
what? And then I was like, there's no chance for them to beat this guy. Like, obviously, from the preview, Vegeta's going to be the one yeah, to step Vegeta's in. Yeah, Vegeta's going to want to step and in. And probably sacrifice himself to beat him. You know that's going to happen. Oh, that'll make me so mad. You know what's going to come. Vegeta lo- oh, you that's know what's going to so happen. Nope. I'm a rage. You know how you sometimes you play a video game, you get mad at a, and you throw the controller, rage yeah. quit. I'm a yeah. rage quit Dragon Ball Super <laughs> if that happens. Because you predicted it that Freeza is probably going to be one of the last people left alive and he's knocked out right now. So I bet you he's going to be forgotten well, no, about. I, no, I predicted, I thought it was going to be the three Saiyans. Oh, oh yeah. But okay, and then, I say it then, and, then ultimately, and then ultimately it's just going to end up Goku and Vegeta. But I, I was saying they're going to have to mer- they're going to have to merge. Maybe it was me then. I, I no, did, no, no, I no, mentioned- no. It's, it's going to be they're going to go to the next form, which is you know Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. But I'm serious this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Vegeta's doing right now. Yeah, that's Vegeta. It's bluer form. Super Saiyan bluer. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is bluer. Because that's what I said. It's going to ultimately end up with them having to merge to form Vegeta. Okay, then maybe it was me that said it because I said that the whole like why bring Frieza along. And why make this whole point about can we trust him, can we not? And not have that moment at the end where it's in his hands whether or not Universe 7 is like revived or he becomes a god or whatever may happen. So it, right now it's set up to the point where Freeze is knocked out, but he's still he's still in the game. I feel like they're going to not even touch on Freeze anymore. And it's going to be a thing where Jiren and Topo fight whoever. And by the end, Freeze is still in the, in the ring. So if Jiren and Goku get a double knockout... The person that ultimately wins is Frieza, and then it all lies on Frieza to be the one that. It, look, I might be giving Dragon Ball Super way more credit than it's due, because that's actually breaking like, decent writing. But then it's like, why else have him if not for that moment of like, oh fuck, we, can, we don't know if we can trust him. So let's see if he actually can be trusted now, because now it's all it's all in his hands. That would that's, be that's my that would be better. I don't know if they're gonna do it though, because like we just said about fusion already. Like we've seen fusion never works. This is going to be a thing where they fuse, they get to the last possible second, well, and they you, But you know that's still, they're still going to do it because they, they they do the shit all the time, even though it never works. They still do it. Yeah. And there's only like five minutes left. So it's like, you could, you could stay in fusion for five minutes. Nope. It's going to be four and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this will be the one time. All right, but I agree with you, Joe. I'm going to say uh, a low passable. Because like, you know... It, it's still a fun watch, kinda, for nostalgia's sake, but nothing even happened this episode. Yeah, really. I give I give it a low pass. Well, I enjoyed this more than the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is sad. It's very fucking sad. Was there anything else I wanted to mention in this episode, Dragon Ball Super? Um. Oh, oh, oh! My favorite moment this whole episode. <laughs> after after Frieza gets his ass beat by not being able talking all that shit. He gets hit with the Hakai energy. Oh, I can stop even this! Even this! And he's like destroyed by it. When he shows back up and he's in his normal form again, because he got knocked the fuck out of his Golden Frieza form. It reminds you of uh, his original when uh, he got destroyed by the Spirit Bomb. Yes. But what he- made me die laughing was he was like, he, he came back after his ass beat. And he was still talking all that shit about like, then how about a power to destroy a planet? I'm like, yeah, I thought about. It. I was like, nigga, we gods. <laughs> we destroy universes now. <laughs> Where have you yeah, been? I was like, <laughs> what? We're beyond that point now. <laughs> We've been beyond that since Z, brother. Where you been? <laughs> I was like, and then he was shot. He, he it was this little tiny little energy ball yeah. he threw at it and just destroyed it. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, this isn't Namek. This isn't the Freezer saga anymore. Like, the Yo. power to destroy a planet, that's like, 
<laughs> yeah. That's so that's so t- 10 years ago, bro. <laughs> Literally. But Topo hit him so hard, he forgot what saga he was in. He woke up thinking he was back in the Dragon Ball Freeza saga. He was like, oh, oh, Goku, but stop you. <laughs> Power to destroy yeah. planets. I'm like, you need to stop. Yeah, we're, we're beyond that point. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like, it. Well, they can all destroy planets now. now. Yeah. Roshi can destroy. Roshi can destroy Roshi planets could destroy, back in the day. Roshi can destroy a planet now. Yeah. <laughs> small feats. Small feats. Uh, that's all I had. This episode was really just like, oh, okay, he's got a, a Hulkamania form. Gotcha. <laughs> got it. So trash. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move on. So, tra- anime. so trash. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jamie. Uh, do you have anything to talk about for rapid fire reviews or no? Uh, I saw Shape of Water. It was good. <laughs> rapid fire reviews. Rapid fire reviews. I mean, rapid. Well, yeah. I mean, the cinema. No, the cinematography. Basically, I call this the prequel to Hellboy. Oh, <laughs> the Abe said, like this, these are his parents. They're showing how his parents got together. Yeah. <laughs> because essentially, what it was like, he's just a fish man. And he can't speak he, like he can't speak like it pretty much looks like Abe Sapien, but it just he just can't talk or anything like that. He uses sign language. But yeah, overall, the movie was very good. Okay. Like the cinematography was good. Like the CGI was even good because I couldn't tell. Like it was so good that there were moments that I couldn't tell what was CGI and what was practical. Like that's how good it, yeah, it blended good. together. Yeah. I watched a bootleg. But <laughs> oh, I was going to say you saw Shape of Water? Yeah, the bootleg of it. Oh, yeah. you did? When? A while ago. Remember I made that post about Instagram? No. Yes, you did. Cause you commented on it, and you're like, "You did bitch, I? you watch it without me." Oh, I don't remember. Oh, because wow. when I texted you and said I saw it, you didn't say. It. You was just like, "Oh, okay." You did, but you didn't say anything. Oh yeah, I, yeah, you definitely knew. Fuck you! Wow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It, it looked it looked beautful. I mean, even though I thought it was weird, like she fucked a fish man. <laughs> hey man, Beauty and the Beast. It's okay, for but they didn't have sex. She didn't. She didn't have sex with him and, until he became human. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> But she it's wanted, Disney. but she wanted, but she wanted to, because you could tell, like at the end of the movie, where she's like, "Can you grow some facial hair?" Oh yeah, she's like, "Damn, I missed my chance." Yeah, <laughs> I missed that beast dick. Oh, that beast dick. <laughs> yeah, but I, I enjoyed that movie. Okay, what would you rate it? I would give it a more than passable. Agreed. I agree with that. Um, where's mom and dad? It's Godzilla. Godzilla's here. Ah! Ah! hurry up! At an early age, I was robbed of my parents right in front of my eyes. I swore to take revenge. If we stand our ground, if we don't show fear, and if we put our lives on the line, we've already won. We just have to finish it. Humanity's 22-year nightmare and Godzilla's 20,000-year reign.
my rapid fire review, I want to just really quick talk about Godzilla Earth on Netflix. Either you guys see that? No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, it's an anim- have you heard of it? No. Anything about it? Okay, it's an animated Godzilla movie. It's part one of three parts. It's about an hour long. Um, if you don't like Godzilla, I would not recommend this movie. If you do like Godzilla, I still might not recommend this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. really care for Godzilla. If you thought Godzilla 2014 with yeah, I don't, uh, I don't care for Godzilla Brian too much. Cranston, okay, well, I do. I love Godzilla. I love giant monsters fighting. We're going to talk about Pacific Rim a little bit, so I just want to give you a taste of, like, I, I grew up on Godzilla VHSs, okay? Like, that was my shit. I love Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah, Smog Monster, the fucking Lobster, yep. like, all that shit. Gamera. Love it. Um, 2014 was a disappointment for me because it wasn't enough Godzilla and not enough Brian Cranston. Shin Godzilla, I thought, did Godzilla right. And even though it had a, a really cool message, like a, I don't know, just a general message about the environment and working together and Japanese culture in general, uh, I felt like it was boring for the most part because Godzilla was only for like 10 minutes. Um, this Godzilla, I think they accomplished what makes the idea of Godzilla cool. Uh, this takes place in a world where uh, um, it's, it's kind of like our world, but set 20 years in the future for the last of humanity because it's a situation where Godzilla attacks the world and literally destroys it. So it's like a Godzilla apocalypse. And the, the only way people can um, kind of survive is to escape into space. So it's 20 years of humanity flying around in space trying to find a more habitable world. They don't. So they end up going, kind of like Prometheus, they end up going back to Earth. But because they've been traveling through space with light speed technology, um, 20,000 years have passed on Earth. So basically the world has been retaken by nature. And uh, because it's only been Godzilla roaming the planet, radiation has mutated the world's like plant life and animal life into basically a bunch of kaiju monsters. So the premise is cool. And if it was, if it actually lived up to the premise, I would, I would highly recommend it. But it ends up being very, very, very. I, t- to me, it was boring because there's a lot of like pseudoscience bullshit. They focus a lot on the pseudoscience. The main character is annoying as fuck because he's only, he's like the generic um, anime teenager who's like, you know, fifteen, whatever. But he's the main character. He's got a hard on for the Earth. I'm not saying he loves the Earth. I'm saying he's in love with the Earth and he wants to fuck the Earth if he could. <laughs> His whole thing is like, how can you not want to go back to Earth? How can you not fight for Earth? We love Earth. Meanwhile, he was like 10 years old when Godzilla destroyed the world. And like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, he's, he's like getting in the face of every like older person. But it's like, bitch, you weren't even... Like, you, you weren't even old enough to know what the fuck was happening when Godzilla destroyed our planet. Fuck you. <laughs> so he's like just one of those like loud, annoying Japanese anime protagonist. So, my so, thoughts for that. So, like, the um, dude from Black Clover? He is! <laughs> oh my god, he's like a, a slightly less annoying version of Asta from Black Clover. I couldn't, I couldn't get, because his voice is so annoying, I couldn't watch that show. Yeah, the voice is what killed yeah. that show. Yeah. I love Earth! That's basically what he does in Godzilla. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of, like, uh, like pseudoscience and just a lot of like they don't do enough to focus on the main characters so the characters themselves aren't strong so you're really just as a Godzilla fan waiting for Godzilla to show up and when he does the show the movie gets more interesting but not enough to make it a a strong recommendation um I will reveal the twist spoilers if you care 
But honestly, if I didn't know the twist going in, I wouldn't even watch the movie. So I, I think the twist makes it at least interesting enough to check out. The Godzilla they're fighting isn't actually Godzilla. It's um, a spawn of Godzilla. So when they arrive back on Earth 20,000 years later, Godzilla's still there, and it's visually and in every way the Godzilla that was there when they left 20,000 years ago. And the whole time they're like, this is so weird. Godzilla Jr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they eventually take it down, they realize that it was just Godzilla Jr. And the Godzilla from 20,000 years ago is reawakened. And in that 20,000 years, I guess because of radiation ex- expansion, whatever the fuck science, he's now like 300 times the size, no, no, six times the size of um, a typical Godzilla. So Godzilla's like 50 meters tall. This Godzilla's like 300 meters tall. So it's like, it's literally, it's called Godzilla Earth. It's literally a mountain Godzilla. I'm like, I'm sorry. I went to an American school system. We don't use the metric system. Yeah, okay. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what meters. If Godzilla is as tall as like a skyscraper or taller, um, this Godzilla is as tall as a mountain. So it's fucking massive. Mm-hmm. It, it, it moves its tail, creates a shockwave that can destroy like, I don't know. Uh, a small city just just one sweep of its tail it's it's fire breath is now like a shock wave that shoots out like a fucking pokemon hyper beam it's ridiculous um and that's kind of where the first the first part ends like i said it's a three-part series so the first part ends in a cliffhanger um i'm more interested in parts two and three than i was in the first part uh but if i had to give it a rating as a godzilla fan I give it a high passable just for some of the cool new powers that Godzilla showed. As a normal viewer, I'd give this less than passable because I feel like I'd be bored if I wasn't a hardcore Godzilla fan. Um, so I would say it's actually worse than 2014 and worse than the Shin Godzilla movie. But like I said, if you're a Godzilla fan, check it out. That's my I'm kaiju. Godzilla, Godzilla uh, maybe I should have like a kaiju corner. <laughs> kaiju <laughs> corner with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut up. I'm a fucking kaiju nerd, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> we all have our thing. Giant monsters is my thing, all right? Yeah. My thing are slayers and vampires. See, see, we all have a thing. No judgment. But my thing is better. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> my thing could eat your thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's, she slays monsters. <laughs> Not mountain sized Godzilla mountains. Whatever. Monsters. Fuck you. Uh, let's move on. Let's get into that. Wait, uh, I got another one. Oh, you got something else? The greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, st- save it. I want to talk about it. I want to see it. When? By next week. I'll try to see it. Okay. Yeah. I hope the movie pass comes in. Is that the song? Ladies and gents, this is the moment you waited for. He's okay. But no, no lie though, I like that song, so I, I do want to watch it. Uh, all right, let's get into news of the week with Michael. Michael news. Why? I'm not ready. Oh. What? <laughs> okay, Pacific yeah. Rim trailer. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yes. This is the way the world ends. How'd they get into our world? Someone let them in. Someone from our world. Who is that? Definitely not one of ours. Let's do this. This is your chance to make things right. 
We're gonna need more pilots. We have them. There are pilots we remember as legends, but they didn't start out that way. They started out like us. This is our time to make a difference. Do you understand? Jaeger pilots, do you understand? One way to find out. That's what I'm talking about! Already, already, <laughs> bruh, love that music. <laughs> so hyped. What's the word? What's the lyrics? Na, 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 get it on. That's the only part I know. Get it on until I die. I don't know what he says before that. Legendary to eternity. Get it on till I die. Don't matter. <laughs> it's still awesome. <laughs> I still need it. I need to know so I can hum it properly. <laughs> well, yeah, that trailer was awesome. I like the fact that as as opposed to like the uh, first Pacific Rim, like because a lot a lot of the battles took place at night. Yes. Well, this one it's like They're, they still had the the general sense of realism. They were trying to go for more like realistic gritty tone. It was Guillermo del Toro, right? Guillermo del Toro, yeah. yeah. Same person, The Shape of Water, mm. uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which I didn't see. Hellboys, Pan's Labyrinth Hellboy is movies. amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so I like the the contrast. The fact. What were you saying? I was saying uh, Pan's Labyrinth was amazing. Oh, oh yeah, see, I, I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, I, I've heard that. Like, that's a lot of people say that's their fam- favorite Guillermo del Toro movie, but I, I haven't seen it. So, Shit, now I'm watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch it eventually. But yeah, so I mean, I like the contrast of the fact that this this uh, movie takes place like pretty much all in the daylight, and you can see everything. Isn't it weird and, how you can see robots fighting yeah, Transformers? You, <laughs> And I was gonna, I was just I was gonna say it's a better Transformers than Transformers. It's a better Power Rangers than Power Rangers. Yeah, all, all yeah. of all of that. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised by that. So I mean, I, and, I, and that song and that trailer, like I hope it's in the actual movie, and it's not just because you know how some songs they're only in the trailer, they're not in the movie. Yeah. So I'm hoping this song is actually in the movie because I love that that remix. It will be applause worthy. They put it in the right moment. At the, the right moment, yeah. yeah. So <sighs> I mean, I love that. Like. John Boyega, like he he's he's great. Like he's a good. I love how he's like he's not like the the ge- like the generic protagonist that I thought he was gonna be. I like that he's no, actually like reluctant. you saw yeah you saw him on the beach. He's like, reluctant to even be a hero, and he's like he's chilling with bitches and he's like his side pool with a giant <laughs> kaiju skeleton next to it. So it's just like that's a good way to set the tone of the world. I love that. So yeah, so they're playing the trope of the reluctant hero. Yeah, which which mm-hmm. is a trope, but still, tropes can be good. Better than like, like the uh, the Mary Sue pilot, like Jax was, or uh, what's his name, Charlie Hunnam was in the first the first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and just the promise of it being, uh, wow, I just blanked on his name. That guy. Idris Elba. No, 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 no. The uh, main character. 
talking about John Boyega. John Boyega. I'm fucking brain fart. The fact that the problem with John Boyega is as the main character already makes this movie head and shoulders above the first one because as much as I love Jax, Charlie Hunnam as Jax in Sons of Anarchy, it's kind of bland. <laughs> like uh, John Boyega could carry a movie, so I'm really interested to see how he like he handles it. Kind of like what's what's Miko or Mako? What's her name? Miko Mako. Yeah, yeah, Mako. It is Mako. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I hear I hear Mako. I'm like Legends of Korra. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I was kind of say because it would be cool if she was his uh, co-pilot or whatever. Doesn't seem that way. Yeah, does well, no because his co-pilot was another but guy. She's in it, though. I'm happy that she's in it. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, like I needed her back. Yes. But yeah, but I mean, I I, I love what I saw in the trailer. Like the only thing I was kind of like, eh, it's like. They, and and I get their cadets. They're like in training, but they're still the fact that they kind of seem like they're focusing on the kids a little bit. That is anime, bro. And made and it it definitely made it seem like a like like uh like a Twilight type of movie with these young kids <laughs> coming in coming in to help save the day. Well, it's always like that in anime where it's like Ava, you got Gurren Like I don't know these million. I don't know these movies, but I'm just oh, yes. based, but I'm just but based on the first one. Like they were adults, they were like soldiers mm. fighting. That that was just their form of like going to the Iraq War or whatever. But they were they were still clearly adults. Whereas this one, it's like let's bring in the kids. Hey well, man, bring some youth vitality. That's, that's interesting, like story, kind of along with her. So that's the only thing I was just like. Mm-hmm. So I, I was at. Um, I got to go to the uh, panel at New York Comic Con for uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, and he okay. was talking about the one girl. Like she puts together. Like there are some people who get like scraps of uh, different Jaegers, and basically she made like her own Jaeger. Oh, is that so, the cool roly poly one that rolls? Yeah, yeah that's, that's dope. That's fucking awesome. So I like the idea that she's been like on her own. She put together her, you know, one. She kind of, you know, scrappy upstart, and you know, okay, now we're gonna get you up to the big leagues. You had this before. Let's see what you do with like an actual full size Jaeger. <laughs> so, so it's like you took that that girl from. Transformers last night and actually put her in the story as opposed to just like just, yeah having her there yeah just having her there yeah. every once in a while when fucking Marky Mark wasn't on screen but yeah but regardless I lo- oh god but yeah but regardless I love the trail I give it a perfect vision oh yeah, yeah. I give it perfect vision plus 10 KO Ken <laughs> she's amazing also I want to just mention the um they did show the alien Jaegers it looks like like they look like Jaegers taken over by whatever alien was in that portal from the last movie. You saw mm-hmm. no, 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 talking mm-hmm. about? Well, they also I feel like they kind of tease that there are people that are in Jaegers that are not on their side. That that weird guy with the two Cause they said somebody let us in. They said somebody because they like how did the how did they come back? How did the kaiju come back? Somebody let them in. Traitor. Mm-hmm. Traitor yeah, in the ranks. Traitor. And uh, there was a it was a it was a Jaeger and it was like who's that? They was like it's not ours. Hope it's Charlie Hunter. would be awesome. <laughs> so. They're evil Jaegers. I'm just loving every time they show the action in this movie. It looks... I know it's cartoony, but like, fuck it, man. They're giant robots yeah, fighting yeah. monsters. I go say, for go it. go for it. Like, like, they're fucking flipping over monsters. That scene where he has like the giant electric whip coming at the other monster. Oh, so yeah. epic! If you're gonna take your dick out, take your whole dick out. Don't just show me the head. Just slap me with it. <laughs> yeah, so just yep. slap me. <laughs> your big kaiju dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Godzilla. <laughs> I'm ready. War ready. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Oh man, I 
so I, I've been excited about it. I love the first one. You know, I, I went and saw that in theaters when everyone was talking about, oh, man, it's it's flopping at the box office. I didn't care. I've watched that movie. I don't know how many times. The trailer looks great. All the people talking about, oh, like, like you see some of the comments. Oh, it looks like Power Rangers now. Like, why the Jaeger's moving so fast? Like, you had such a better sense of, like, the scale of how big they were. And stuff like, I don't, it's giant robots going and fighting monsters with awesome weapons. I don't, give me, give it here. I'm, <laughs> I don't care about any of that stuff. It looks amazing. Give it here. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, I'm glad they're going balls out. Like, no more realism bullshit. They just go straight up like, fuck it. Giant robots, you know, have giant battles. This is what you wanted. No more playing around with, like, oh, like, they're not even as weighty and slow as they were in the first movie. I'm glad they're giving them, like, actual speed and, like, like anime speed to it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're newer, they're newer, like, models. Like, they shouldn't move like the old ones did. Doesn't that's make any point, sense then. to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. for. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm ready for it. I'm more ready for it. <laughs> so, we got Black Panther next month, which I'm ready for. Yes. And, and Luke Cage is supposed to be dropping next month, I think, too. Is that confirmed? No, uh, I th- Jessica Jones drops uh, in March, so I don't think Luke is, is uh, mm-hmm. dropping quite yet. I think that was the original plan. I remember you read an article. Yeah, because I remember I read they said it was supposed to. Oh, whatever. Okay, I guess they changed it. Yeah. But then, uh, then was like too many, too many things are yeah. black coming out in, in <laughs> February. And after that, Pacific Rim. Oh, that's my birthday month too. War Ra- I'm ready. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on. It's Oscar season. All and, right. And so, uh, Get Out. Have you seen Get Out? Yes, I've seen. I- I've seen Get Out, or you know, the original version of the flash i guess now yeah, well yeah pretty much because the thinker is <laughs> the, he saw get out and was like hmm, this seems like a good idea <laughs> but yeah get out is uh been nominated for an oscar uh which actually broke history because now jordan peele and, and get out uh broke the trifecta it was the, it's the first african-american film that has a black director being nominated for best director Best uh, original screenplay and best picture. Damn, that's what's up. Well deserved. Yeah, that shit's like fucking amazing. So now, the, which again, it's so it's both bittersweet because it's like great for him, but it's also sad. Where it's like this is now the first time that's happened. Where it's best director, best picture, and best uh, uh, screenplay. Amen. Take him where you can get him. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, congratulations for Get Out. But also with that said, with Oscar season. Talk about uh, breaking first. Logan has become the first superhero movie that's been uh, nominated for best adapted screenplay, which is actually pretty, which is pretty major for you know because they don't really give superhero movies any clout at the Oscars. Yeah. Really, the first time it happened, I believe, was uh, with Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Because you gotta, and part of me was <laughs> yeah. like, part of me feels like they only really did it. Not be, not that saying that his performance was bad, but I think they kind of only did it because he died. Yeah, it looks better. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they don't they don't nominate. It doesn't matter what perform because people are also kind of pushing for Patrick Stewart to get a best supporting actor nomination, or even Wonder Woman to get a best uh, screenplay nomination, and it didn't. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that Logan got nominated is pretty pretty huge. So maybe hopefully in the future. Right, open the man. door for more superhero movies to get nominated because they 
they ignore the sci-fi superhero fantasy well, genre. It's, you know, it's all old white men, and they still look at the superhero genre like you know as child stuff, like kid stuff. Or Jodie Foster, you know, saying how it's oh. not. You say it's not working. Yeah, you just you just froze. What'd you say? Oh, sorry. Say, say that was, again. Uh, you just froze. I was saying, uh, or you know, Jodie Foster talking smack about you know yeah. all the superhero and comic uh, yeah. movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which I mean, also people I mean, who don't read comics, basically. <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of weird because I'm like they nominated The Shape of Water, and it's like that's kind of that's kind of comic booky. It's about a woman fucking fucking a fish man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like how comic booky. It's granted it's rated R, but it's like that's that's very comic booky. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm doing it again. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, <laughs> and the next news topic. <laughs> but yeah, so. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's a rumor going around, which I don't know how valid it is, which is why it's a rumor. But there's talks that uh, CBS is looking into buying Sony. What? We're just like slowly inching toward that one super company, aren't we? <laughs> Pretty oh, much. God. Yeah. CBS is looking into buying Sony Pictures. CBS. What's on CBS? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want there's I don't watch anything on CBS. I don't think the I only do thing, either. The only thing I watched on CBS was Supergirl that got taken off. Yeah, okay, that was on there. Yeah, now I get moved to CW and then uh, there was also uh the the show What the fuck is the name of that show? I can't remember the name of the show. That was based off of, uh Bradley Cooper's The Limitless. Oh, Limitless. Oh yeah, I did watch a I that was decent. That. It was. It was pretty I liked that show and it got canceled. Oh, wow. It, which sucks because it was good. Now they're trying to buy up some more properties so they can have more shows that are good. Yeah, th- those are the only two shows I watched on CBS. Like CBS is trash. Like who cares? Yes, <laughs> yes, so agreed. But yes, yeah, CBS is looking uh, to buy uh, Sony, and it's funny because under the deal, like if CBS, which which would be great actually, considering because if CBS does buy Sony, Spider Man goes back to Marvel. Hmm. Oh, do it, CBS. <laughs> so it, yeah. it was the same. Th- it was the same thing with like. Remember, I was telling you about Comcast was looking into buying Fox as well. Yeah. But the reason they dropped out is because they wouldn't get the X Men and uh, Fantastic Four franchises. Because at the end of the day, just like with just like with Spider Man, Spider Man is not Sony's to give away. Mm. So they can't just give it away to another company, because it's not their property. It belongs to Disney and Marvel. Yeah. So if, if if the company changes hands, they have no choice but to give it back. Mm. So if that deal happens, See, I had no stakes in the game until you said that. So now I'm like, fuck it, man. CBS buy Sony. No more, no more Venom. No more silver and black. Well, yeah, you yeah, that's the, the main. That that's is. the main reason I brought it up. <laughs> All that fucking spinoff shit. End it now. Yeah, that's the, well, that's the main reason I brought it up because if that ha- if that deal happens, Spider Man goes back. So then, pretty much. Marvel will f- actually be completed for the most. I mean, granted, you still have the issues with the Hulk and Universal, but th- for the most part, I wish they would cu- they would make that deal and like just do a hard stop on the Venom production. That way, Tom Hardy is not Eddie Brock in that universe, and that way he could be Wolverine. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you got a short, bocky dude. Like, why would you not want him to be Wolverine? Why would, why would he choose Eddie Brock? I'm like, come on, man, hold out, hold out for fucking John Logan. What his first name is? I don't know. Nah, he wants to see. But I mean, even if even if he does do Venom, like if Venom comes out and it's trash, 
they can still recast them as like they'd be like that's not in our that's not in the MCU. That's true. true. <laughs> they could recast them as 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 Wolverine, kind of yeah. like uh, Michael B. Jordan played Human Torch in the Fox universe, and then Marvel's like, come to a real superhero universe. They better make a reference to that if Human Torch and Captain America are ever in, ever in the same scene. I hope so. It should be hilarious. But yeah, so we'll we'll see. Spider Man might go back to Marvel if the CBS CBS thing happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway, uh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> On the next news. <laughs> so, uh, Black Panther coming out, like, in a couple, like, what is it, 20, 20 more days or something like that? It's like, like less that? than, yeah, less than three weeks. 20, 23 more days or something. It's on track to make up to, in, in its opening weekend, between 100 million and 120 million. Just opening, from his pre-sales? Opening, opening weekend. And I've helped out with that. Yeah, from box, <laughs> yeah, from box office tracking. Which I'm hoping... Somebody <laughs> asked, like, do you think Black Panther's gonna make more than Justice League? Oh, fuck yes! <laughs> Are you serious? That'd be, that'd be funny, yeah, because yeah, cause what, what did Justice League? It was like 90, it was like 90. 96. No, not, no, 94. Yeah. It's opening weekend, so Black Panther's gonna make more than that. But, Good. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually hoping that these numbers are wrong and that it makes more because yeah. I usually usually box office track is not necessarily accurate because it also doesn't with box office tracking it, it it can't uh, calculate like re, re, reviews and rewatches because yeah. I'm like I'm seeing it on Thursday Friday Saturday <laughs> and Sunday sure. I'm seeing it every day op- every day opening weekend <laughs> so I'm hoping that it actually makes like up to like close to 150 opening weekend. Yeah, but either way, like one hundred million is like the good like the threat. Even if it makes under that, it still will be considered a success. But uh, if if a hundred million, if it breaks a hundred million, it'd be considered a massive success. Yeah, but I'm hoping if it, it goes over that, the higher the better. Make it yeah. make make Hollywood unable which, which to would ignore. which would make it the highest grossing origin quote unquote. Even though he was introduced in, in Civil War, but it'd still be origin movie yeah. ever. I just want because right to now be, Wonder Woman is yeah. I, I just wanted to be undeniable to like Hollywood executives that like no, this is something that you need to be like you need to double down on movies like this. Yeah, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it cracks. The, I'm hoping it cracks the opening uh, weekend of uh, BVS because BVS opened at 166. I'm hoping it cracks that. Because <laughs> like the first live action Batman and Superman did not go higher than Black Panther. <laughs> even, even if it cracks it by a million, like it, it opens at like one sixty seven, I'll still be satisfied with that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fucking awesome. So so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Come on, we'll black see. people. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, black people. All of us together, we can do it. <laughs> Let our powers combine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Or like this is like the mental images of black people around the world. Earth, <laughs> wind, cocoa butter. <laughs> that's that's what we got. So fruit or cocoa butter, shea, <laughs> done. Hennessy. <laughs> oh, you racist. KFC. <laughs> By your powers combined. <laughs> We are Niggerville. <laughs> what? <laughs> you went the whole different direction. <laughs> All right. This is where everybody tunes out of this podcast. That's where we're going to get an angry review now. Thank we're gonna, you. Yeah, we're going to get it. Rebel <laughs> Avengers is like, I'm so fucking offended. <laughs> I'm so mad at this guy. <laughs> we'll continue it all with the Black Panther news. Uh, what is his name? 
uh, Nate Moore, who is a producer on the Black Panther movie, they uh, came out and said what they're going to do with uh, Black Panther and the character of Shuri specifically is uh, they're saying that Shuri is going to be in the MCU. She's going to be the smartest person in the world, which uh, means she's going to be smarter than Tony Stark. Nice. So they're making her like the Reed Richards of the Marvel they're making, Universe? They, yeah, they're making her the Reed Richards of the Marvel Universe. Until Reed, until Reed Richards shows up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, um, yeah, can I get my spot back, bro? Come on, we can't have a black woman be the smartest person <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> yeah, you can, only, you can only have that for your one movie. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Well, in his movie, yeah, she's the smartest. In your uh-huh. movies, you're the smartest. But let's, come on, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I think that's, that's dope, though. But yeah, either way, I was gonna say that's cool because it, it even said like, this is the exact quote: "She's the smartest person in the world, smarter than Tony Stark." But she's a 16 year old girl, which we thought was really interesting. Again, black faces in positions of power. I'm spitting a lot. Ugh, let me swallow a little bit. <laughs> Again, black faces in positions of power or positions of technological know-how—that's a rarity. So it's something that's a big part of the film. So that gets me even more excited about because I mean in the comics that's kind of that's accurate. Not in terms of her being the smartest person in the world, but she's smarter than T'Challa. Yeah, and yeah, T'Challa exactly. is like pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we know T'Challa is smarter than Tony, so that you know only makes sense. You think he's smarter than Tony in I this universe? I don't think. Well, I, even in the I don't necessarily I mean I think he's kind of smarter than Tony but I don't think he's like smarter smarter than Tony. like I don't think T'Challa can make an Iron Man suit. Mm. I don't know about that. He you know but he surely he can make the, a nanotech uh, suit. The, the Hulk Buster Panther version or whatever. Yeah, in the but, comics. But we're talking about yeah. in the cinematic universe. Uh okay. Uh, I don't That's know. harder. Yeah, I don't know. Cuz I mean, well uh, we gotta wait till we got we gotta wait till you get we get to his solo movie because I'm like they haven't really teased him being like a super genius on the level of Tony. Yeah, not not yet, not yet. I feel like they're giving that to Shuri, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's his sisters yeah. is back. Oh well, yeah, I mean, they can let it. Or it could be both. Granted, I mean, let Shuri be smarter than him, but he can still let him still be the tech. Let him still be a technological genius. Yeah. Like no, that's we just how smart we she o- is. We can only have one. We can only <laughs> have one. Well, okay. So I, actually, now that now that I think about it, I kind of like that idea. So you could almost say that T'Challa is the Steve Jobs, where uh, Shuri is the Wozniak. Oh, okay. I like that comparison. Yeah, that's dope. I don't know who Wozniak is. <laughs> the, the guy that basically did all the work to make Apple what it is. Oh, yeah, okay. he yeah he was like the the real brains behind a lot of stuff. Like Steve had like the Steve was more of like the upfront man and everything. Wozniak was like a hardcore engineer. Yeah. Well, all right. Then today's episode of Learn Michael something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nate Moore also came out and said that uh, I'll, I'll just read the quote. We've always tried to find room for more faces that look like everybody and not just homogeneous casting. Panther obviously is a big swing that we hope to continue through many sequels and take some of these characters and put them in other franchises because I do think there's a way to cross-pollinate in an interesting way. So basically saying, you know, that obviously with the Black Panther sequels, but also taking 
characters and maybe having spinoffs with the characters or introducing them and or like maybe like Okoye could show up in like a Black Widow movie. But not specifically a Black Widow movie. But I'm just saying like taking some of the characters established in Black Panther and having them show up in other movies. Yeah. So that'd be cool to see them yeah, do that. That would be cool. Like expand the, the Wakanda universe. Yeah. And then not just be isolated to their movies. Mm. Yeah, that would be dope, actually. So, like, having Black Panther show up in the X-Men movies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> once, once X-Men shows up in the MCU. Uh. <laughs> or, like, because uh, I know in the comics there's a mutant. I don't know his name because he's also on one of the X-Men books that's currently going on. But he's, like, he was born and raised in Wakanda, but he's now part of the X-Men team. So, they could also do that. Like, have that, like have a character that's introduced in Wakanda and have him be a mutant and then uh, have that person spin off into one of the X-Men movies. Like Storm, oh, they could do that too. Yeah. Have, but no, I don't want Storm to necessarily be from Wakanda. Oh no, because she has her own yeah. tribe. Like she's a princess from her tribe. I'm still hoping for that uh, post credit scene. Well, it's not going to happen in this movie. <laughs> how about an illusion? How about how about just show me a girl with white hair just pass by? <laughs> they already have one. Uh, Angela Bassett has white hair. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So it's like, hey, you should play Storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what else? Uh, my, more Black Panther news, first three sections. Michael B. Jordan basically came out and was like, because uh, somebody asked him, well, you were already in a superhero movie that sucked. Oh, my God. Which was fantastic for him. So was there, like, any hesitation for you to jump on and do another uh, superhero movie? And so he said, uh, zero hesit." this is exact quote, zero hesitation to do another comic book movie. I guess I brought... I guess I got brought in later in the game because that was the natural process. We and Ryan still talked every day and I still still kind kind of in an unofficial capacity had always been part of it. No hesitation really to do another comic book film. I'm a geek. I love this world and I love being able to play in that fantastic kind of space. I looked at it as another shot to get it right. To do it again because Fantastic Four was trash. That wasn't that wasn't in a quote. But yeah. <laughs> I look I look at it as another shot to do it again, and especially teaming up with the director of photography Rachel Morrison, and again with Ryan. It's a very comfortable space with me. It's the perfect space for me to take another risk like this. So yeah, it was no hesitation on my part. So basically, yeah, he's just like, uh, could I get another shot at this with a better team and a better set of writers to prove that I got the chops? I mean, that's fair. Yeah, kind of like what Chris Evans did, where he was like, yeah, there's no hesitation, because he kind of had a hesitation at first to do Captain America because of Fantastic Four. Yeah. And like Marvel was like, yeah, we have a better universe. Come play mm-hmm. in our real, come play in our real universe. I mean, most of the time it is the, the writing and the direction that makes the actor look worse than they are. So like, of course, give them some chance. Why not? So it'd be cool. Yeah. But everybody, just in case you, you want to know. If you ever get cast as Fantastic Four, just know if you ever get, uh, well, not Fantastic Four, but if you ever play the Human Torch, better things are coming for you on the horizon. <laughs> Chris Evans, Captain America. Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger. All Human Torches get a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all Human Torches' lives matter. Yeah, he's a great actor, so fuck yeah. Did you see Creed yet? No, I have not seen Creed Suck yet. Dick. Oh, go watch Creed. You should. You should say that to a gay guy. <laughs> Tell him again, Joe. Tell him again. Go watch Creed. Like I watched that. Like, oh, I love that movie so much. I still cry over that that one scene at the end. 
Oh, wait, you talking about <gasps> yes. that part? What well, that and when he's talking about, he just wants to. He wants to. You know, he's gonna don't you ruin about, this for me? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about when he talks about why he's doing this. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I also fucking cry. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, I cried too. Shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, get on that. <laughs> you don't have emotions, Michael. I remember. I listened to the podcast. No. I cried <laughs> during The Greatest Showman. <laughs> yeah, that, of all things. What the fuck? <laughs> you're going to cry too, bitch. <laughs> Why are you competing wise just now? You'll flow too, bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to stare at you too. I'm like, is he crying? Is he crying? What is that water coming down your face, Jordan? <laughs> I told you. Now go buy me a drink. We'll see. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, they're saying that uh, Black Widow, you know, because they mentioned that they got a writer and stuff like that, but they're saying uh, if things go through with it, they want the movie to come out in 2020. 2020. So this is after. Which is also the same year Guardians 3 comes out. So that seems a after quick. Avengers 4. Yes, yeah, after Avengers 4, because Avengers 4 is 2019. But that doesn't that doesn't mean the movie takes place after Avengers four. Hmm. It could be a prequel. I'm hoping it's a prequel. I'm hoping so too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not excited about this movie. It's like it's too little, too late. Well, if it's a prequel, I don't think it is. If it's a prequel, you know, that it's even like, still, it's like too little, too like who cares? <laughs> you wouldn't want to see a Budapest with Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah, like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree completely but i also i could if it's good i could see it helping make hawkeye and, and plus i'm like more like loved characters plus i'm like red sparrow's already coming out <laughs> and, oh, that's, that, oh, and that's the, not to say that movie's gonna be good it might not be good but it's like it's the same movie even so even if it's movie even if it's bad like especially if it's bad like if red sparrow comes out and it's bad that's gonna be like and i understand it's a marvel movie it's not the same movie but it's like it's the same type of movie, and then you already got, like, look at this, and it was bad. And then if it comes out of his good, it's like, well, I don't need Black Widow now. <laughs> I got Red yeah. Sparrow. But I don't want to see a whole... I, I wouldn't want to see the Red Sparrow version of Black Widow. I feel like that would be a movie that bored me. But I do want to see how she met Hawkeye and what their relationship was like before the Avengers. But that's assuming Hawkeye is going to be in the movie. If he's not, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, I, that, to me, that's the whole, the, the whole draw, is that. What, uh, Joe, are you excited about our Black Widow movie? Which also, they say if the movie does go into fruition, it'll make Scarlett Johansson the highest paid actress in Hollywood. Whoa. Wow, okay. Like, I, I'll go see it, I guess. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I would have liked to have seen it way back when. It would have been great to, to see it, you know, when when everyone was just, like, loving her character. Like, not to say that her, you know, people are just like, oh, you know, Black Widow is trash or anything like that. But, like, you have so many more characters now in the MCU. It's just kind of like she's faded to the to the background. Like, like she has, Hawkeye now has this thing where he's kind of, like, comedic and stuff. But, like, Black Widow doesn't have as much, like, she's... She she was the token badass character, and now it's like, well, you got this badass over here, and you got this badass over here. Like, I'm more excited about seeing Captain Marvel. So, agreed. Especially now that you got Storm coming to the universe, give me a Storm movie, yeah. bro. Yeah, exactly. Give me a solo Storm movie. 
Give me fucking Monica Rambeau. Ah, I will come so hard in the theater if they, if they say if, if they say a Monica movie is coming. That ain't coming. Dad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck Thank up. Thank you. Finally, someone else is here to fucking check his ass. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm not saying I'm about to end this Skype call. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> but also with with that Marvel Studios, which I'm just like. Yeah, no, that's not happening. They're basically saying that, uh, what the fuck just happened with my phone? Like, the screen just went blank on this news story. Here we go. The but, Illuminati, that's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Marvel's like, don't you dare report this story. <laughs> but they're uh, basically saying that if they do the Black Widow movie, they're looking at it and want it to be bigger than Wonder Woman in terms of box office. Really? Yes. Mm. That no. So the Wonder Woman made a, a total of like 821 million worldwide. So they're pushing for it to be they're pushing for it to be bigger than that. Which I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're talking about Black Widow here. Black Widow, yes. Not Captain Marvel. Black Widow. Nah, son. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's Marvel. Who knows? Like, yeah, it's Marvel, but they, it's like they perform miracles in the past. Maybe they can do it again. I don't but, know. Because yeah, they're they're because they're basically like they're basically saying like Scarlett Johansson has been established pretty much not all ten years, but pretty much through the beginning of our yeah, universe. She's known. She's a household yeah, she's name. Yeah, she's a she, she's a and plus she's Scarlett Johansson. She's not like Gal Gadot, who's an unknown. Yeah. And so plus plus with the backing of the MCU behind it, How they're much saying. Did Lucy that, make? Uh, I don't know how I can look it up. Right if it's now. in the ballpark of Wonder Woman, uh, maybe they can do it. I don't know. I can look it up. Find it? No, not yet. I'm still looking. Look faster. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Lucy made 463.4 million worldwide. And that's off the back of nothing, except Scar Johansson, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe they can but, do it. You throw in Hawkeye, you throw in the MCU, you throw in Shield. A lot of people were excited because... Throw in Nick Fury. A lot of people were excited because they thought... Because everybody back then, when Lucy came out, that was when everybody wanted a Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie. Give us a Black Widow movie. So they thought Lucy was going to be like, it wasn't Black Widow, but this is going to be the movie that we thought it was going to be, and then it wasn't. Yeah, but that's just, and it was a shitty movie. I hated Lucy. I know it was. And it made that much. So, but it's like, but people, I, I don't hear, really hear the noise for give us a Black Widow movie anymore. That's, so, no, but I feel like the general audiences who are gonna, you know, be the ones to push it into that seven hundred thousand, eight hundred, or seven hundred million, eight hundred million range. So, if anything, the I see, that, I see Black Widow making probably that much, which is still great. No, I think it make more than that. You don't think Black Widow make more than four hundred fifty million dollars? I mean, it might crack. It might crack. Or it might do. Do- I think it might do Doctor. It might do Doctor Strange numbers. It might do Doctor Strange numbers. But I don't see it taking overtaking Wonder Woman. I think it depends on who you put in it. If you even tease a Captain America appearance, like if you even <laughs> tease it, <laughs> that shit is gonna make bank. You know what I mean? Mm. And you know if, they, if they're gonna do it right, and I have faith in Disney. Well, yeah, if they have other people in it, maybe. But I'm just saying, just on the soul of Black Widow. No, but that's why I don't think they're gonna make it just a Black Widow origin. It's gotta, it's gotta interweave through the universe for it to like make people excited for it. Yeah, I mean, if like if it's a prequel, and they have like people like Coulson and stuff show up. Like, yeah, even Coulson, that'd be cool. 
That yeah, that a very that I'll be excited. Yeah, yeah. Bring back the return of Colson. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? You think you could break that number? I don't know. Uh, I, I see y'all it sexist. Being Both y'all sexist. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't. Um. I mean, we're like, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, moving on. Set photos have dropped of uh Agent Coulson. I mean not Agent Coulson. <laughs> both Nick Fury, Nick Fury and um Maria Hill on the set of Avengers 4. Mhm. But a lot of people were speculating because uh this cuz I saw a couple articles saying that they were on set for Captain Marvel because there was a po- there was a photo of him without the eye patch and he had two eyes. So they assumed mm. it was Captain Marvel. Well, this article is saying that, no, this is actually for Avengers 4. And the reason for it is because even though he has, like, this is the photo of him without the eye patch. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying even though he has both eyes and they even said, and uh, Nick Fury even said, or Samuel L. Jackson even said, uh, or Captain Marvel, he's going to have both his eyes. But they even pointed out, which I didn't notice, like, even though he has both his eyes, you still see the scar tissue of where his eye was messed up. And then on top of that, it wouldn't make sense for Colby Smulders to be in the 90s because she would be much younger. Mm. But this is her older. Scrolls. <laughs> I mean, maybe. So it, or it could be something with the Infinity Stone. Oh, yeah, maybe it's a parallel universe. Okay, have you seen those other set photos from Infinity War where it's like, it looks like um, like it's back Avenger, uh, Captain America in his Avengers 1 costume and Tony Stark looks like he's got gray hair and Ant-Man's there? Yeah, I saw those photos. Yeah, so maybe maybe some crazy time gym fuckery happens at the end of Avengers three, and things are getting fucked up, and Tony Stark has to pull like an Age of Ultron to fix it. Because uh, Samuel L. Jackson came out and basically said he wasn't going to be in Avengers three, but these set photos indicate he's going to be in Avengers four, and so is uh, Maria Hill. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, I'm curious to see what their role is going to be, and I'm also kind of sad that he's not going to be in Avengers four. I mean, Avengers three. Same. It's like, I mean, you st- like he should be in a ve- every Avengers movie. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just a, like, like, because even Age of Ultron, it was a cameo. Yeah, it's one scene. Just yeah. give, him, give him the scene. Fuck. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see what, especially if, like, they're showing him, like, he still, he has both eyes in one scene. It's like, what is that? <laughs> uh, do you have the Captain Marvel set leak in the news? Yeah. costume? That's going to be next. Oh, okay. Never mind. Motherfucker! <laughs> How dare you tell me I do my job, bitch? <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, so yeah, going on, moving, moving with that. So set photos have leaked of Brie Larson in her Captain Marvel outfit, and the internet is going wild because they either love it, why is it they, green, <laughs> or they hate it because she's green. It's so easy. Be oh, what's that song? It's not easy, it's being, not green. easy being green. Oh, Kermit. Hi, yo. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think about the? I think the costume looks fucking accurate as hell. The green, the green screen, except for the green. But I mean, I've even seen people comparing that to the original Marvel costume, which was green. So maybe that's just like her, her initial colors for the costume, and then she just recolors it to be red when she decides to be Captain Marvel. Um, the only thing that I the little off was just the pants. They look a little saggy. That's or baggy, more like. But I mean, you know, that's just comparing it to the comics where it's like it's everything's skin tight. But if you're like a fighter, I could see 
baggy pants, you know, being more useful for like running and kicking and shit like that. Well, I mean, I saw a theory that said that uh, that the suit was given to her by Marvel, mm-hmm. and so sense. it wasn't necessarily for specifically for her. And that's why it kind of seems like it doesn't really fit. It's a little too bulky. Think so? I said that's the theory. I, I didn't mean, say that's my theory. That's the explanation for why it looks a little bulky on her. And I mean, and plus, you know, the Cree, like his original costume was green. So if his, if he gives her the suit, it would make sense why it's green. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is her first suit, kind of like when Iron Man first started, he had the Mach 1, which is the little big old silver suit, until he eventually got his suit. I agree. I don't, I don't think it's... So, all the people complaining, Why is, where's the red and yellow and all those other... It's like, <laughs> it's the first suit, and then this is a leaked photo. It's not like Marvel put the, like... Because remember, Marvel put out the concept art of what they want her to look like. Yeah. So it's like you know that suit is coming. So it's like calm the fuck down. Uh, when people complaining about so, it. So what, what what side are you on with the whole argument that it's like a CGI thing? I don't think so. Well, it doesn't look like I said. May I, I'm the one that threw that. I because po- I posted that on yours. So I was like maybe like the fact that it was that it's green. I was like maybe they're they're, they're going to add the colors in, and it's like that's a green screen. Like in terms, but I was like it I don't know. Weather it, though, it doesn't it, look like it's like just straight green color. For like CGI to be on it. That's what I was saying. I don't know. And my we don't know because, uh, like I said, this photo is taken out of context. It's a leaked photo because, like, she's not even on set. Set like she's like it's like she's walking by a car or whatever. I, I saw a clip though that's, that's taken from a like a short video, and it looks like it almost looks like something that'd be a, a post credit scene, maybe because the thing where she's looking through like a newspaper almost it looks like she's like looking through a map, and she's like looking around town as if like she doesn't know where she is. So maybe like she is coming back from the past. And then somebody walks up to her and like, you know, it's just, you know, you know, typical superhero shit. Some dick walks up to her and is like, hey, what the fuck? Are you? Like, you can't hear what he's saying, but it looks like he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? And then she throws away the newspaper or the map or whatever and then grabs him by one hand and then he falls to his knees like in pain. So I don't know what that, like maybe he, she shocks him or something with her powers, but. I don't know. But either way, I'm. I'm 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 excited about the movie for the movie. See what they do. Yeah, with I'm excited it. too. It, it, she looks accurate and, as fuck. And I'm just like, I'm still not a fan of Captain Marvel. So the, yeah. the, the character, especially after Civil War too. So yeah, mm. I'm hoping. I'm curious to see what they do with her in the movie to make her more likable. Likable. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Because yeah, I yeah. would like to like the first major female superhero in Marvel, <laughs> especially with the names. Like you have to nail this character. Her name is Captain. Marvel, <laughs> like that is your whole company name, right? Yeah, there. that's your whole brand. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, she's an Oscar winner. So. Well, that was like the first like flop with Marvel. <laughs> like, it was like the first horrible movie. Oh, uh, that's yeah. that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, y'all gonna sit back like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I as, like me now. I mean, at some point, Marvel's gonna have a flop because I mean, nothing stays consistent or perfect forever. I mean, granted, technically they they have already within humans. No, we mean like a major, a, a cinematic flop. But yeah, I mean, at some point it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, even then, like, even the movies that didn't necessarily, because they didn't necessarily flop at the box office, but like like Thor The Dark World or Iron Man 2, like, they weren't necessarily hit, a hit with critics. And, they're also not misses. And even, and all, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not misses. That's why I say in terms of box office, yeah. they're not necessarily flops. Mm. But I mean, like I said, at some point it's going to come. So we'll see. Let's just hope we'll that day is very far off. Yeah, I don't want it to come now. <laughs> don't don't come yet. Don't come yet. 
Well, also uh, more Marvel news. This is this is Marvel comic book news, but uh, Marvel has updated their timeline in the comics. Okay, and uh, they said because essentially the way it works in Marvel is because you know with the Fantastic Four being the first family, kind of like with uh, in comics with the DC with like when Superman shows up, that's when everybody else shows up yeah. in terms of like the timeline. So. They're saying, like, to establish, like, when the Marvel Universe started in terms of in the comics, it's been 17 years since the Fantastic Four first showed up because they, they established in the comics that uh, the Fantastic Four and uh, Victor Von Doom, they were still in college in 1998. So all the shit in the, Marvel, in the Marvel Universe has only been 17 years? Only been years? 17 years. Fuck so out of here. They first, <laughs> they, they first, they first got their powers and became the Fantastic Four in two thousand and one. <laughs> what kind of revisionist history is this? <laughs> they so went to a that lot ma- of costume parties and stuff with those outfits. <laughs> yeah, so that basically means, uh, like Spider Man was only Spider- he's only been Spider Man for seventeen years, so he- that would put him in his like mid to mid to early thirties, like early thirties. So. That, that's how the, that's yeah hold on what does it say so yeah the original the original x-men would all be have had a 17 year run as the x-men which will which will help make it bullshit make, which will help make it make sense with all the revolving teams and all this other stuff uh, uh, enough sense yeah. spider-man's life every that means every other day some bullshit was happening peter parker like every <laughs> other day some catastrophic in his life happened yeah every, every day <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a there's some shit happening every day. Mm, but I would have yeah. quit too. <laughs> but, it also, no but it also kind of bring it also kind of brings it to question like so if you're doing that now because also they updated the Punisher where because originally he was a Vietnam War vet. Yeah. Not the saying he's like a vet from like Iraq and Afghanistan and all that other stuff. Yeah. Or uh, not uh, what was the war that Bill Clinton had? I think the Cold War. So he was a vet of that. But then it also brings into question of like so now is Magneto no longer. Uh, part oh, of the Holocaust, Holocaust survivor, yeah, yeah, because that would make no, him, that like would make that. him, that would make him hella old. It's true, unless and he, he looked younger and younger every comic. Yeah, you every see comic him, he comes, he's like younger and younger. <laughs> it's like, yo, what mutant power you got? Sexiness, so like, like, the so, fuck? It's, so it's like, how do you explain that? Well, basically, uh, the way because they explained it in the Ultimates comic, Galactus explained it. He said, uh. It says Galactus. Galactus. Why can't I say his name? Galactics? Gala- <laughs> Galactus na- explains that now hurdles forward from the past to the future through a stream of events. Now hurdles forward and uh, hurdles forward from the past to the future through a stream of events. Those events have varying weights, some heavy and some light. Some events have a quote unique gravity being dragged along by the present, as if gravity somehow caught up with itself and somehow always being quote just a handful of years behind those events are the events in the lives of the marvel superheroes somehow no matter how many decades these characters have existed their entire careers if not their entire lifespans can be condensed into a relative handful of years galactus in the ultimate universe said this yes fuck when was this not no, I'm talking about the Ultimates comics. Oh, the Ultimates, the comics. one that's currently going on now with Black, with Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, Miss oh, America. That's dope. Because Galactus is no longer the devourer of worlds now; he's now the Life Bringer. Because they they made him that right. They made him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So he basically explained, which I'm like, I don't get this explanation, but okay. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds Literally real trippy. Timey wimey. Yeah, basically. Science, 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 science. So yeah, 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened 10 plus years ago. But for these characters, 9-11 happened last week. Last <laughs> week. So yeah, so that's that's basically them explaining that. Marvel Universe happened. It was only been, it's, it's only been 17 years. Okay. I mean, whatever. I'll, I'll buy it. Comics. Gotcha. I'm like, okay, whatever. That means but, that the Clone Saga was like one really bad day for Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It, the Clone Saga was only like 12 hours. <laughs> so, moving on. Since you're talking about uh, you got your movie pass. Uh, movie, and, and also me talking about how the fuck are they making money? Yeah. Well, MoviePass is uh, strong-arming AMC, basically, and uh, they've withdrawn their uh, MoviePass business what? from a couple of AMC theaters nationwide. Uh, does that, does that apply to us here? No, it's not, not, not Jersey. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm wait, like, I just bought this shit. What about Delaware? What about Delaware? Uh, Delaware, no. Okay. Woo! But, uh... The the AMC Empire in Times Square doesn't work. Really? Yeah. It's like uh, the best theater in New York. Uh there's one there's a couple in Boston. There's one in Boston that it doesn't work at. Uh the Arc Light in Los Angeles doesn't work. Wow. Why why these specific ones? Because they're popular? Yeah, because they cause they cause they're like twenty three plus dollars per for one ticket. Yeah. So the Empire in like the AMC Empire in New York is like the like the best theater in all of New York City. Yeah, so they they've they've withdrawn their uh uh thing as, as a show of force to try to work out a deal with, and it's only it's only the AMC theaters. It's only the AMC theaters. It's not like Regal or anything like that. Which Movie Pass huh. works at those, or Movie Pass works at like the Bowtie Theater in South Orange. Yeah. So it's just it's just AMC. So for whatever reason, they got they don't like AMC for some reason. Are they so, the biggest? AMC? I, I, I guess so. I think AMC is probably the biggest chain. Hmm. Okay. So to try to force them, uh, force them a deal to try to make, because I guess they're like, we need to figure out a way to make money. We need to figure out a way to make money. Yeah. Let's hit AMC. So, and AMC is like, no, because AMC doesn't really like MoviePass. Well, uh, yeah, because I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> it can't be good for business. Yeah, like even if like, because like, I'm an AMC Stubbs member. Yeah. So like I can't use my Stubbs reward, rewards stuff. If I use my movie pass, I have to pick. Like, if I'm gonna go, isn't it because AMC gonna, wanted to make their own version of of movie pass, but they didn't? I, I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure oh, why. Okay. So, like, if I if I try to buy a ticket from AMC and I try to use my stubs, like, like I even heard like they're in some theaters, like their employees going like, no, if we catch you using, you're trying to use your stubs award with your movie pass, we're gonna take your stubs and like cut your card. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? But yeah, they're, so they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to force AMC into a deal. So they're like, you know what? Because Movie Pass has been, it's gotten more people because movie because because theater tickets has been declining. Yeah. And so Movie Pass has got have gotten more people to go to the theater. So now that they have, especially the indie movies. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned that before. So now that they have like five million because they they I think they have five to six million members now. Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. So now that they have this clout. They're gonna like, no, you need to give us, you need to give us some money or give us a percentage. I don't know exactly what they want from AMC, but they they could be like. Yo, them concession, them concession prices, bro. Nah. They look a little good. You want to get those without us, so you need to probably give us like a good five percent of those concession prices. Yeah, the thing people with movie passes get that they have more incentive to buy concessions because not spending all that money in the tickets. 
Yeah. And, and I think it does help things that are small, small movies. But it also like, hurt because movie theaters make most of their money from concessions. Yeah, so they should be happy about that. Um, but the the regular movie going audience, I feel like, only would go to see typically the big blockbusters, and like they choose the movies they want to see sparingly. So I guess it could also see movie passes really helping those smaller movies because people could then like you know try it out, and people that have movie passes might try it, might you know give it a good word of mouth, and people that don't have movie passes might go see that smaller movie that they wouldn't have seen in the first place if they didn't get a recommendation from somebody who hadn't seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that helps. But at the same time, it's still kind of like you guys are the ones. It's not like MoviePass and AMC set up a deal where it's like, well, you help us out. We help you out. MoviePass is like, no, we're doing our thing. And now that we're doing our thing, and we're going we're gonna to strong arm you to go, yeah, now that we're doing this, now you need to do the, Now you need to uh, give us your, your concession take because we're helping you out. It's like, but I didn't ask for your help. <laughs> <laughs> no, you dying. You need this. <laughs> But uh, what else? Uh, more movie news. New Mutant director Josh Boone. Because I remember I was I was saying, are they going to have this movie be rated R or is it going to still be PG thirteen? But he it came better out, be R. But he no, he came out and said this movie is probably the hardest PG thirteen ever made. I mean, we've pushed it. The <laughs> horror it. is pr- the horror is pretty dark, but there's also an emotional core too. If I can scare you and make you cry. That's the goal. And he also goes on to say, there are no costumes. That alone makes it different. They can't be in with, they can't be in with the other kids at the X mansion. They're too fucked up. They've all, they've all killed people, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Hmm. So, so that quote kind of makes me curious about the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. They kill people. Whether intentionally or unintentionally. So there are some people in there that probably kill people intentionally intentionally and there are some people probably in there that accidentally kill people i really hope that 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 rating is not holding the movie back because that sounds like something ripe for rated r but they feel like they're just not doing it because they can make more sales well yeah more more they could get they more butts and seats more wider audience yeah by not making it rated r only time will tell so it's like deadpool and logan prove that you can do rated a rated r comic book movie and then make a shit ton of money yeah like even and regardless of like <laughs> Like, you got little kids say it going and like, Deadpool was amazing. And you're just like, no, you should have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, facts. So, I don't know. Are you excited about New Mutants? So? I wasn't I wasn't at first because at first the idea of the whole horror movie thing didn't really sit that well with me because I just wanted a good, I just wanted like a good ex-family movie. But I've I've warmed up to it. So, I'm excited to, you know. To see what they're gonna do with it, so hopefully, hopefully, especially the whole thing that the demon bear is gonna be a part of it. Um, you know, I think it'll be good as long as I don't know. Yeah, the, it would be better as an R. It definitely would be better as R. PG thirteen doesn't mean the same as it do, as it did like back in like the eighties and stuff. You could be PG thirteen and get away with a lot of stuff in the eighties. Yeah, 80s. you can. True. It's just mostly like nowadays, a lot of the PG thirteen like things is is it's about the blood. Like you're not showing like if you're not showing a lot of blood, then it's it could still be PG thirteen, or you don't drop a lot of f bombs and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't need a PG. So, I mean, I guess you can get away with that in that aspect. You don't need an R for good horror, but it helps. Like it you does. wouldn't have that shocking scene at the beginning of it, which I think 
really set the tone for that entire movie if it wasn't rated R. So, I mean, you know, you go either way. I agree. Uh, moving on. Henry Cavill is rumored to make his next appearance as Superman mm. in... Static Shock, the movie. No. Uh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> in Shazam. No, nope. No, thank you. Yeah, he said no, thank you. <laughs> which, which will basically be in line of that uh, Shazam cartoon. I don't know what it was called. The animated movie? The animated movie with Shazam. It was good. Did you see yeah, it? it was good. I enjoyed that movie. Did you see that movie, Joe? Maybe I don't remember. It was a uh, Black Adam. Really, so. Black Adam was in it, and he fought Superman. And Shazam got his powers, and he helped. Oh, okay, yeah, actually, I, I think I did see that. Yeah, I mean that was good. But yeah, it says citing an unnamed trusted source from Revenge of the Fan reports that Cavill's Man of Steel will make an appearance in Warner Brothers Shazam, targeted for release in April 2019. Although a Man of Steel sequel is in the works and Dwayne Johnson apparently wants Cavill to appear in Black Adam, both projects are still a ways off and studio executives don't want to keep Superman out of action for that long. Partic- <laughs> but no Man of Steel 2! <laughs> Part- particularly given his the response of his return in Justice League. What response? Look at his lip! <laughs> but, no, but ultimately people were like, that's the Superman I wanted. Kinda. <laughs> Yeah, minus the lip part, but uh, but regardless, but but minus yeah, minus the lip part. People are just like, that's the Superman I always wanted. So because of that, they're like, we need we need to find a movie to put him in. Let's put him in Shazam. Like I like the idea of that because I like the let's idea- not do Man of Steel too, but let's put him in Shazam. Exactly. I like the idea of that because I like the idea of a young Billy Batson being inspired by Superman. I, I also like the theory that the kids that are interviewing him for that podcast and being in Justice League. Was Billy Batson and his friend? But it's kind of weird, though, because if you're going to, like, if you're putting Superman in this movie, who is he going to fight? Because Black Adam's not going to be in that's, the movie. But that's my next thing. It's that, that scientist guy. I forgot his name. Uh, fuck. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the scientist. It's, it's some Sh- scientist. Shivani. Shivani. Shivani, yes. Yeah. It's like. But it's like, you got. You I got already Black, see you DC. Got, you got Shazam and Superman teaming up to take out a regular scientist. A scientist? Yeah, like. Unless you're fighting a robot yeah, or a that's, monster. That's a little overkill. <laughs> why not Black Adam? Like, why would you why would you leave The Rock off the table? Yeah, like they've announced The Rock was black playing Black Adam years ago. Before they even announced Shazam. Yeah. So it's like now that you're doing a Shazam movie, why not have like that? Like, it not makes no you, sense. If you saw a trailer with Shazam, I don't care about Zachary, whatever. Um Dwayne Johnson and Superman in the same movie, would you not be sold instantly? I would be. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, why Why are you holding that card for a solo Black Adam yeah, movie? Yeah, why, why, yeah, it doesn't DCEU make sense. DCEU problems, that's it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to have Black Adam and then he not be in a Shazam movie and then you're just waiting to have him be in a solo Black Adam movie. It's like, why? Like they did that to entice maybe The Rock into being in the role. Oh, true. Like, Give him his own movie. But yeah, entice him by saying, yeah, you're going to get your own movie, but at least have him, uh, like, you're going to appear in Captain, you're going to appear in Shazam first, you know what's and better? then you get your own movie. You know what's better Kinda than Kind of like Black Panther got in, introduced in Civil War, and now he's getting his own movie. That's true. But we want even better enticement? Um, why not just make him fucking the title character? Make him Shazam. Because as we've seen Jumanji, he is great at playing kids in adult bodies. Like, he would have been an amazing Yeah, Shazam. but The Rock is black and half Samoan. Can't have that. 
He yeah. is so light skinned. If that dude put on a smile, he looks just like Captain Marvel in the comics. No, his skin doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Damn does, you, racist Michael. And, and he doesn't. He doesn't have hair. Oh yeah, I guess not. Who cares? Black Adam has hair. <laughs> like, so, not accurate there either. Whatever. He could be. He could be black. Well, bald well, Adam. Black Adam. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Just like when I cosplayed as Jean Grey Phoenix, people called me Dark Phoenix because I'm brown. Uh, Even yeah. though I wasn't Dark Phoenix, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not Dark Phoenix. That's, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's kind of racist. <laughs> they were like, oh, that's a cool take on Dark Phoenix. I'm like, I'm not Dark Phoenix. Do they I'm emphasize the dark? Like, yeah, they're I like, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm regular Phoenix, bro. Don't you see the green and yellow costume? No, I see that dark face. (laughs) (laughs) With Phoenix, whose power is resurrection, Mm -hmm. guess who's getting resurrected in the comic book universe, even though he said he's retiring. Wait, someone died and is coming back from retirement? I don't know. What? Ha- Hans, no, Hans Zimmer basically said he, he was done with superhero movies. Oh, right. Oh, wasn't it BVS that crushed his soul? Yeah. And then he said no more? He said no more. Wow. So he said, I'm done with superhero movies, but he's coming back. For? Guess. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. It's a movie, you w- it's a superhero movie you wouldn't expect for him to come back for. And funny enough, I hinted at it with what I just said. Oh, man, oh the, lost. the Dark Phoenix movie. There you go. Are you fucking really expert? Yeah, I just said I pretty much, I pretty much laid it out on the line. Oh my god, it's gonna be the best sounding piece of trash movie. <laughs> that's what I said. On, that's what I said on Facebook. I was like, so that just means I need to see this movie with my eyes closed. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, at least that makes me think that when she does go dark phoenix it's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna sound, sound amazing it's <laughs> gonna sound so epic <laughs> but the movie's just gonna be so bad well no i, love it. I it's mean possible. the movie the movie could possibly be awesome but also it just doesn't have a lot of things on it because i mean well, a is x-men movie. it's coming off apocalypse it's, it's coming off of apocalypse it's still the brian singer verse yeah and then simon kinberg has never directed a movie before Oh God! This will be his. Granted, he's written all the. He's written the X Men movie. He's been with the X Men franchise pretty much since the beginning, but he's never directed one. So that's a. It's it's different to write and direct than to direct a movie. Tell that to fucking um, DC with their Spider Man Homecoming director writers. (laughs) So it's like I don't get it. Would be some shit though. This is like this is like their their swan song for the X Men universe because like assuming it does go back to Marvel after this, this is it. Wouldn't yeah, be so it. funny with their back against the wall? They pull out like the like, uh, like a layup shot, and it's like the most amazing X Men movie so far. Like, what if it's better than Days of Future Past? Like, wouldn't it be some I shit? Mean, it might be, but at the end of the day, it's like I don't care. Like, I don't care about New Mutants. I don't care about. I care about New Mutants more than I care about um, no. Dark Phoenix, to be honest. But no, I mean, I care about New Mutants in terms of what it could potentially bring. But the fact that, in terms of like, it's just going to be a one and done because eventually, like. Once this movie, like, they can't go into production for another movie because yeah. by then, the if the merger goes through and like Congress or whatever doesn't stop it, like Disney and Fox are going to be merged, so they can't they can't go into production of another one because mm-hmm. they're going to reboot the X Men universe. So it's like these movies. I'm like, I don't care. Aside from Deadpool, because because Bob Iger came out and said we're keeping it. That's the one we're keeping. Yeah. So it's like I don't care. I, don't I care a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Kanye. Michael does not care about X Men. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Fox X Men. 
But in this, we're moving on to the section of hashtag gay Ming in color. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the theme song? (laughs) That's the prize is right. (laughs) Okay. The theme song is, let me see. I need something that's super gay. <laughs> super gay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll come back. Obviously, you're not gay enough. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I, got, I got a song. I will I will tell you the name so you can look it up afterwards. <laughs> Let me see. Michael sucks dick. Gaming cover. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a little, a little racy for a theme song, Michael. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm thinking of the children. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Xander. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, they finally came out with a release date of, uh, well, this isn't official, but according to a Swedish retailer, okay. they've announced that the release date for Spider-Man, uh, the Insomniac version of Spider-Man Ooh. for PS4. Yeah. Is September twenty eighth, damn, two thousand eighteen. Which I'm like, hey, that's a day after my birthday. So, uh, yeah, somebody, guys, if you're listening, if you want to know what I want for my birthday, <laughs> that's it. Somebody send me that Spider Man. Turn it. I keep wanting to say turn, turn into dark. dark. I keep <laughs> wanting to say play. turn into dark. I know, <laughs> but that's Spider Man Insomniac game for my birthday, September twenty seventh. That's farther than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I thought it was gonna come out like in the summer or something like that. Yeah. That's fine. It gives me time to get a PS4, so. Same. <laughs> Y'all are trash. Uh, I made yeah, a problem and jumped to the Xbox only coming out. It's only coming out for PS4, so all you Xbox people are trash. You suck. I hate my Look, the person I'm looking at me, right now. So. <laughs> What'd you say? I said mine was given to me. It was a, it was a Christmas <laughs> gift. So. Whatever. Well, the person that gave it to you is trash because <laughs> they gave you an Xbox instead of a PlayStation. That's consolist. <laughs> Whatever, I'll take that. I'll be I'll be consolist. But also with that, they uh, announced the release date and a new trailer for the God of War game. That's also only coming out for PlayStation Four. But that God of War can't get a game. That God of War, I can't. I, I, yeah, yeah, looking at I, that trailer, I came when I watched that trailer. That's where you go. But that God of War game is kept coming out on April twentieth, twenty eighteen. What do you think about the trailer? fucking loved it which that's your first time you did, did you even know a new god of war game was coming i out? knew a new god of war game was coming out but honestly it was not on my radar because like what was the last game that came you don't out have after? a playstation because you suck well not even that it was uh after god of war 3 i felt like the series was done so they came out with that other one uh what was it called god of war chains of olympus was that it um, i don't it was some prequel or some shit but it just felt like a like a like a me too god of war game that didn't feel necessary like after God of War three, in my mind, I'm like, he killed all the gods, and it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. But where the fuck do you go after that? Did you just say a Me Too God of War game? Yeah, Me Too God of War game. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, like it's just a, it's like a filler game. Like you know those PSP games? I'm thinking you're talking about like the Me Too movement. I'm like, what does that have to do with God of War? What? <laughs> no, I don't mean hashtag Me Too God. I'm of like, War. what does that have to do with God of War? Oh, Kratos touched me, and I just gotta, <laughs> gotta be honest. <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused right now. But this this trailer completely sold me because not only I guess he's he's jumping into the old, world, old man Logan of God of War. Basically, yeah. you know, he's jumping into the another uh, pantheon of gods. So he's going to Norse mythology to fuck them uh, up too. He's gonna take out Thor. Yeah, basically, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. <laughs> but um, I I think that's the logical progression for the story. 
I can't believe I'm saying that for God of War, but like, once you go to the ridiculous heights of killing gods and just like destroying the entire world with an apocalypse that, you know, for his vengeance could not be satisfied, like, where do you go? And I think fast forwarding to his, like, him being older and having yeah, a, a I new wonder, son. I'm wondering what's going to be the thing that gets him into, gets him back into it. Cause it looks like with him being older, he probably hasn't, kind of like on almost like a Black Lightning thing where it's like he's retired, he's mm-hmm. done. Yeah, he settled down. He's got a new. He's got a kid now, and I guess a new wife. And she died. Is that yeah, what the purpose? She died because they showed him burying. There's no happiness for Kratos, man. It's some I mean, bad he still shit. has his, he still has his son, and his son is going to be a sidekick. Yeah, but he. I don't. It looks like some shit in the story is going to happen where that son is either going to turn evil or get fucked up because of like. Well, not because based on the gameplay, like the son is fighting with him. Yeah, but in the in the trailer they talk about how he's like being torn apart by whatever because. He's being that's, a, that's what I was saying. Like, I wonder what it is that's going to get. It may maybe something that like, something's happening to his son, mm-hmm. and that's what gets him back into it. But yeah, I think he's, he nailed it with the Lo- Logan comparison. It's he's chosen I, as the new god of destruction, and now uh, uh, he's Topo. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania form. <laughs> Come on, brother. The son is Topo. <laughs> but I mean, it looks like it's going to be an emotional gut punch, and that's like I think that's the only place you can go after you, after you do all the spectacle ridiculousness. I think the only thing you can do is kind of anchor it with emotion, and I, and I I'm really interested in where this. Yeah, this it's story definitely is. this. It's definitely the way, especially with the way the graphics looks and everything like that. Like it definitely looks like instead of, and of course they're still going to do it because it's a video game, but it's like they're 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 tamp- toning down less on the action and the the, the graphic violence and all the other stuff. It's just the sure the sheer enjoyment of you know playing the game and taking out these gods and making it more story based yeah and having an actual st- where yeah the other god of war games had a storyline but not really it was really just about vengeance is everything yeah that's pretty <laughs> much kill it. everything but this one seems like you know what like, happens after the vengeance <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, or, like, that's legitimately what it's like like, it's like most games like every so often there's gonna be cutscenes and like a tomb raider type of game it reminds me of the last of us but with god of war yeah but basically they're taking that approach yeah i, I think that's a, that's dope I'm, I'm so fucking game for this yeah i'm april 20th i'm ready yeah what about you joe it looks pretty good uh i i haven't really played the other games i've had friends who played them i've watched friends play them but the story the story that they showed in the trailer just makes you want to jump in and and see what's going to happen like obviously like they said there's something going on with the sun where you know the sun doesn't really know i don't think the sun really knows who his dad is like yeah, he really understands it so i'm interested in seeing like what develops from there like you know obviously you know i'm trying to think of what it's close to it's almost like uh jonathan kent coming to understand that he's not just a regular little kid or whatever. His daddy too is a god. <laughs> and you're talking about the, the Superboy Jonathan Kent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're looking at me. I'm like, you got something else to say? No, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> next story. Uh, Steven Spielberg has announced that the next movie that he's going to be working on is uh, well, no, I yeah, I don't I don't know. I just went blank for a second. But yeah. The next, what? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the next movie he's going to be working on is going to be uh Indiana Jones 5. Oh, hooray. Oh Again. god, no. No more. Is it with, a Shia come back? with Harrison Ford. Of course. No, sh- sh- doesn't say no. Shia isn't coming back. 
Unless this is a story about him passing the mantle to untitled, somebody. Untitled Indiana Jones project. He's too old, man. Yeah, he's definitely. He's too old. He's definitely too old. It's like how Rocky outaged the Rocky franchise. He's outaged the Indiana Jones franchise. He's got to pass that mantle. Well, if it's not yeah, about that, I don't give a fuck. He found a good way of using Rocky, you know, in the Creed yeah. movies. So. Yeah, because for he's selling, he's about to, he's turning seventy seven this year. But Rocky's like a mentor in the Rocky movies now. Yeah, and that's that's what Indiana Jones needs to become. I feel like they were trying to do that in the last one with I, Shia LaBeouf. Like I have a feel, yeah, but that movie didn't go. To, yeah, I, it was terrible. I have a feeling they're gonna redo like, I, and great. This is me speaking because I with no knowledge of Indiana because I've never seen a single Indiana Jones movie. What How? the fuck? How? What the? Fu- Which you already know what I'm about to say. Shit, Michael hasn't seen. <laughs> well, no, I have. It you on, have the Blu-ray. I have them on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, I'm so. I'm, all oh, I all four movies. <laughs> uh, Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I have a feeling that uh, kind of like what they're doing with Halloween, like they're bringing Halloween back, but they're saying, oh, all those other movies besides Halloween two, they're not in the canon anymore. I have a feeling they're probably gonna do that with four. Like four wasn't four wasn't four isn't canon. I hope so. <laughs> So it's just one, two, and three, and then five is going to be, you know, the next one. So they're probably going to redo four in the sense that he's going to pass the mantle on to this new person. That's what I'm thinking. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. But also, uh, he also said the next movie he's doing after that is that they're doing another West Side Story movie, which I'm like, why? Eh? I'm like, why? Crazy. Cool. I'm like, okay, whatever. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Indiana Jones 5. Look forward to that. No, I won't. But they're gonna happen anyway, so <laughs> that's why I said I said very tepidly. <laughs> but uh Scott Snyder, who's currently writing Batman uh Dark Metal, he announced what his next project is after that. And he's going to be doing the Justice League comics. Oh, cool. Which is I'm cool. Good with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Yeah. But that kind of makes me go, Oh, y'all doing y'all doing Christopher Priest dirty. Because he's doing Justice League right now. But, I mean, Scott Snyder is the bigger writer. Yeah, I haven't read either of those comic lines lately, so... I, no, I haven't, I haven't either. But, yeah, he's, he's moving on. He's going he's gonna to be writing the Justice League comic. That, so that kind of gets me more excited to read Justice League. Because, I haven't, I haven't, like I said, I haven't been reading Justice League. So. Me either. So, cool. Yeah. Cool with that. For you comic book people that are more into it. That wants to talk about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Scott Snyder's reading Justice League or doing Justice League. But um, in terms of Hollywood rebooting everything, because I talked about Halloween coming back, Indiana Jones is coming back. Yep. Well, there's stuff that's coming back that just won't die in the TV universe. Mm-hmm. They talked about it before, and it was going to take place in the 70s, but, but then that died. But now it's coming back. CW has announced that they have ordered a pilot for Charmed. What? Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yes. Is it a reboot? Charmed is getting a reboot. Mm -hmm. CW has ordered a a pilot. What? And it's not going to take place in the 70s like the original because CBS was was, uh, having writers write it and they wanted it to take place in the 70s. It, It being a reboot, of the Charmed show, not has anything, nothing to do with the original show, but they wanted it to take place in the seventies this time, as opposed to it taking place in modern times. But with this pilot that they ordered, they wanted to know they wanted it to take place in modern day. 
I'm, I'm way more interested in that than the 70s version of Charm. Yeah, me too. I'm not even interested in this version of Charm, but if anything, it's better than 70s. <laughs> but the quote that they had, which kind of, it makes me go, borrow? So this is what uh, the network, they didn't say who at the network, but the network is basically saying, this incarnation of Charm is going to be fierce. It's going to be a fierce, funny, and feminist reboot of the original series, and it centers on three sisters in a college town who discover they are witches. Between vanquishing supernatural, between vanquishing, why can't I say this word? Vanquishing. Between vanquishing <laughs> supernatural demons, tearing down the patriarchy. No. <laughs> and they keep reinforcing these things. And maintaining familial bonds. A witch's work is never done. But I'm just like taking out the patriarchy. I'm, but but part of me is like I don't like why they emphasize a feminist take on charm. I'm like yeah. the show was about three sisters, older women, the most powerful witches in the world. Wasn't the show like and and it dealt with their lives, like their lives with going through work, their lives were dealing with the men they deal they had, they had children. Yeah. I'm like that show, like wasn't that show feminist in and of itself? No nah, man, it's telling the generation you gotta hammer it home in the description. Yeah, and then that Jesus. fact, like the description is like, and taking down the patriarchy. I'm just like, what? That is some shit. Gert was saying runaways. Like, yeah, and she would. would. Like, they would mock that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I'm just like, okay. But I'm like, only thing that would get me more. The only thing that would get me a little bit more excited about them rebooting Charm is if they changed the the Hollowell sisters and reimagine them as women of color. Either black, Ooh, either black nice. women, Asian women, Hispanic women. Have they said what they're going to be? No, they haven't. That's why I was like, that's the only thing that would get me more you know excited about. White. You know they are. You of know course they, it. Yeah, of course they're going to be white women. But I'm like, that's the only uh, thing that get me excited about them redoing Charm. Because we can be progressive. Not too progressive. Yeah, not, we're going to be progressive and make it a feminist show. But I'm like, I don't get it. But okay. But we can't, we can't, can't, black women, what? Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 calm down. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking too far outside the box. But yeah, Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper, she uh, came out and she's not a fan. Really? Of them rebooting. She said, here's the thing. Until you ask us to rewrite it like executive producer Brad Kern did weekly, don't even think of capitalizing on our hard work. Does she... Help make the, the show. show the, she said this show belongs to the four of us. Talking about uh, her other co-stars, which includes uh, Shannon Doherty, who left the show. And it said, our vast amount of writers, it, the, the show belongs to the four of us, our vast amount of writers, crew, crews, and predominantly the fans. And uh, also, she said... But you better uh, show before you not get a cameo. <laughs> she, she, and she said about... She, she continued. She said, you will not fool them. Talking about the, the fans. You will not fool that fool them by owning a title and stamp. So buy. And then on top of... Uh, she's salty as yeah, fuck. And then on top of uh, them commenting, saying it's going to be a feminist take on the show. She said, I think... I, it looks like... We, I guess we forgot to do that. Shame on us. Uh, yo, she's so salty. <laughs> and I mean, no. I get what... And I'm like, I get where she's coming from, but at the end of the day, you were just an actress on the show. Yeah, she's taking like, like mad ownership about it. Like eventually, like by like season five, I believe she she became an executive producer, and she had more input 
by her and her and Alyssa Milano by season five, they had more input on the show. And I'm like pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure throughout the, throughout the show's run, they, they, she's probably given more input in the show, but she doesn't own the character. Mm. So like, I get where she's coming from, but it's like, you don't own the character. So no, no but I mean, that's kind of like they're, them throwing out the, and it's going to be like feminist. That's, that's a backhanded slap. I've ever heard. Yeah, too. That's why I, I said I get where she's just... coming from, but she's coming from at the angle where it's like, no, I don't want you guys to redo. It. I don't. I don't get you. I don't want you guys to redo this show at all. Because she even said, because there was another quote that she even said. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I read it. She was like, she basically was like, it's kind of funny that they're rebooting Charm, but this is coming from the same network that canceled our show in the first place. Yeah, I saw that. Just so. Yeah, she's very salty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get where she's coming don't from. Don't reboot my shit. <laughs> yeah, don't reboot my shit. They're well, bringing okay. back. They're bringing back. They're bringing back all these other shows. And bring back Charm and recast us. <laughs> and that's Michael, what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like she wants. Michael, what if all of a sudden you heard CW is bringing back Buffy? No. Cause they, oh, I mean, they, they tried, no. they tried to do that. Like they were, there was talk about. They said Fox is looking to bring. They said Fox is looking to bring back Buffy, but Joss Whedon and and, and would not be involved. And I said, no, fuck you. Exactly. Oh, you same thing here. She's just like y'all gonna. But there's a difference know. though. But there's a difference. But there's a difference though because because like if they brought back Buffy. And as, and like say Sarah Michelle Geller isn't playing Buffy, but like Joss Whedon is involved with that, I'll be more apt to accept that because Joss Whedon was the creator of Buffy. He was the one that came out with the idea. Like is his Buffy is his baby, where as opposed to Holly Marie Combs, they created Charmed and they just happened to cast her. But Charmed wasn't created by Holly Marie Combs. Like it ended up being her baby throughout the show because she got she ended up having more input, but it wasn't her idea. She didn't come up with the Hollowell. She didn't come up with the idea of charm. It's different from them to say, oh, they're redoing Buffy, but Joss Whedon isn't involved. No, so I that's, that's that, the difference. Just, but it's nice to see someone from a show that's just like, look, I just want to stick up for what it was and everything. I got to respect it. There's some, you know, it'd be that's nice. What to said, like, that's why I said, like, I get where she's dudes. coming from. I get where she's coming from. But that, that at the end of the day, it's not her show. Yeah. So that's like if, if they if they're redoing the show and they said like Constance Burge is the one that came up with charm. They're saying, oh, we're redoing that. And we, she's not going to have any involvement. It's like, but wait, this is my idea. Like, hey, hello. So, yeah, that's the only thing. But uh, more TV news. This would get this would bring get Jordan's ire up. Oh, no. Because he's a fan, which I, I'm not because I don't watch it. But according to an actor on the show, David Moskazus or whatever, I don't know who he plays. Bruce Wayne? I don't know who. I don't know. Is that who did? That's who Bruce Wayne is? David Moskazus. Is this Gotham? Yeah, Gotham. I think so. M-A-Z-O-U-Z? Yeah. So Bruce, okay. According to Little Bruce. Little baby Bruce. All right. What do you say? According saying? to baby Bruce Wayne, Gotham is introducing the Joker and it's not... Uh, Whatever his name Jerome? is. It's not Jerome. But it's pretty established as Joker now. What are you talking nope. about? Nope. This is his quote. He is not the Joker. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. He is definitely the inspiration for the Joker, 
And the way that the Joker comes into the show is, in my opinion, one of the most brilliant things Gotham has ever done. So he basically confirmed. And uh, Cameron Monaghan, Monaghan, who plays Jerome, he came up and he, he says, I can confirm what we've cooked up and discussed is something not to be missed. It's a twist on familiar themes, both new and old echoes of the mythos, something something entirely new. But we believe true to the spirit of the show, as well as the comics. Proud I got to be part of it. So oh, it's man. confirmation that he's not playing the Joker. I don't know. I feel but he's playing his. somebody that isn't the Joker is inspired, Unless inspired by Mark fucking Hamble walks out. I don't know how I feel about this because Cameron Jordan, Monaghan. You you, you love you love the uh, trickster Junior. Get ready for Joker Junior. <laughs> uh, like I was, but see the, the weird part is with Gotham, I I I end up being fine with Cameron Monaghan being Joker Junior. Like I'm fine with him. Like now I am anyway. He's gone through well, all the transformations. Cameron Monaghan is Joker Senior apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's retarded. Oh, he's not the real Joker. He's Joker Light. No, but the, but the real Joker is coming. He's gone through too many Jokery things to not be Joker at this point. Well, that's what the Joker is inspired by. It. He's like, hmm, he did it first. Mm. I, I thought it was he a cut his idea. face off. Let me cut my face off. <laughs> so basically, the Joker is like all the white people back in the fifties, where like black people, like like Elvis Presley, where uh, I can't think of her name, but she came out with Hound Dog first, oh, and then yeah. Joker heard it. And then, uh, I mean, I said Joker. And then Elvis Presley heard it, and then he releases the same song as if it's his. Cameron Monaghan as a Joker is the only thing I like about Gotham. If they fuck that up, I will rage quit. I'm not even watching this show regularly, but I I will, like, systematically disavow that movie's existence. Like, I will make it a point to be the rallying cry for fuck Gotham if they fuck this up. It's the one good thing they had. According to Baby Batman, he said it's the greatest thing the show has ever, the most brilliant thing the show has ever done. Challenge fucking accepted, Baby Batman. Let's see. Alright, I got got faith in you. Him and and Cameron were the two things I liked the most, so we'll see. Fuck! (laughs) uh, Don't you WB this! (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, Black Dynamite with Michael Jai White? Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard Dynamite. about this. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Well, I guess. I guess I'm the only. One. I'm the odd man out then because I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's hilarious. You guys see that movie? I threw but, that shit before I got in the room. Yeah. <laughs> but Michael Jai White is basically teased that Black Dynamite is coming back. In terms of for what? Uh, a sequel, Black Dynamite Two. Oh, okay. And it's coming out. Uh, it says, uh, on the way later this year. Wow, that's 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 quick. Yeah. So I'm like, if he's teasing it, if it, and especially if it's coming out later this year, there should be a trailer. Yeah. Maybe it's like a net. Did you say where? Like where? No, it doesn't theaters? say where. It doesn't say where. It doesn't say if it's theaters, Netflix. Yeah, I would I would think it's like a Netflix if it's made thing. for TV, if it's going straight to DVD. I'm hoping Netflix. But I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen it, dude, fuck it. It's like the most hilarious parody on black exploitation movies ever. Because it says he took it. it says he took the social media to drop a brand new tease for a future project, which ominously contained the phrase "Black is back." <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we'll see. Black Dynamite, maybe. Cool. Yep. Uh, and Jamie's not here for this, which sucks, but. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. The Full Metal Alchemist is becoming a Netflix movie. No. Okay. 
Yeah, live action. Live action, Full Metal Alchemist. And she, no, no, she said that's but, her favorite. But there's an actual her fa- movie. That's her favorite anime. They just released the Japanese movie, didn't they? Have they released it? I don't know. I, I, don't know it, I, I don't know it. if it's. I don't know if it's out, but I know it's supposed to be coming out soon. I don't know. But it's saying it's hitting, it's hitting Netflix uh, February 19th. So I guess that's we, really soon. We have an anime review day. Maybe that's maybe that's the Japanese. They say maybe it's, I don't. It, it just says uh, adapting anime into live action series hasn't gone over well. Uh, they talked about Dragon Ball Super. I mean Dragon Ball Evolution. Then it says uh, Full Metal Alchemist announces live action future. Thankfully, oh yeah. So yeah, that is the Japanese version. It oh says, okay. Thankfully, the flick was well, thankfully the flick was well re- pretty well received in Japan. In a couple of weeks, Netflix is bringing the film to U.S. fans. There we go. Okay, so it is All a right. Japanese version. So there's still hope, Joe. There's still hope. Well, the, the funny thing about this is this is the movie they could have put out. So I'm guessing it's going to be dubbed. And they couldn't, they couldn't whitewash it because technically none of the people are actually Japanese in the movie. Except yeah. for unless they go like the Brotherhood route. So yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess it's going to be dubbed. Oh, he's dubbed it? Okay, whatever. I'm down for that. So yeah, Full Metal. I don't even know what the fuck Full Metal Alchemist is about. You haven't seen the anime, so it's like I know that's why. Yeah, you have no stakes in this game. <laughs> but I'm like, but Jamie, I don't. She's probably. I mean, but she's probably seen the Japanese one already. So I don't think she has. I think she was also waiting for it to come out. But this is probably the first time it's going to be released over overseas. Yeah. So we have a review day. Sweet. Hopefully, I mean, she said, I don't know when I'm going to be back, guys. Work is crazy. I mean, hopefully she'll be back by February 19th. That's like a month away. Her rage won't let her not, not be on that episode. <laughs> well, all you guys got to do is keep reviewing Super, and eventually she's just going to, like, bust through the door. And- <laughs> she's going to be like she's gonna be like Wonder Woman doing her Kool-Aid, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, no. <laughs> in Justice League, when she busted through that back door. Where she, she looks like both of us, like, the timer's going down slowly. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, how many... How many ways can I fuck these people up for messing up my anime section? <laughs> the time it takes for me to say anime, which <laughs> but yeah, but uh, it's looking like uh, the the uh, God Particle, which was the the triquel to the uh, Cloverfield movie. Okay, it's supposed to be coming out with Paramount. Okay, but it's looking like Netflix is trying to grab it from Paramount. Okay. So instead of it coming out in theaters, it might be coming out on Netflix instead. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it also depends it on says, what the fuck yeah, it's it says, about. They it even... says Netflix is in talks to acquire the God Particle. Hmm. I don't know. Have you seen? And I think I think part of it is because you know, uh, even though it kind of made money, it didn't make as much as they wanted. And Paramount has had a bad year last year. What like, Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, they barely advertised that shit. It was such a mystery when it came out. They didn't even tell you what it was really about. Yeah, because Paramount's had a bad a bad year last year. Like Transformers didn't do what they wanted it to. Ghost in the Shell underperformed. Suburbicon didn't really do anything. Downsizing with Matt Damon didn't really do much. So they're kind of thinking. I mean, they they're they're fans of the God Particle move, but they kind of feel like it'd probably do better, not as a wide release on in a movie screen. So they're like, well, Netflix is like. Yeah, I think it'd probably do better over here, bro. Yeah, that's because I mean, Paramount's looking for Paramount's looking for a franchise. Remember, I mentioned every single movie studio, Fox, 
Disney, Universal, mm. uh, Warner Brothers, they all hit that $5 billion range, but Paramount was nowhere on that list. Well, we'll see. I mean, again, so, yeah, I, I, Par- I have to know what it's Par- about. Paramount's Paramount struggling. I can't even make it a judgment until I know what the movie's even about. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Cloverfield movies, so I don't know what Cloverfield is about. You need to fucking stop. Like, Cloverfield Lane was an awesome psychological thriller, and Cloverfield was an amazing kaiju movie. Okay? But I have them on DVD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Blu-ray. I, I have them on Blu-ray. I haven't uh. seen either of them either. I wanted to see ah! the second one. So, but. You both need to watch both of these movies. <laughs> they're good. I have them on Blu-ray. Uh. I think so, they're yeah, both so- on Hulu, so I can watch them on there. Are they? Okay. Or at least the one is. I know Cloverfield Lane is on Hulu. Okay. So yeah, uh, for those of you, so yeah, for, if you're looking forward to that third installment, you might be going to see, be able to see at home on Netflix as opposed to in the theaters, which kind of sucks. Because I mean, what if it turns out and it makes a shit ton of well, not money because it's Netflix, but, like it was just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It has a lot of views. Paramount was be like. Fuck. Um, <laughs> hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> That's their fault. Fuck them. I mean, they need a franchise, so whatever. But also, uh, with uh, more Netflix news, Netflix is doubling down on, because, uh, you know, a lot, especially even us, we had a lukewarm, lukewarm response to Bright. Yeah. Netflix is basically like, fuck you guys. You don't know what good is. We do. Because they uh, came out and said, the consumer response to the film has been great. Every internal measurement says it's one of our most watched pieces of original content, meaning TV show or film that we've ever had. If you look at the audience generated reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, you see positive experiences with that film. Critics are an important part of the aesthetic process, but but they don't pretty, like it, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty disconnected from commercial prospects of the wow. film. The way we look at it is people are watching this movie and loving it. Yeah, I don't know about that. And yeah, that some. is and that is the measure of success. If critics get behind it, great. Or if they don't, or if critics get behind it or don't, that's a, that's a select group of social media influ- influencers talking to a select audiences. So basically, for those of us that didn't really like the movie, they said, fuck you. <laughs> it gave us our, one of our highest rated original films ever. So we're going with a sequel. So hey, man, do a sequel. Just don't make it as generic as the first one. But I mean, it's kind of as the first but, one. But I mean, it is kind of true. Like I was saying, I mean, for the most part, most people said they liked the movie. A lot of black people, like a lot of black people, were propped up the movie. Like, uh, like if you look at black Twitter and stuff like that, it was like, like fucking Will Smith. Uh, they yeah, they were like, "Oh, Bright was amazing." And it's like, no, it wasn't. New no, temporal expectations. <laughs> yeah, a little bit lower. But yeah, so Netflix executive, what, uh, what did yeah. you think? Well, yeah, what did you think of Bright? Did you see Bright? Nah, I wasn't that interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> rapid fire review. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> it just didn't look like. It, I was just like, all right, so they they're doing uh, uh, Lord of the Rings in the Hood. I'm like, um, I'll pass. That is an apt description. <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings in the Hood. But uh. Another movie, gaming movie that's uh, going in development, uh, Uncharted is still in the works, and uh, it's being re- rewritten by an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. producer, and uh, his name is Charles Roven, and he said, we've come, we've come up with a wonderful origin story, but it's still based on the Uncharted video game. 
It doesn't take place during any of the t- any time period of any of the Uncharted video games. It actually takes place when Nathan Drake and and Sully, I guess you'd call him his surrogate father, were much younger. It's an origin story that evolves out of the game, but is not from the game. Uncharted three. Sh- not, yeah, basically Uncharted three because yeah, that's what happens. Uncharted three. <laughs> that's a hard. Yeah. yeah. Sean Levy is going to be directing it and. A young writer, oh no, wait, so no, Charles Robin said the quote, but the uh, writer is going to be Raph Judkins is currently writing the screenplay. Okay. So, and I mean, as far as I know, Tom Holland is still attached to play the young Nathan Drake. So this is their way of having basically Tom Holland be the star of the movie. That's stupid. I really don't think he should be the main character. Because if it's saying it's going to take place with him being much younger. Yeah. They tried to figure out a way to because 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 the way it was originally going to be it was just like Tom Holland is going to play young Nathan Drake but it's still yeah, yeah. it's going to be flashbacks now they're just like yeah Spider Man Homecoming did pretty well at the box office let's make Tom Holland the lead it's not even uncharted then, so then point. by the time the movies get older you know we can have Tom Holland grow with the movies Tom Holland is not going to look like an adult. From one movie to the next. No, like, but you know he, 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 maybe he won't hit that age. That's why they're like, it won't take place in the video game universe, so we're not going to have it take. That's why they probably said that, so they can have Tom Holland be the Tom Holland be Nathan Drake. To me, that's like changing the character too much. It's, it is way too, way too much. Yeah, it's like you're not even you're you're Nathan Drake in name only because Nathan Drake is like you know the smarmy adult, like the middle age, like you know Indiana Jones type, not a young unsure of himself not baby jones yeah exactly <laughs> like it's it, it takes away half the appeal of the character that's stupid fucking dumb thanks tom holland for being a fucking star and fucking taking over this movie not, it's not tom holland's fault <laughs> oh it's his fault for being too too famous <laughs> too popular i mean if you want to go it's, it's marvel's fault really because they made him popular yeah who, and who, sony fuck all fuck all because <laughs> i'm like who was tom holland before he got cast as spider-man jody are you with me on this one so I'll probably go see it when it comes out, but I can't think of anyone even to play like just regular Nathan Drake. Like no one's like popping up in my head. Well, if they did this movie a while ago, Nathan Fillion. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, see, I but now he's that now he's kind of too old. Stunts, like yeah, I feel like he's getting a little too old for that. Especially after like I didn't really watch Castle that much, but seeing him like seeing a couple of things from Castle, I'm like. That, that time's kind of passed for him. Like, if it had been, yeah. like, a couple years ago. Well, you mentioned his stunts. I mean, he's not Tom Cruise. He wouldn't be trying to do all of his stunts. He'd oh, have no, a stuntman. No. It actually would be amazing, not for a franchise. I know that they always want to do franchises, but it would be a really powerful movie if it was about Nathan Fillion and his old age was a factor. And it was like, if, it, if you did a thing where, remember Uncharted 1? Maybe it was it 2. Whichever. One of them, in one of them, you wake up and you're bleeding. And like the a lot of the beginning of the game so like is an like Expendables type. Yeah, it's like you're bleeding out, and you do flashbacks. Old, old man Nathan, <laughs> kinda. And then you do flashbacks of like him as a child, and you do flashbacks of him before the mission, and you lead back up to that moment where the game slash movie starts, where he's bleeding out. How old is Nathan Philly? Probably like forty five plus, maybe closer to fifty. But like it, that actually, because I'm because I'm kind of like actually, would he be too old because? Fucking T'Challa is in his forties. But he's uh, black. Chadwick Boseman. Black don't crack though, so it's different. <laughs> but I'm just, like, he's playing. He's playing uh, T'Challa. I just feel like that would be a really good encapsulated Indiana Jones. He's forty six. Wow. Yeah. Black don't crack. See, <laughs> it'd be a really good encapsulated Indiana Jones movie if they did it right. 
but I mean, instead of they're, they're looking at yeah, Chad, Chadwick Boseman is 41. And what'd you say, Joe? I said I would definitely like if you know if it wasn't for I guess the age or whatever thing, I would definitely take Nathan Fillion for the role. Like Nathan Fillion can pull off that role. He is that character. I mean, and, and Ben Affleck is Batman, and he's forty, like forty six. Mm-hmm. But so I'm saying you have to make it part of the story. And I think you could, and I think it's a more compelling story of an adult who's like past his prime. He just has to. Tra- he just has to do all that weight training and stuff. Yeah, like just, that. just but train I'm like, if Hugh Jackman bit. can do it, yeah, exactly. But like I said, just make it part of the story because then you you can kind of have it be a spiritual successor to the games and it would take place after the games if you wanted to, and not maybe not have it be like a. A perfect slot into the game universe, but at least have mm-hmm. be that love letter to the fans, where it's like, yeah, maybe stuff in the games did happen, maybe it didn't, maybe it happened a little bit differently, but like we're gonna go forward with Nathan Drake's story rather than go back and then reimagine it as a young fucking baby Indiana Jones. Yeah, you can you can have Tom Holland play his son. If you go yeah, but they no, that, I even say just have it be flashbacks. Time, and that's yeah. what they're banking on. Yeah, but fuck that, man. Like this is yeah, this is still, a problem with I mean, all these he movies. He can still be old. Like like I said, Chadwick Boseman is already like he's in his forties, and they're gonna do more than one Black Panther movie. They might do more than three, depending on how long yeah. he wants to continue. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman's gonna look like that for like the next twenty years. Don't lie. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> he might look better in twenty years. Yeah, he might. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this is another example of I think Hollywood putting their their eggs before the basket or the fuck. You know what I mean? Like. Focus on one movie before you start going, all right, we got plan ahead for a whole franchise with Tom Holland. Like, yo, how about you make one good movie? And then if it's fucking great, then we'll think about sequels. Is that the I mean? dark universe? Exactly the dark fucking universe. But another video game movie that they're looking into developing. Have you ever played Duke Nukem? Way back in the day. I never played it. Have you ever played Duke Nukem, Joe? Nah, I've, I've seen the like, gameplay from it and everything, but I didn't have anything to play it. Has to do with sunglasses, blonde hair, and he's like, "I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, I'm all mm-hmm. out of gum." Well, they're developing, they're looking to develop a Duke Nukem movie. Of course, they are, and they already got their uh, star. Well, he's in talks to play Duke Nukem. Who? And it's gonna be John Cena. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so, i mean he looks just like him so there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah he's in he's, yeah. he's in he's in talks yeah like, that's like you might as well it was made for him this, this role is this is fucking baby and funny enough it's gonna be paramount <laughs> like paramount is looking for a franchise so badly because i'm like duke nukem though like what <laughs> there's so many other things you could come up with but i'm like okay whatever so yeah duke nukem for those of you who are like, they're probably people on the, like, oh, that game is so fucking amazing. You guys don't know what you're talking about. That game's epic. But whatever. Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Have you, have you ever played the game Clue? Yeah. Yes. I've never played that either. But what do you do, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> You just sit in like a dark room. I sit in the dark. The walls are all blank. I sit, in the, I sit in the dark and masturbate to Devil Man's Cry, baby. What? Oh. Uh, and watch Buffy on repeat. And, and watch Buffy on repeat. Got you, got you. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds is developing a Clue movie. <laughs> what? Okay. Yep. Uh, with uh, fellow Deadpool, with his uh, Deadpool team, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the two people that wrote the Deadpool movie. 
and Fox. Gotcha. So, uh, it's, hold up. So, yeah, in between him doing Detective Pikachu and then Deadpool 2, after that, he's looking to do a Clue movie. So. I care so little. (laughs) I have no fucks to give, Michael. I'm sorry. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) How's that going to work? Like, I, I love the original one, but I don't necessarily think that Ryan Reynolds and like the Deadpool guys couldn't pull it off. I just don't know what to think. This. I mean, just the I granted, I haven't seen this movie, but just look based off the trailer, like Clue, like it strikes me as just a another murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. It was like somebody. One of you have murdered this person. We need to find out who it is on the train. That's essentially the premise of Clue. Like, who's the murderer? It's yeah, the but butler. The, it's it's funny. Like the the clue with uh, I was about to say Tim Meadows. That was not Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Tim uh, Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, that was. I loved that when I was like younger. I still love it now. Like it still holds up to me. I've never so, seen it. It's 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 good. It's they had a they had a good cast. Um, I mean, I guess if anyone could pull it off, it would be. Ryan Reynolds. I'm, it depends on who he gets in the cast, I guess. Anyway, final two bits of news. Uh, have you seen uh, Taika Waititi's What We've Done in the Shadows? Yes, love that movie. Good. That movie's so good. But uh, it looks like uh, instead of doing a sequel, or they might, he might end up still doing it, but as of right now, instead of uh, doing it, it's going to FX as a TV series. Really? Yes. Is it directed by him? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Then I'm excited. And uh, it's going, yeah, like I said, it's going to FX and it's saying it's going to introduce a new batch of mismatched undead played by a bunch of actors whose names I don't know, so I'm not going to name them. And it says the plot details are still under wraps, but Watiti previously told Fandango that the series was intended to take place in America and he would direct and write, and he would direct uh, the first episode, and his uh, co-writer oh, will write write it and executive produce. And it's uh, unclear whether he'll appear because you know he played one of the vampires. Yeah. So it's unclear whether he'll appear on the show or just stay behind the scenes. I like the little British accents in that show, in that movie. That, that seems like you're, you're missing out on something. You make all of them all American. It's racist. Why? Because they, they weren't. They, were they weren't New British. They were from New Zealand. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they were so polite. I, the the juxtaposition between how polite and meek, a meek voice they were, versus them being like bloodthirsty vampires. Like it was hilarious. It's racist. <laughs> New Zealand. But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen what we've done in the shadows, if you have an Amazon Prime account, it is on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it on there. Mm. So I mean, it was it was pretty good. It was funny. You, and you 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 can see the correlation between his humor and that, and, and what he did in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So I wonder if there's any chance they're going to try to get Jermaine Clement to do a cameo in it as well. Since I mean, Jermaine's already doing uh, Legion for FX. So, hmm. who's Jermaine? Which one was Jermaine Clement? The um, you're mentioning. The, I'm like, I don't know these names. <laughs> Uh, he was the uh, the one vampire that I can't. Why can't I think his name? The 
the his, he I call my look dark but delicious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But I mean, Legion Legion is about to come out soon, so I don't know. Anyway, final bit of news, and I purposely saved this for the end. Okay. There is a fan petition. Another one? What is this one yes. for? <laughs> a Russian comic book fan has launched a petition on change.org mm-hmm. uh, by the name of Elena Shestakova. Okay. And do you know what this petition is? Don't say it, but do you know? No, Joe? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Man, I'm so curious. What is this? The suspense is killing me. Well, the petition. I was purposely. Okay. <laughs> Is for DC Comics oh, okay. to turn one of its iconic villains, the most iconic villain in all of comics. Oh, I've heard this! They want to turn the Joker into a homosexual man. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I've heard this. The petition reads, the Joker is a comic book character with an almost... 80-year history, half of which he was portrayed as homosexual. For instance, in in such significant graphic novels as Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns or Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth, Neil Adams claimed that the Joker was and always had been homosexual. This opinion was shared by other comic book authors and artists for decades. That is why it's so important to me and other queer readers to return his homosexuality. The Joker repeatedly confessed his feelings to Batman and showed an interest in other men. Also, there was Joker's unnamed boyfriend in the graphic novel Devil's Advocate. The Joker has many feminine traits. He uses lipstick, paints his nails, wears high heels, and sometimes does cross-dressing. We realize that some of these things is stereotypical, but it gives a very clear picture. It gives a very, it gives a very clear picture. Over the years, she like this, like she went on. Why would you need to identify with the Joker? Over (laughs) over the years, there were plenty of other queer moments in comics, cartoons, and video games, especially in Batman the Arkham series. However, in the late 90s, someone decided to erase the Joker's homosexuality and (gasps) introduce Harley Quinn as his girlfriend. Damn you, Bruce Timm. Yeah, brand new Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. (laughs) Yo, look at Joe's face. (laughs) By, By the way, Harley was made up for the Batman animated series to replace the Joker in one scene in which he was supposed to jump from the cake and drag. In the ma- in the mass consciousness, Harley became his only love interest. Although in canonical comics, there is no evidence that there are romantic or sexual feelings from the Joker's part. His enforced relationship with Harley Quinn looks like an attempt to retcon his homosexuality uh, and turn him into an acceptable straight. Uh, I want to strangle this person. <laughs> wait, wait. DC Comics already has a great cast of queer characters. Heroes like Batwoman or Midnighter, as well as villains like Harley Quinn or Poison Ivy. Maybe some people don't want to see the, quote, terrible villain as part of the LGBT community. Why? But because <laughs> but there's a trope of introducing gay characters and then them being villains in Hollywood and stuff like that. Or in movies and comics. And oh, all no, I meant stuff. why would you want them? Like this person, oh. why would they want them 
the Joker be gay just because like but they know. said but on the other hand in Gotham series the Penguin became gay without any problem they're, well they, there were problems yeah I was gonna say there, are, <laughs> there were problems there are a lot of people that complain yeah, he even talked about it at FlameCon mm-hmm. and it says and he is morally no better than the Joker it's not homophobic to have a queer villain so why not let the clown prince of crime quote out of the closet end quote DC Rebirth is an excellent reason to bring the Joker back to his roots. And finally, they say, we ask DC Comics to restore the Joker's homosexuality in the comics. the phrasing of this, to restore it. Like, like it was like set in stone. <laughs> and other media. No one's sexual identity should be changed. Even <laughs> if, even, wait, even it's, even. I think she meant even if it's, but she said even it's only fictional characters. Because sometimes fictional characters is something real to people to hold on to. Bitch, are you trying to destroy the world or, or, and, or Gotham and or your own personal Batman? Because why would you need to self-identify with the Joker of all people? And look, I'll say this first. I want to preface this with representation fucking matters. And I get that. Preface, preface this with I am Jordan and I'm a heterosexual man. Yes. But the Joker, there's... And beyond, you know what makes me mad about this though? Because like, I don't feel like you need to straight out say, no, Joker's gay. Like I've always thought the Joker was kind of like bisexual, because his his relationship with Batman he had a does man seem, on for Batman. Yeah, it does seem very like like a romantic relationship almost, like like a twisted, dark, venomous kind of relationship. So it is, it's, if it's not sexual, it is in some ways romantic, at least in the Joker's mind. Um, they're made for each other. Like they they have if, if one dies, the other has no meaning in their life. Like I. So I could see that argument. And yeah, I, I mean, I know, like, even in the Lego Batman movie, they played it oh, up. Yeah, yeah. They definitely played up the Dark whole... Dark Returns, yeah. uh, the killing joke. Like, I could, I could see that. I could see it, but honestly, like, I look at the Joker, I see him as an asexual, asexual character. Exactly. I said bi. I, I said I didn't really mean bi. I guess I mean... Yeah, I don't even see him as bi. Like, I see Joker as asexual. Like, Harley Quinn like, was you a talk about, thing You him. talk about representation, like asexuality is part of a spec like like they even did that like a lot of people were pissed because like jughead in the comics of riverdale he's an asexual character in the comics and a lot of people were pissed because they made him straight in in the show see that's fucked up this to to restore his 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 in cement homosexuality that was never even a thing to begin with so that, that phrasing is yeah crazy. so like saying joker is asexual like talk about representation i don't think the joker would ever come out and be like an agent of chaos is going to come out and be like, this is my label. Society has given me this label, and that's what I am. Like, no. He's the fucking Joker. That's like against- no, uh, yeah. If anyone would be against labels. Yes. Like, I can see him like maybe having an open line where he's like, I, I take what I want. You know what I mean? But nothing beyond that. And not yeah. even like in a sexual way. Whether it's, whether it's I take a dick or I take some cooch. Yeah. It's just like I, I always saw his relationship with Harley Quinn as, one, abusive. But two, he looked at yeah, her like a tool. It was a never, yeah, thing. it was never romantic on his part. Yeah. So all this talk about, yeah, it was just the people making it. It was like, no. Have you watched? Like, have you ever watched? Like, have you watched the series? Have you read the comics? Like, it was always romantic on her part. And yeah, yeah he might have fucked her, but it was never because he had feelings for her. It was just she's just a means to an end. Yeah. Like, even and there were moments, that, even in the cartoon, where like she tried to prove the to prove the uh to uh. To the to the Joker that she can help, you know, she wanted to kill Batman. Yeah, and he got mad and he slapped the shit out of her. And Mad not, Love, that was she Mad knocked, Love. Yeah, episode. she knocked him out the window. Mm-hmm. He knocked, 
Because it was that's like, no, funny. that's my, like, this is my, like, Batman is mine. You don't do this shit. Are you crazy? Yeah. And even though there are times where he is seemingly romantic toward her, you can easily look at that it's, as it's, manipulation. Yeah, it's a manipulation. Yeah. So it's like, I, I would never say that Joker is clearly one thing or the other. And I think his character in itself, you're talking about representation, you're right, asexual. But even that, Joker as a character would never label himself anything. And it's, if his identity is a fucking mystery, you really think his sexuality is going to be set in stone? Like, come on, man. Like, the fuck? This is ridiculous. That, that whole Although they petition, still, come on. They still, they still, DC Rebirth has been going on for like a year and a half or so now. They still haven't explained who these fucking three Jokers are yet. They, they don't probably even know. <laughs> Wait, Joe, what do you think about this boy? Oh my God, Joe's, <laughs> Joe is so... Joe, he fell asleep. He's so angry. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like a... Literally, this is like Ralph Dibney reaching for something right now. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I either would have, I would, if I had to call the Joker something, either I would say he's poly or asexual. Asexual being the thing that fits the most. Like, he has, the only person you've ever, ever really seen him attracted to, yes, is Batman. But is it a sexual attraction? You haven't seen anything where it's like a sexual attraction. He's just yeah. attracted to him. He's obsessed with him. Harley Quinn does not matter. If Harley Quinn had been Harold Quinn or whatever, <laughs> he still would have been like the same thing. Yeah. Like the Joker does not care. I don't, I don't under, so I'm all, trust me, I'm all for <laughs> for equality and representation how yeah. if if you ask anyone who knows me i'm probably the i'm probably more of a uh uh, uh sjw than anyone whatever but this makes no sense at all like mm. i don't understand why yeah why would you want to be tied to the joker why would you feel the joker needs to be you know to represent you. Like, yeah. I don't... What? I've never seen the Joker and be just like, ha ha ha, the Joker's like me. Like, yeah. no, that's... I mean, well, you're assuming that she's... A, you're assuming that she's... She might not be LGBT. Yeah. And, she has even and, less of a leg to stand on. Because, like, because like, there are a lot of heterosexual... Like, shippers in terms of that. Like, there mm -hmm. are, like, like, a lot of straight women are behind, like, the shipping movement. Oh, get the fuck... If that's her reason... I mean, I mean look at Jamie. Jamie's a huge shipper. I mean, I understand that, but if that's her reason for starting a goddamn petition, get the fuck out. Go back yeah, to Tumblr. That's, that's <laughs> even worse, because it's like, oh, thank... I want... That's turning... That would be turning the Joker's sexuality into just something for her enjoyment, which is more disgusting than... If you were to actually retcon his actual sexuality, yeah. What a so, fuck! How many how many signatures are on that fucking petition? Does it, it say? It didn't say. Man, I would slap every single person that signed that <laughs> if I could, if I could find them. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say how many people slap some sister to your ass. The it, just, it just says it just says the petition and it says her name and then it said a quote. But you realize it's bullshit like this. But I'm pretty sure people. I'm pretty sure. You, I mean, you can get a thousand people to sign anything. Granted, yeah. granted, I'm assuming it's a thousand people, and I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I, it's shit like this though that makes the people who are anti SJW emboldened, and that's yeah. what I don't like. Because this, this dumb shit like this. This is what they'll point to and be like, "You see the dumb shit SJWs have done to our fucking culture." Like, get the fuck out of here. Why? It's just a couple of idiots. 
why isn't she why isn't she clapping and, and, and going the bat for Wonder Woman who is by in the comics but you know you don't see any of that in you don't really see any of that in the movie yeah I was gonna say how about I have a petition for that they yeah. say Wonder Woman is by like I hate all that like fan like not fan service but all that I guess that's the best way to 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 uh describe placating like the LGBT community. Yeah, oh yeah, Wonder Woman's bisexual, but it's like, but you never see it though. Mm. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Also, there's there's more reason for like the comic book industry and really anything to have women be even bisexual. the same thing with like Mister Terrific. Oh yeah, he's gay, but he's like he has no husband. His husband is gone. Yeah. You haven't seen him going to go on any type of dates on the show. Like he's not trying to look. He's not trying. Like he's not having no love interest. It'll be a joke every once in a while. Has he? Has he even looked at Oliver? Like the way I was gonna say, you don't really see him. You don't even really see him make comments about, "Oh, that guy's hot." If he does, it's always a joke. Like they'll they'll turn into a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll just be like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gay." (laughs) And he'll he'll usually tell somebody that. There's none of that, and that's a trope too. Having a gay, a sexist gay character, pretty much. Like even Will and Grace, like Will. He was he even though he was gay, he didn't hook up with anybody until season five yeah. of the show. So, oh man, okay, all right. On that note, <laughs> that's a good way to end, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> and angry. Make, okay. the jo- make the Joker gay. Okay. <laughs> no, fuck that. Where's your petition for Finn and Poe? <laughs> <laughs> I would sooner be on board with that's, that. That's the petition I want. I don't have a Poe Dameron body pillow for nothing. Fuck, fucking. I mean, to be honest, Russian though, chick. There's nothing to do with anything. But to be honest, if even if in the the ninth Star Wars movie they circle back around to that, it was like, no, actually, the reason why I didn't like you, Rose, is I actually have a crush on on a uh, nah, what's his name? No, because he's he's, Paul, he's he's pining after Ray. Where's Ray? Where's Ray? Is Ray wake up? Call, get Ray back. I'll take that over Kyle Ren. They lean into that way more in in the second in the second movie. Yeah, I want that more than Kylo Ren and Ray, though. So I'll, I'll be done with that too. I want Poe and Finn. All right, I take one or the other. I have a Poe Dameron body pillow, and it needs to be realized because <laughs> Poe is hot. Oh, before we get out of here, though, Joe, you uh, said you agree with me and Michael on different things. How'd you feel about our Last Jedi debate? I nutted on that pillow so many times. Oh. Whoa, <laughs> talking to Joe. <laughs> Uh, so I haven't touched the pillow at all, first of all. <laughs> um, okay, so I I really liked I really liked the Last Jedi, and I'm gonna preface it by saying I did what most people didn't do. Oh, and Michael walks away like a crybaby. <laughs> Bye, Michael. Bye. <laughs> what a um, bitch. <laughs> I went into I went into the Last Jedi not knowing anything. So I didn't watch trailers. Mm. I didn't look up anything. I went completely cold turkey because I was like, you know what? I want the feeling of experiencing a Star Wars movie fresh, just like the movie itself. No hype. No. I was excited about it, but like I avoided everything. Okay. Like, to the point where I was trapped in the uh, uh, the preview for... Um, for The Last Jedi when I was watching uh, Thor Ragnarok, and I literally had my hands over my ears doing the la-la-la-la-la <laughs> stuff, so I didn't okay. hear anything. And um, so I really liked the movie. 
Did you like the? There's a connection issue. Oh, you bitch! We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Let my man talk. He knows what he's talking about. I I thought the movie was great. I thought I liked um everything that happened with Luke. Like he said, what did what did people expect him to do? Go and fight off the entire first order with a laser sword. Force no. He wanted Force yes. Unleash. Yes. <laughs> no. If Starkiller no, can do it, so can Luke. That He's in the video games. So what? Uh. Exactly. Um, you know, people were complaining about the whole... Just, I, I thought it was great. I was okay with Poe not being, like, you know, the set of attention with Poe kind of getting uh, reprimanded and kind of... Poe needed to... I feel like a lot of the movie was about people learning lessons that mm. were going to make them better for the resistance. Like yes. everyone, everyone had to grow. Everyone had to like have this thing, whether it was, whether it was Poe realizing you can't go headstrong into every fight because that's not the way it's, it's going to work out to Ray, you know, Ray needed to get rid of so much like doubt of like doubt about her parents, doubt about herself, you know, being a Jedi and stuff. Um, so much was was built on making the characters ready to be the resistance to carry on the fight to the point mm. where I wasn't as mad at people for uh, I mean, I wasn't as mad as other people were. When you had like Akbar die and stuff like that, you know, not that I didn't care about Akbar, and not that I wasn't like, man, they killed Akbar, man, they killed such and such and such, but like, a resistance has to continue. Yeah, it was a renewal. Everything has to grow and move on, and you can't have all of the same stuff and just expect it to be that way. You can't complain that. Force Awakens was a rehash, and then when the Last Jedi is like, "We're gonna be, we're gonna move on," and just like, "No, no, 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 no. you didn't do all the stuff that you had done the last time. Like, uh, you didn't it, make the fan fiction I wanted you to make." <laughs> exactly, and I mean, I, I mean, understand. one thing you said: this movie was about learning a lesson. Like Poe and Finn are gay. That's been Blurry Vision for the week. You know what? Mike I'm drop. fine. I, I, I'll be just as fine if Finn, you know. If the if the last movie comes out and Ray's going up to to Finn for a kiss and he just moves her out the way, just like no no no, no. <laughs> like I'll I don't even want that. Ray to have a love interest. Swear, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't want her to have a love interest. I'd be fine with that too. But um, let her just let her as be, long as it's not Kylo. I mean, let her be like Elsa and Frozen. She has no she has no partner. Yeah. But okay. Just everything. Was, I I thought it was so good, and I thought it was a. I thought it was so fresh for Star Wars. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the Canto bite scene yeah, and everything. I, you know what? I was actually cool with it because you don't get to see what else is happening in the Star Wars universe hmm. very often. I, so it may have been kind of sidetracking or derailing a little bit, but it was just like, okay, here's more fleshed out you know, parts of the universe. For that, me, it was all forgiven just for that ending with that kid in the broom. That that made the movie for me. Yeah, I thought that was great. And yeah, he could have been black. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> he been black. Agreed. Yeah. 
I was just like, you got the black kid telling the story, and then and then the guy comes in, and then they all just run off, and he's just sweeping in. Oh, look who has the force. It's just like, come on. Because white, white people can only be Jedis in Star Wars. Black people or, can't save the universe. Come on. Uh, <laughs> or not, not Jedis, because I mean, people always go, well, this makes Windu, yeah, one. <laughs> and then, even then, what did he really get to do? He had a purple lightsaber. <laughs> but even with that, what did he really get to do? But yeah. He's the most powerful Jedi under Yoda, but what did he get to do? At least we got to see Yoda. I mean, granted, never mind, because I was going to say, we got to see the one fight scene with Palpatine. Yeah. That was it. Well, it's nice to hear that it looks like Joe's a little bit bigger fan of the movie than I was. He even liked the Canto Bite stuff, so. Shh. Shut your hair. Don't it's be a hater. <laughs> But yeah, Joe, man, it's been great having you on, dude. It's, it's nice to have three blurs on again. Yeah, feeling the namesake of Blur Vision. It's been real fun. I, I appreciate you guys letting me be on here. Yeah, man, thank you for being oh, a listener. We do need Jamie back. Our viewers are like, you guys, you and Michael suck together. Yeah, where we at? Oh God, this is like a four and a half hour podcast. We're still yeah. super late. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I want Jamie back too. So, I mean, I love you guys and. If you guys would like, hey, Damn, do another right? episode, like I'd, be, I'd be down for it in a minute, but I, I like the three of you. I like I like the whole family. Said, I like the whole said, Blur Vision family together. We suck. Yeah, we, we're nothing. On the we're Q, nothing. Without a cute Asian girl, we got no anchor, man. <laughs> she puts the Asian in home invasion. I mean, it is true, though. I mean, you don't know anything about anime, so it's like... I know everything about anime. You don't know Fuck shit you. about anime. You don't even know Joe's name. Like, Joe's Stampede's from fucking Trigon. It's from Lion King. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, there, there is one other thing. So, because we haven't had Jamie on here, and Jamie's been mad about everyone talking about Super, I want to say, I want to give a quick anime recommendation. Okay. Um, it's not a fighting anime, so that's going to turn a lot of people off. Okay. It's, it's like a slice of life. Uh, Jamie, I hope you I hope you're cool with this. Uh, recovery of an MMO junkie. It's on Crunchyroll. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's I. So I love shonen anime. You know, of course, I love I love uh, My Hero Academia and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I watched that show and it was just I enjoyed it so much. And I think you know it's an it's a nice story of just like you know i feel like people can relate to it you know yeah if, geeky, from the description geeky. i read i feel like it's a lot it's very close to home for nerds and blurs you know what i'm saying exactly exactly yeah. so. so if you're like us and love video games and or you're huge nerds and or blurs check it out what is it the same name again joe uh recovery of a mmo junkie well there you go joe gave us his review before we headed out <laughs> She's nodding like, yes. Yes, he did. All right, Joe, man. It's been fun. It's been wow. real. I'm a Paul Dameron junkie. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, things in Star Wars I would like to get inside of. So it's like a TIE fighter, yeah. an AT-AT, an AT-AT. Paul Dameron. And one of them is, yeah. This guy. Paul Dameron. <laughs> all right, Joe. Thank you for being here. That's been Blur Vision for the week. Uh, shout out to all you fans and listeners out there. Leave the iTunes review, and you too can be on Blur Vision in a future episode. Maybe we'll have like a reunion episode one of these days with you and Glenn, and we'll have like a bunch of our our, our guests all at the same time. Be our guest, be our guest. <laughs> Put Blur Vision to the test. <laughs> Jamie hates DBS, but we. <laughs> 
but we'll, we'll watch all the rest. All the rest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's been Buffering for the Week. This has been Jordan with Michael and Joe. You. To say your name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nailed it. you mixed up real quick. You need to work on that. You need to work on that. <laughs> next time. Next time. And we will see you next week. Peace. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, 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 get up,